Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is the Sunday League Show, episode 28 of season 21-22. This week, I speak to Graham, Jamie, Roger and Gibbs. As usual, uh, the team, the whole team is here, split between Zoom and Selk Towers this week. Uh, Our guests this week are the brilliant Junction Elite. Um, a real good club. Uh, everything they do is fantastic. And um, I'm sure uh, Graham's first up this week. I'm sure he will uh, say exactly the same. Uh, it was a fantastic interview uh, with Aaron. Um, praise the league, uh, as you'd expect. Um, and doing fantastic things, isn't he, Graham? And everyone yeah. at Junction Elite. It's not a one-man band at all. Yeah, I mean, very much so kind of when they first started, um, it was a one man band, you know, Aaron took an awful lot on. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, we were quite supportive of him. We said, look, you're not going to be able to do this by yourself. You're going to have to get, you know, coaches and sponsors and sort of other people kind of at at the club. You're going to have to get them on board um, because if you're kind of out for whatever reason, then the whole thing is going to collapse like a pack of cards. And mm. when we look at kind of when they first started sort of one team to progress to two, and they're up to five teams now. And I think for any club to get one team out now uh, to play a game every week is fantastic in any league. Yeah. But to get five teams out every week playing competitive, really, really good football, um, I just think is a, a tremendous achievement. And when I look at these clubs who moan and whinge about the admin and organising of players just for one team. And I think, well, if they can do that for five, you can do it for one. I think they do set the standard from that perspective. They do. They do. Uh, well done to Aaron. And as, as I say, fantastic uh, interview later on in the show. After this section of fixtures, um, it's the guests. Uh, also, just wanted to shout out, thank, say a thank you to people like Graham, people like Gibbs, people like Jamie, Roger, all the contributors, Abby, uh, all the guys on all around the leagues last week as a podcast network, we put out seven hours worth of content, Graham, seven hours. That's a massive achievement for me. And I will pat myself on the back. And say this, <laughs> this started from mental health, ill mental health um, from a dining room table. Me thinking to myself, how can I keep myself busy? Uh, well, I've managed to keep myself busy now, Graham. We've got a thriving podcast that's growing in numbers every single week, growing in output every single week covering Sunday football, Saturday football, women's football, referees, uh, the amateur footballer puts his musings on every week. It's been a fantastic thing. And that was a big achievement for us last week. Yeah, no, well done. Congratulations from all connected with the Southern Sunday. And obviously this is our first year on the big show, essentially, if you like. And um, we're obviously very, very grateful to you uh, and to the listeners essentially supporting it. And I think from our perspective, you know, patting ourselves on the back a little bit we've been doing a lot of good work for a long time and I think this platform has really given us the the opportunity to kind of showcase what we've been doing not for our own clubs but from other people from the outside to see kind of what's going on and I think you know people have had views about me personally and I think you know I think I've 
sort of challenged some opinions and, and got a lot more people on board as well, which I think um, is good to hear. So congratulations and, and well done and keep up the good work. Absolutely. There's We now cover 12 leagues on, on our busiest weeks every week um, around the southeast. It must be said, I'd like to move into the, the west and, and north a bit more, but it is what it is. I guess it's, it's pretty niche in our area. Um, we'd like some more whistlers. Graham, that's for sure. I'll tell you what we would. So we've got we've got a couple lined up, actually. So um, stay tuned to the network. Um, yeah, we're going to be going um, we're going to be going big and going quite hard with some programs over the next few weeks and months. So, uh, yeah, as we get towards the business end of the season, I think you touched on it in your um, vlog. I think they call it uh, yesterday, yep. Andrew. And that was around cup finals. And we want to kind of explore the experience that officials have as cup finals because I think the official team on cup final day I think is very often a forgotten team it's normally about the two playing teams but one thing that I've stressed throughout the years is that officials when they get cup final appointments you know that's as as big for them as it is for the players and I think you know once the sort of appointments are out for leagues I think you know we're going to be asking people to come forward and, and let us know what their experiences are and what they're looking forward to and just to get it from an official's perspective about how special cup finals are for them as well. Absolutely. As you say, if you're lucky to get more than one, uh, you're very lucky getting that one, that first cup final appointment is very, very special. So congrats to all the refs that have done that this season. Congrats to all the teams that have made it. Um, it's, I feel like there's generally more referees, especially for County Cup finals and stuff. There's more referees uh, than teams in the competitions that they enter. So, the competition and the uh, to get that the recognition as a county in a county FA uh, final is is massive in the league. Um, same the same with the likes of um, the Southern Sunday. You you the, there's as, probably as many referees as more more referees than teams that enter individual cups, isn't there? Yes. Well, apart so, from the Marcus Lipton Cup, which obviously yeah. there's sort of a hundred and <clears throat> yeah, 12, yeah. other than the Marcus Lipton. So to be in a cup final is fantastic and don't be upset if you get an assistant or a fourth official role. They are all as important as each other. That's one thing I'd like to throw in there. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. It's all about a team. It is. Right. We can talk about all of that stuff on the Whistler and other podcasts. Now it is time to go through the Southern Sunday results for Sunday, the 13th of March. This really is the business end of the season now. Uh, as we get towards, where are we? Eight weeks towards the eight, nine, ten weeks towards the end of the season. Um, plenty uh, of title deciders to be played, Graham, and relegation battles to be had. Plenty of interesting cup games this week. Um, let's get into it. In the Graham, in the Supreme Trophies, Graham Dodd Premier, uh, AFC Putney, uh, first team, and Ballamshire, a Desmond in tribute to the man himself, and Albion. Can't quite get that win. They desperately need Graham. They lose 2-1 to Parklife. Yeah, so on the Putney-Ballam game, I understand that was a very late equaliser for Ballam, which keeps their hopes alive there up at the top and, and yeah. it lets the likes of sort of Clapham Rovers and sort of Parklife still are in with a shout there or thereabouts. And Albion, I, you know, we're leading for quite a long while in that game against Parklife, but we're oh. undone by a couple of late goals from what I understand. So... Park life, I'm not going to care about that. They've they've nope. gone in, they've done the business. But yeah, Albion, the games in hand now are running out against the teams that are just above them. So 
they are going to need to get a win on the board pretty quickly. And I think they have Westminster Wanderers who are directly above them. I think they've got them coming up quite soon. Cool. So that is a relegation six-pointer if ever I've seen one. That is a six-pointer. Uh, maybe a, a season dropping down into the championship might be a bit of relief for the Albion boys after a really sticky season for them this year. I don't know how precious they would feel speak, knowing uh, Jolliffe um, from the from various chats. I'm Seems like a reasonable guy. I think he would perhaps wouldn't mind the drop down and uh, and refreshing and and winning some games next season. I think people don't want to get relegated, but actually, you know, we at this level of football, I think we don't always need to see it as a negative. I think sometimes no. it just gives you that opportunity, doesn't it, to just sort of step back, assess what it is that you're doing, clear the decks if you need to, get new players on board. It's just a reset. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no there's no shame in relegation. It's of course it's a disappointment and no one wants to be relegated, but in football, you know, we've seen in, in many things, sometimes you have to take a step back in order to go forward. So um, I'm sure they wouldn't want to go down there. Our longest serving club, you know, they've been around sort of 55 years. They wouldn't want to go down, but it is what it is. Football is um, an unforgiving game, isn't it, sometimes? It is. Uh, in the Tony Elders Championship, uh, some big results this week. Battersea Dogs uh, lose 4-3 uh, at home to Wheatsheaf Athletic. That one we predicted last week could have been sticky for the Wheatsheaf boys, but they've done the job 4-3, the win. Uh, putting Batsy Dogs in the doghouse. They look in trouble, don't they, at the bottom of the table now? Yeah, so barring a 20-goal swing, yeah. um, that's them done. Poor. So, you know, looking at teams about going get going down, I think, you know, two wins in 13 tells an awful lot. To drop down to League One to be competitive, you know, why not? But they've got a chance to kind of reset and come back stronger, hopefully. Yeah, with the likes of Selhurst, Wimbledon Wolves and AFC South London looking to meet them in League One next season as promoted teams. Anyway, good times for uh, Wheatsheaf. They looked that they were still slightly could have been pulled into that relegation fight. I know it was a very slim chance of that happening, uh, but that win guaranteeing their safety, essentially. Yeah, comfortable mid-table now. And yeah. they'll actually be looking maybe to finish in the top four, which from where they were five, six weeks ago, I think that's a great season for them. Yeah, well done, boys. Good good bit of form since Christmas has, has really uh, settled them this season. Uh, South London Giants battered by a champions uh, sporting continental 7-1. They'll be playing on, they'll be walking on air every week now, uh, sporting continental, knowing the job's done. They can save themselves for some rather important cup games coming up. Uh, sporting continental, again, coming back into uh, some decent form as now they'll be looking for cups, won't they? Now the job's done in the league, they'll be looking to, to uh, set their store in, in the Cups and bring more silverware home in a very successful season. Yeah, so being out of the Lipton, uh, obviously to Wimbledon Common is big priority now. Frank Blunston, yep. um, they've got AFC Ballum in the quarterfinals of that. And then the winners game. of then the winners of that will then play Southwest Rangers. So um, not an easy path to them to the final. But if they were to get there, they've got potentially Cosmos or Lazio or Swag on the other side. So we could have a repeat of last year's final between um, Swag and uh, Sporting Continental, which could be very interesting. Fantastic. In the Bob Dixon League One, uh, Wimbledon Commoners continued their fantastic form. Graham, 3-0 this week against Barking Mad. The Commoners hitting fifth gear towards the end of the season. It's going to be a good, good finish to the end, isn't it? Yeah, I think they needed that win after sort of two previous back-to-back -back draws really so for them to, to pick that up I think is good back-to-back -back clean sheets as well um, which is good um, 
two wins against Barking this year and Barking haven't scored a goal against them. And I, I think if you look at commoners, I think they've probably got a good five or six clean sheets to their names. So I think that's given them a real good solid platform um, to, to build on. And, you know, if you're stopping goals from going in, they've got players the other end who are going to put it in the net. It's a um, perfect combination in football, isn't it? It is. And they go top of uh, the Bob Dixon League one now, albeit with their uh, opponents or their title rivals, Junction Elite. Um, having four games in hand. They did but... mention that yesterday, five games in hand on uh, Twitter. They did mention it. Mind, oh, I think mind games? the gap, I think, was the uh, expression. <laughs> well, they've done it. They got to the top at least. Um, at least they've got the points on the board that puts them top. I think if you're Junction Elite, you don't mind having the games in hand at the moment. Uh, they're flying. Um, it'll be a real good end to the season in League One. Well done to the commoners on a good win yesterday. In League Two, uh, Real Dundonald lose 3-0 to Wimbledon Wolves. Uh, Ribblesdale Rovers lose 4-0 to Q Antigua Firsts. Uh, both of those games probably going slightly where we expect, uh, Graham. Wimbledon Wolves ending Real Dundonald's title hopes. Yeah, I think they're I think they're done now. Um, oh, promotion I mean, they, hopes, should I say? Sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, I think they're done. I mean, it's... Um, quite an extraordinary turnaround you know they had a good a long unbeaten run and it's sort yeah. of three back-to-back defeats now and I don't know really what's happened or where that's come from but yeah if you've got these top of the table tight clashes that are going to decide promotion you have to be on the receiving end of the uh, the right result and again a 3-0 win for the Wolves good solid clean sheet uh yeah, I, I think Dundonald are out of it. It's probably between Wimbledon Wolves and AFC South London now for the runners-up spot uh, from Selhurst. Agreed. And a good win for QNT. But again, perhaps uh, Ribblesdale threatened to, flattered to deceive, I think, after, uh, after Christmas or just before Christmas with some results. Uh, but QNT um, getting the result we expected. Yeah, um, Barring a nine-goal swing, I think, over two games, uh, Ribblesdale will be playing League 3 football next season. Unlucky to the boys at Ribblesdale. Uh, but good win for Q Antigua in League 3. Uh, Harbert Rovers get the job done. Not quite. Not quite. I thought Not they were quite. promoted. Not quite. So I hold my hands up my hand. If you could see me virtually yeah, at the moment, has. my he hand has. is very held up. In um, apologetic manner. In a very apologetic matter, uh, <laughs> uh, manner, I should say, rather than matter, Dara can just about put a spanner in the works because of their multiple games in hand. It's unlikely it's going to happen. Harbour are going to go up, but it's not 100% confirmed yet. So I was very trigger happy last night and I was enjoying a very nice little drink or two. So please uh, forgive me, Harbour. I apologise. You're not quite there yet, but you're there or thereabouts. We all make mistakes, Graham. Including me. I am human, <laughs> believe it or not. A big win for Harbert. 4-1 win against Parklife B. All but um, securing uh, promotion. Is promotion secured or is, is it the title? Not or, quite. No, no they, they need a win and then a, a, an unbelievable turnaround of a goal, about 25 or something. So it's it's one more win to guarantee it. But with teams having to play other teams... It, it's, it could be done next weekend. It, it, it's, it's almost so close you can smell it. Okay. Um, that's a disgusting thought you've just put in my, in my face. Ellsfield lose 8-0 to Hampton Terriers. Uh, and London All, South London All-Stars praised by their opposition yesterday. I did see on social media. Um, but Dara putting them to the sword 11-0. If they do need 
the help of goal difference, Graham. That is a fantastic result for Dara to be getting yesterday. Yeah, fair play to South London All-Stars. I think they only played with nine for the game, but um, I think it's a big job for Dara, sort of uh, seven games still to go to back-to-back to match what Harbert and Hampton have done all season. They've been the two standout teams. Um, I think those two will go up. I think Dara, I think if they got third spot from where they've been all season, I think they'd be reasonably happy with that. And they've got a cup semi-final next week. So good season for Ashley and his uh, first team. Yeah, hats off to South London All-Stars. Some pe- some teams would throw the towel in if you only had nine players and make up an excuse. And well, not, four and teams did yesterday, Andrew, and you probably read my bulletin from sort of Sunday evening. You know, I did call it out yesterday. I was really disappointed that four clubs, you know, felt for whatever reason that they weren't going to fulfil fixtures yesterday. And I think yeah. when we talk about the business end of the season, I think, you know, it does call into the integrity of the Cups and some of the the league competitions if teams don't get a team out because goal difference does make a big difference. And if any of our teams are listening, you know, just get a team out. It's um, not difficult. You can sign players till the end of March. Get on with it. Yep. Uh, Sadly, we heard in the Met League yesterday, only six six games got played yesterday in the whole league. Um, So I hope... Because? (laughs) No idea, but only six games was played and... It couldn't have all been pitches. We're seeing... No. Uh, we're well, seeing... I'm hearing COVID being mentioned again, but mm. I mean, if leagues are letting teams have free passes for COVID, then I, I'm not sure I can agree with that at this point no, either. Me neither. We don't know what the other games that weren't played, how they're going to be awarded. Um, but only six games played in our neighbouring league. Uh, the league, Very much so. Uh, league four, Locomotive, Wimbledon, give Merton Athletic the game, the game yesterday. Locomotive, Wimbledon up at the top end of the table Graham this would have been a game they wouldn't have been out of their depth in playing but they weren't able to get a team out against uh, free scoring Merton yesterday he was very apologetic in fairness to him yesterday and he said it's sort of the first time it's happened since he's run the team in four years but um, yeah it, um, Merton I spoke to them yesterday morning while I was driving to my game he was very disappointed you know he just wanted to play the game and yep. you know there is an expectation where you know you talked about mental health Andrew right at the top of the show and you know, people play football because it is a, a benefit to their physical and their mental health. And you've got an expectation at the end of the week that you're going to go out there and play a game of football. When it gets taken away from you at the last minute, it's pretty gutting, isn't it? Yeah, it can be. Uh, well, Martin, they're in a title chase themselves. They're looking for the Magpie recruitment boys to slip up. Maybe they're happy uh, to get the three points as some kind of consolation yesterday. I guess they will be. Uh, rest of the games in League Four, AFC Mortlake lose four nil to Top Deck, uh, QNT B lose three nil to Southside United. Plenty of goals yesterday in the Southern Sunday, and Northcote Rangers draw one all with Parthenope. Parthenope, the draw specialists. Absolutely, I love to. Uh, I love to put that on there. Seven draws in thirteen games. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and it's always. I don't know what it is with them. They just, for, for whatever reason, they just can't seem to turn the one point into the three points. They just can't. For whatever reason, they can't get it over the line. And I, I, I haven't refereed Parthenope for quite a little while. So uh, next time I do them, I would be quite interested to kind of see from their perspective why they can't turn the one into three, but. Nonetheless, mid-table sort of finish for them. I guess they'll be happy. Uh, Mortlake have that slippery feeling as well. It looks like League 5 is beckoning them next it's close. season. It's, it is close. close. They've dragged because Q keep losing as well and Northcote are not winning. Those two are still very much involved in that relegation fight with four games to go. So there's sort of three three teams vying for one place, essentially. Um, Clapham Wanderers, 
you know, they can get out of it. But as, as I say, they're going to need they're going to need probably five or six wins, which they haven't looked like doing all season. An interesting relegation battle as well as the top in uh, League Four. So into League Five, Painters Community win 2-0 against Ballon Badgers. Uh, Clapham Common lose 2-1 to Westminster Wanderers. Under 23 is a good win for them. Uh, and a big result in League Six, a team that's really caught my eye. Uh, LMT win 3-0 against UBL CFC Old Boys, Graham. And as I've been talking about LMT. I've mm. noticed this. They have hit form fantastically uh, at the right time. UBL CFC um, form's fallen off a little bit, if anything. Yeah, um, they've got games in hand over LMT, but you have to look at the, the run that LMT have put together. It's, um, I think I said last week, they probably left it too late, but all you can do is go and win the games, yeah. get your points on the board and then see what others are going to come up with. You just don't know what's going to happen. Football's a funny old game, um, as they say, but yeah, they're sitting pretty up in third and UBLFC, you know, they, they can get up. They've got games in hand. Um but they've got they've got to put a run together, UBLFC. I think probably they're going to have to win probably at least four of their last five and hope that, obviously, um, Argentina uh, slip up. Doesn't look any sign of doing that at the moment. They beat London Ravens B 2-1. To cement my thoughts, Graham, that Ra- Ravens aren't really the real deal in, in League Six. I'm sticking with that. That's a good win for Argentina. It 2-1. was close. It was you refereed that one yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did. It was a, it was a close one. Um, Argentina um, led in that fixture. Ravens got back into it early in the second half with a penalty for a handball. Yep. And then a really superb free kick from the Argentinians with about sort of 25 minutes to go. And I, I think Argentina just shaded it for the fact that, you know, they kind of they were going down. Um, they were going downhill, actually, first half at the Theatre of Screams, our equivalent, which is uh, Clapton Common, Andrew. Um and and they missed some chances, to be fair. They, they didn't put an awful lot on target, but they were getting into some really good positions. Um, they they held on probably to the 2-1 um, quite comfortably. Both teams ended with 10 men. Um, silly red cards. Oh, a bit of, bit of argy-bargy. Well, very good. Um, yeah, someone just put their arm into someone's face and then there was just a retaliation to smacking someone around the head, which is, oh, okay. which is all silliness. So it was, yeah, well, yeah. off you go. See, and, see you later. Off you go and off you go. And you know, it was one of them. And like in the rugby where the referee gives them the red card, they didn't say anything and they just both accepted it and went off. And actually the game was a lot quieter after that, to be honest. What did, but what did you think of Havertz yesterday? Was that a red for you? I haven't seen it, Andrew, to be honest. I was out at, um, I was out at uh, football all day. I, I, I say I haven't seen it. I've caught little clippets of it, but on a small screen. Um, but people are saying from what I've heard that he did move his arm deliberately sort of into his neck sort of face area and he was lucky to stay on but I did see the the pullback on Jacob Murphy with the shirt pull and how yeah. that isn't given as a penalty is well if that isn't clear and obvious then I don't know what is yeah I can't stand VAR as you well know yeah me too uh yeah weird I, I think a lot of referees don't like it either it's they're meant to help us but I could have done with it on Saturday though in the Fulham Barnsley game because oh um, yeah you were robbed with that that was a horrendous one really I don't know what he's seen there to give that and yeah. I always try and put myself in the referee's position and think why did he give that let me sort of put myself in yeah. his shoes I cannot understand how Barnsley got a penalty in that game no it was he just, literally he threw himself contact. forward didn't he yeah no no contact at all and he goes down and he holds his hand up as well yeah, asking yeah, yeah. for the penalty and yeah. they gave him man of the match at the end of the game which yeah. topped it off for me but there you go bloody refs 
that, we digress. We digress. <laughs> League seven, Victoria, Victoria line velocity lose three, two to AFC Putney 11. And you did this unlucky. one as well. Yeah, they were unlucky that on another day, you know, they get a draw in that game. They actually led twice. Um, that I've refereed them probably three or four times. That's the best I've seen them play yesterday. I thought they were really, really unfortunate. I mean, the, the third goal for Putney, the forward uh, James Cox gets into the box and he's kind of got his back to goal and he just swiveled and it was just an unbelievable finish and it probably deserved to win the game um, for the quality of the finish. But yeah, they did well yesterday and they've got a lot to take forward. They've got a cup semi-final uh, coming up in a few weeks. So hopefully they can take that good form and that good performance into that game. But they've not had a lot to shout about this season, Victoria line, but they played yesterday uh, very well. So credit where it's due. Uh, Southwest Athletic beat Barnstormers 3-1 the last they're game. They're enjoying in their League place 7. at the top of the table at the moment. I mean, they're not going to stay there, but what a season they're having. Just to be top of the league at any stage of, of the uh, year is a good thing. Uh, so congratulations, uh, boys, on that one. Uh, League 8, uh, Dar FC reserves lose 2-1 to Junction Elite Fourths. Uh, wins fewer and far between this season for the full, for the J- Junction Elite Fourth boys. So they'll enjoy that one. Uh, well done, boys. And Kudos Athletics seconds beat Ballum and Clapham Albion 2-1. Brilliant win for Kudos. First one of the season against the team that's in third up for promotion. I mean, who'd have put that on their coupon yesterday? No, and that's an acker break. That that would kill an acker, that one. Uh, well done to Kudos. And the last game in League 8 was the top of the table clash. They've done it again. Mundi LB winning away at Rosendale Sports. They seem to have their number, Graham. 3-0 down with 17 minutes to go, Andrew. Oh, my three God. 3-0 down, 17 minutes to go. They got it to 3-3, went 4-3 up. Rosendale got a penalty in the for almost the last kick of the game for 4-4. And the penalty was missed. You could oh, not make that up. You could not make that up. What a game. And to put that into context, they play each other in the semi-final next week as well. So wow. what a game that's going to be next Sunday. Ah, oh, who was the ref on that one? You've just experienced the best game you'll ever referee in your life. We have got we have got one of our top level frees on that game, Lawrence Tors Brown, next week. So he is going to absolutely really aid that game. And they're in for a treat with his officiating. So top game with a top ref next week. So, What's yeah. a game? Hopefully, it won't be a nil-nil next week. No chance. <laughs> In League 9, the craze, this is the crazy section of the uh, podcast now. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. League 9, Rosendale Sports Reserves can't uh, get a win either. They lose 4-3 to Venetia Dons. Uh, the Dons really in a dogfight with um, the Virgins at the top of uh, League 9. Perhaps um, the Virgins... Um, consistency just going to get them over the line but they're fighting all the way Bruce Bruce Battersea battered again yeah. losing to the teams around them Graham that's that's not good uh, they lose 6-0 to Deportivo La Calruña who keep the pressure yeah. on the Virgins and Dons what a freeway uh, fight that is at the top of League 9 uh, Clapham Athletic award Lark Hall City um, a win yesterday uh, that will they'll be pleased with the points Lark Hall few and far between this year and Vauxhall Virgins win 3-1 against promotion rivals Brick Sustain um, that top three there Deportivo Venezia Dons and Virgins just pulling away from the rest now aren't they Graham 
yeah, I think yesterday we went from a six-horse race, I think, to a five-horse race. I think Borussia Battersea, I think, um, now have probably played too many and, and they're out of it. Yeah. The team still to watch, obviously, is AFC Old Town down there in sixth, you know, with four um, games in hand on yeah. some teams. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're sort of the, the fifth team, essentially, if you like, at the moment. Brick sustained, that was a bit of a setback um, for them. Um, so they'll want to bounce back. They've got a cup semi-final next week. They'll want to mm-hmm. bounce back quite quickly. Um, they're playing Borussia Battersea, so actually that is going to be um, interesting to see yeah. how Battersea respond. If the league is now gone, are they going to put all their eggs in one basket in the cup game? Yeah. Um, but I think you touched on the word consistency for the Virgins. I think they do seem to be the most consistent side at the moment and with five games to go probably you would make them slight favourites but Venezia Dons are still pulling out the results and are on their on their coattails aren't they yeah brilliant brilliant division this one excited this is going to go all the way to the end all the teams uh, at the top there uh, Dave, I'm guessing the likes of um, people with games in hand have got uh, to play these box of uh, what am I trying to say? Have we got Virgins, Venezia, Dons left this season? Have we got Deportivo, La Coruña playing either or two? How many, how, how many times have these guys got to play each other between now and the end of the year? Well, that, that's a good question. And now you are putting me on the spot. No, that was, I asked it really badly as well. Because I couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you, Andrew. You are really, really putting me on the spot. Oh, I mean, I, I know I know the thing inside and out, but my goodness, man. Well, I'll be the, the games between these three, that trio, um, I'm guessing they'll still have to play each other between now and the end of the season. There's well, Vauxhall still... Virgins have got to play Old Town. Uh, Venezia Dons have got to play Borussia Battersea and Brick Sustain. So that's a couple there for you, isn't it? If Old Town um, have got five games in hand, they'll probably have to play all three of those again, won't they? Yes. Maybe um, twice. Old Town have got to play Venezia Dons. Old Town have got to play Deportivo. Um, Virgins have got to play... Yeah, uh, what have they got? Vauxhall. They've got to play Brick Sustain, Lark Hall and Rosendale Reserve. So actually, if you look at fixtures, they probably do favour on placings. They do favour the Virgins a little bit. No, it's strange. The Virgins are easy then. Not funny. Uh, and League 10, Imperial Wolf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Imperial, Imperial Wolf uh, in, uh, award Clapham, uh, International of Football Clapham, a walkover. Yesterday. Too many from them. Too many from them, and he knows it. So he's been uh, he's been spoken to. I think we need to look at what they're going to be doing for the rest of the season because it doesn't look like they're going to be playing ball. But yeah, watch this space. Watch this space. Um, Junction League fifths win four one against South London Peak and the strongest team in um, the Southern Sunday Junction League fifths at the time of uh, kickoff yesterday. They were the bottom team uh, in the Southern Sunday. They win four one against South London Pekin, who haven't had a great year themselves. Um, but they that... must love playing against them. They've had three wins, Junction Elite, all season, and two of them have come against South London Pekin. I bet they wish they could play them every week. <laughs> uh, we said we called them, uh, Aaron said in the interview you'll hear later, that um, that's just the team. They, they've just put a load of people together uh, for the fifth team, and, and uh, whoever wants to play gets a game. And uh, yeah, getting a win... It sounds like um, they'll be enjoying that one uh, today and last night. Uh, Old Ruts and South Lund- uh, Southwest Lions under 23s share a nil-nil. Uh, the most boring of results and most rarest of Sunday league. Wasn't a great results. game, the ref said as well. He said it wasn't a great game. So I think it was just one of them 
bit bit rank rank sort of games really that you go through the motions and you take the point each, shake hands and move on to next week. Yeah, don't worry about the added time. Just blow up. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Defense is on top. Defense is <laughs> let's call defense the winner and move on. Uh, old Sats, uh, old Satonians. Sorry, I don't know if they're old Sats for sure. Old Satonians lose five two against uh, St Andrews, four uh, nil at half time. So old Satonians coming out in the second half, Graham, and making a good uh, account of themselves and winning the second half. I guess that's a positive. Yeah. Um, you, can't, you can't argue with that. St Andrews are trouncing most teams. I mean, it's not happening a lot more as it was earlier on in the season, whether that's because, you know, we're kind of on the second games now and they've learned from the, the previous experience. I don't know, but yeah. um, 5-2 against them is, is no shame at all. Uh, as I spoke about yesterday morning, I like to put out a positive tweet on a, on a match day morning and, how you measure success uh, each week. Uh, if you're a team that's not winning every week, it may be that you've won the second half of the yeah. game and, and against the team sitting top of the division and, and battering everyone uh, that they play, uh, Old Sotonians can give themselves um, a big pat on the back for that positive step of winning uh, a second half. So well done, boys. In a Frank Blundstone Cup, uh, Clapham Rovers continue to be impressive and going under the radar, it has to be said, 6 nil. They beat champion, championship side uh, Cosmos United, who have been no slouches this season at all. That's a fantastic win for Clapham Rovers. Yeah, bearing in mind to motivate yourself, that's a um, dead rubber game actually for Clapham Rovers because Cosmos had already won the group. Um, Clapham Rovers disappointing in this competition, bearing in mind they've got such a good chance in the Premier Division. They yeah. put themselves in a really good chance. I think with... Three championship sides in their group. I think they'd be very disappointed now to not go through uh, in the top two spots when there's three other championship teams in the group. And that's no disrespect to the championship teams at all. Um, but you would expect someone who are fighting the top for the Premier Division title to at least have got through the group stage into the quarterfinal. But it's not to be the case. And um, Cosmos um, obviously ended up winning the group and going through. You never know. Clapham Rovers may have prioritised certain uh, competitions this season. It's it's strange to do that uh, in Sunday football. And I'm just um, playing devil's advocate. They may have prioritised certain competitions to give certain players minutes in games. They may have looked at the group in the Frank Blundstone Cup and thought we can can give some of the squad players um, more minutes in in that competition and concentrate on the the Prem. Who knows? Uh, But 6-0... seems to show that they turned up yesterday at least against the team who, uh, as you say, have done really well in the competition so far. Uh, any other Frank Blundstone games? Swag win 2-0 against Bath Old Boys United. Um, a good win for Swag against Bath Old Boys who have gone well of recent weeks. Yeah, um, 2-0. Job done for Swag. I think they would have just wanted to just get their hat, their name in the hat for the next round and just to move on. Um, from a Bath perspective, you know, they finished second in the group that we were just discussing and they're now out at the quarterfinal stage. I think you know they can be reasonably happy with their efforts getting through that um, getting through that group, and the draw wasn't kind to them. Obviously, coming up against the um, defending champions. No, uh, Southwest Rangers uh, respond to their battering last week to beating uh, struggling Wimbledon Town. Probably uh, the type of opposition that they wanted that they would have wanted to come up against Graham after losing badly uh, last week. Wimbledon Town can't seem to. Uh, by a win at the moment, Southwest Rangers would have enjoyed the 4-1 win. Yeah, very, very happy. That puts them obviously into the semi-finals now and uh, one step closer to the uh, to the final. Um, from their rotten league form, um, 
they'll be grateful for the cup run. Difficult uh, semi-final draw against either Sporting Continental or AFC Ballum. So if they are going to get to the final, then they're going to have to do it the hard way. Yep, absolutely. Um, in Demarcus Lipton, the cup that is throwing up uh, mad result after mad result. Uh, this one perhaps going with form, Graham, but uh, nonetheless, uh, Div 1, Champions Elect, Junction Elite, given a scare by... Close uh, again. <laughs> Old Close Town. again. 4-3 to Junction Elite. Um, in Aaron's interview later, you'll hear him talk about his players just turn up and play. They don't look at who they're playing. Perhaps they're a bit uh, blasé about it all. Um, it seems they, uh, they got a scare yesterday, didn't they? It's not the first time they've had a scare in this competition. You know, they've got through a couple of rounds against, I think, Borussia Battersea, it might have been, that they beat on penalties. I think another uh, game in the last round, I think they only, um, I'll use the word scrape, um, in in terms of getting through. But, um, you know, we've said about the cup games, haven't we? Doesn't matter how you get through, whether it's 9-8, 10-9, 2-1, 3-2. Doesn't matter what the result is, as long as you win and you're in the hat for the next round. And... uh, you know, they've got through and they've got a tough old quarterfinal. They've got Wimbledon Wolves. We released the draw last night. So uh, Aaron wouldn't have known that at the time of recording. And no. I wonder what his reaction would be to that as a draw, because that is a that is a tough game. Very tough game. Exciting game. Uh, well done to Junction Elite. Getting the job done. Unlucky to Old Town. You have done yourself uh, more favours. Great run, actually. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what? Yeah. For a lower division team, for them to have got to the fourth round, I think, yeah, hats off to them. They'll want now to do well in the divisional cup, and they'll want to um, put some league points on the board. But nonetheless, heart and credit to them, and uh, inspiration for all the other teams. You can have upsets in the Marcus Lipton Cup. You can beat bigger teams, and you can go to the latter stages of the competition. It has been done. It will happen again in future. Um, so well done to Old Town on their good run. It has happened. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, London Ravens <laughs> winning two-one against Norton. Uh, a good win for uh, London Ravens. Well done, boys. Uh, sadly, Newlands giving Sellhurst a free pass to the next round of the Marcus Lipton. Not happy about that one either. Uh, it's, what stage was that game of the cup, Graham? That Newlands game, that's in the third round. So that's Sellhurst. That's a quarterfinal now that Sellhurst are in, is it? No, Sellhurst go through to the fourth round fourth and they round. have got a blockbuster tie, Andrew. You're going to love this one. You are going to love it. If you thought Swag against Sellhurst was a good draw... We've now got St. Andrews against Celeste. Oh, what a game. That is, we, 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 we will see St. This Andrews. This is the cup that keeps on giving, my yeah, friend. It, it keeps on giving. What a, what a draw that is, by Fantastic. the way. Fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, South City really are that that lower league team as well that, that, that are going to cause some upsets. And they definitely did that yesterday. They beat Division 2 side, uh, League 2 side, sorry, AFC South London 5-1. That is comprehensive. Statement of intent result that. Yeah. We've got it in there, Andrew. We've got it in there. We saved the best till last. Um, yeah, that's a that's a great win. Coming off the back of semi-final London Cup disappointment last week, yeah. to then come out and pull that out of the bag is is brilliant. And uh, do you want to know their draw for the fourth round? Yes, please. They're at home to Wimbledon Commoners, who beat oh. Sporting Continental. So again, it's the cup that keeps on giving. I mean, that is a that's a screamer of a draw. Yeah. That is brilliant. Um, right. We've got some County Cup games. I've just switched over from full-time to Graham's Bulletin. Uh, in the London FA Junior Cup semi-final, sadly, Val County go out to Hackney Wednesday. Um, after two all at full-time, 
Hackney Wednesday win the game 5-3 after extra time. The, the action didn't stop going into extra time. Unlucky Val County uh, back to um, Southern Sunday. Uh, fixtures, you you come and Graham will be happy to see you back filling, uh, completing your games. Uh, in the Surrey FA Junior Cup, the quarterfinal, Magpie recruitment still flying the flag for the league. 5-1, they win against Larkspur Rovers reserves. Graham Magpie really doing a good job this season. 32 unbeaten games now for them. In, That's, in, that in was a tricky time. tie as well. That was, And I know Francis was potentially worried about that one as well. But yeah, you know, you talk about statements of intent. 5-1, I think other teams will be looking at them thinking, yeah, that many games unbeaten. They're scoring goals for fun. They're not really conceding. Confidence is high. They will be one that I think other teams will want to avoid in the draw. So um, good luck to him. And I think his semi-final is on the 3rd of April. So um, we'll hopefully find out their opponents um, on Monday. Let's look forward to that one. Graham, I will see you on the other side as we get to the predictions and the games of the week. Already looking forward to it. So second up is Jamie and the OBD SFL. Jamie, how are you? Uh, I'm not bad, all things considered. Andrew, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, another tough week for the Mariners this week. Um, have you got that sinking feeling yet, Jamie? No. Good pun. like it. But um, no, funny enough, it's actually quite weird. We a heaviest loss of the season yesterday and probably one of our best performances. That's especially weird. when they say enough. It was such a weird day. But at the end of the, the, end of the day, we missed out on getting three points, which is what it's all about at the minute. So... It's a weird one that your performance, a good performance comes in what appears to be a heavy defeat, but you've had some, you've had much worse performances, maybe got wins. <laughs> maybe your win. Oh, yeah, is- the win against Oppington, we were honking. <laughs> and yesterday, especially set half, I thought we played some really, really nice. I wish we had recorded that actually. Because if I'd managed to clip, uh, take it all the goals and just clip the highlights and stuff, you would have thought we would have romped it. <laughs> but, hey, yeah, your title winning football. highlights. Yeah, that's football. <laughs> right, into the results yesterday for Sunday, the 13th of March in the OBD SFL, uh, the business end of the season now. Uh, into the senior division, uh, a few games managed to get played. Sadly, Blendon against Rocker uh, was postponed, as was the wall against Blendon. They were never going to play two games yesterday. Uh, Kennywell played Hatcham uh, at my favourite ground in Sunday League football, and Hatcham visited this ground and one, two, nil, Jamie Hatcham back to winning ways. Um, still a bit of a gap between them now and Essie uh, Dons, um, but they just have to get back to winning ways and keep winning, don't they? Exactly that. And, and that's what they've done. Um, <clears throat> Kenny Manelli, obviously very tricky fixture for anybody, uh, but it looks like on paper, certainly that they've gone there and done a very professional job and it just keeps them on the coattails of Essie Dons. So as long as they can stay there, until the, the sides meet again, which I'm sure might be pretty soon, um, they give themselves every chance. Yeah, have to keep winning. Unlucky to Kenningwell. Uh, their season, perhaps against the top teams, uh, that was predictable the way it's gone so far for them. Still a class act in every single way and a brilliant club. Um, but these losses against the top teams, all too predictable this season. Uh, Lambeth look back to their best and they win 5-2 against stubborn uh, Kamazi strikers, it has to be said. 
um, despite heavy defeats earlier in the season. They're looking more and more rugged. Um, so a good win for Lambeth, who will be uh, gunning for that second spot. Uh, first spot maybe um, gone. I know there's not a million miles between second and first, but Lambeth look to be the team um, <clears throat> we've grown to know. Uh, and the last game in the senior, uh, a classic game for me, Essie Dons against Bickley or any of the, the old-fashioned uh, OBDSFL team. It's a weird thing to say that, but they are. Um, Essie Dons win 1-0. A penalty in the first minute, Jamie separating the two, then nothing. Oh, was that? Yeah, evidently. Uh, referee on the day, Adam Clayton, gave a penalty in the first minute. Uh, after that, Mike Payne saying say nothing in it. Uh, nothing between the two teams. Essie Dons doing what they do and getting the win. Yeah, I'm uh, surprised to hear, obviously, that game decided in the first minute. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we'll, we'll give Adam yeah, the credit he deserves and assume it was a penalty. Um, but yeah, Bickley have really improved, as we know. Um, we spoke about the injection they got for the, the Wallingstone boys, which yep. has really made them competitive again. Mm-hmm. And they always give Dons a good game. And I'm surprised it was as low scoring as that, to be honest. I thought... Both teams would score, maybe Dons would nick it, but uh, one nil to the Dons. There was a few of them last year when they won the title, and looks like that's the kind of result that's preparing them on again this year. Yeah, I noticed Joe Denny was back playing from yesterday. Maybe that's just shored up the defence a little bit uh, after he's been out of the team suspension, and I don't know what why else, but he's back in now, uh, and maybe that just shored him up a little bit. They'll be looking to get those results between now uh, and the end of May when the season finishes. That will mean they get the title over the line. Uh, unlucky to Bickley. Well done to Essie Dons in the Prem division. Beckenham Rovers lose 4-0 to all, uh, Sports King All-Stars. Uh, Beckenham Rovers, one of those teams to uh, be hurt really by the the, the um, what's the word? Expunged points for the Sporting Club Thamesmead lads who folded last week. I think they t- had some points taken off them. Uh, Beckenham and South London Panthers, the two Mainly affected teams, Sports King All Stars, looking all the bit. Um, the the title, the title contender, if not promotion candidates, is is nailed on by the looks of it. Um, a strong win for Sports King, Elmstead, and Groundhoppers share a one-all draw. That result does not help Groundhoppers' title hopes at all. MSL back to winning ways. Jamie with a two-one win over struggling LSC Giants, who had a fitting tribute to their lost player. Uh, with the framed shirt and all that stuff. Can't speak highly enough of that. Uh, and Saha um, coming into form exactly at the right time. They beat Hacienda handsomely 4-2. Jamie, the, the Prem division looks like a shootout between Saha and Sports King for this title. It's definitely shaping up that way now. Um, Hacienda looked to be maybe just falling by the wayside <clears throat> after a rip-roaring start to the year yeah. of the season. Um and with the other teams like Emstead and Groundhoppers drawing, as you said, it's leaving the door wide open for the two to go and fight at it. Um, I'm not sure if they're still to play each other. Um, hopefully sure they do they are. at least once. Um, so, yeah, uh, two excellent wins for, for the two top teams there. Hopefully just once, because if it's twice, it's that we're starting to get near double banker territory yeah. and no one wants no one wants that decided, uh, a double banker to decide the title, that's for sure. Sports King and Sahab looking like the two consistent teams uh, in the division at the moment. Um, Beckenham Rovers uh, reward for getting beaten 4-0 uh, this week at home to Sports King is to play them away with me in the middle next Sunday. So that is 
out of the frying pan and into the fire <laughs> for the boys next week. Uh, look forward to that one. In Division 1, uh, speaking of double bankers, Royal Southwark and Karuya played a double banker yesterday uh, and it was one win and a draw. Uh, a win for Karuya and a draw in the second game. Royal Southwark um, falling off their season. Uh, one point yesterday out of a possible six. Karuya will be well happy if they catch up these games. They can start getting amongst the promotion places, perhaps, Jamie, in um, Division 1. Bexley United beat Lesser Albion 3-2. Uh, that would have been a great game. And Sydney Sports win 5-0 against the good footballing team in Lewisham Islamic Centre. Uh, and West Wickham back to winning ways 4-0 against ex-Blues Craven. Um, this division, again, Jamie's shaping up uh, nicely. Who's going to win it? We still don't really know. Sydney are still in it. West Wickham still in it. Um, Royal Southwark, we think they were still in it. Hatch and Royals seem to be the favourites for this now, despite what's happening at the top of the table. I think so. Um, yeah, where is Sydney and West Wickham picking up really handsome wins there? Um, I think Hatch and Royals probably, you could say it's theirs to lose, which you wouldn't put it past them. If these are t- other teams keep winning, keep the pressure on, yep. all it takes is one slip up. Um, and again, it's going to come down to the games between those teams. Um, which will hopefully will be kind of near the end of the season, title deciders. Uh, Hatch and Royals have flipped up against lower placed opposition this season in the cup, especially. Um, so maybe um, they'll slip up in the league and let the other teams in. The games in hand, uh, you'd feel for a team like Hatch and Royals go in their favour because you'd expect them to win them. Um, but perhaps West Wickham are happy uh, with the points on the board at the moment. Uh, and sitting around the top of the table in Division Two, uh, another bit, another mad um, division this season. Uh, Blase Ballers, top of the table. Uh, Silk Curse has hit them this week. Uh, LSU Lions getting a two-nil win, earning them a spot on uh, results of the week. Jamie, you didn't need that one yesterday. No, not personally, but you got to <laughs> give them credit. It's a fantastic result. Fantastic result. <clears throat> I saw Blasey's Twitter saying that uh, LSU were the hungrier team and wanted it more and sometimes that's all, all it takes um, every team in this division has got good players in it so uh, if there's one team not up, up for it and not on it then you're going to get punished and that's what's happened there yeah well done to LSU as I say and they've earned a well-earned position in our games of the week poll results of the week poll well done boys Blase will get back to winning ways. We'll need to get back to winning ways as soon as possible to maintain their title hopes. Uh, Chislurst returned to winning ways after an indifferent month, um, winning 3-0 against Westrum. Um, if Westrum could be consistent, Jamie, they would be um, real challengers in Div 2. They just can't seem to put any type of run together or consistency together uh, on the pitch. Chislurst don't care, though. They get the 3-0 win. They needed that. Yeah, good result for Chislurst. Um, yeah, I think Westerham and Orpington are kind of similar in the terms of capable with some excellent results, but just can't string them together. Um, you don't know what you're going to get one week to the next. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Westerham have got points on the board. They're, they're safe enough. But Chiselhurst, again, another good win, and they're climbing further away for, for the bottom sides as well. So, yeah, not again, not a good one for us, but um, fair play to Chiselhurst. I've had some really good results recent, uh, recently. Uh, before we get to the Mariners one, we get a quick match report from Jamie Manorwood played Beck- New Beckham at the top end of the table. Uh, you said this could easily happen to Manorwood, Jamie. You weren't that impressed considering where they sat in the division when you saw them. They lose 6-0 to the very impressive 
forward play of the uh, new Beckenham lads. Six nil is comprehensive. That's that's fantastic. It is. I think the uh, Manorwood's home pitch probably went against them yesterday. Um, giving you Beckenham that lovely, nice, big 4G surface. Uh, <coughs> sounded like it could be dangerous and it's turned out to be that way. Mm. Um, we know the attacking prowess they've got. Uh, Manorwood do score quite a few, but they've been conceding heavily. Um, even to lower the like, sides than the lower end of the table. So not a massive surprise, but a fantastic result nonetheless when you break it And the last result of Division 2, you can go into this as much or as, as little as you <laughs> as you want to, Jamie. Greenwich Mariners lose 5-2 to Hayden Youth. I have to say, I've saw, I've seen Hayden Youth in, in recent weeks in their cup game against um, Chiselhurst and although they lost they were a tidy outfit they had good players especially out wide really quick going forward mm. um, a good organised team Jamie uh, no sort of embarrassment losing 5-2 to uh, Hayden Youth they are a good side but um, yeah a little bit worried for the Mariners at Silk Towers right now uh, yeah thanks for that <laughs> Um, <laughs> what you said about Hayden's absolutely right they're, they're a good organised team good players in, in areas that can hurt people um, the, the Achilles heel yesterday what it really boiled down to was the number the big number four at the back who's about six foot nine um, they, they got quite a lot of kind of throws like kind of in their final third uh, and he's won everything and they've won every second ball for that and to be fair some of the finishes were, were pretty tidy um, but every second ball that be, they've they've won it, and then they've got an effort on goal, and it's gone in. <clears throat> we actually went one 0 up quite early on, a really well worked goal, um, and we thought we had a decent enough team on the pitch to to build on that. But we we conceded the equaliser pretty soon after, mm. and then four we were four one down at half time, and it was four very similar goals. Um, poor defending from us in the first and second phases, but credit to Hayden who finished them off clinically. And uh, changed the system. It's in the second half. We just had to go for it, really. Then four one down, backs against the wall. You just got to have a swing, and we actually played some really, really nice stuff. Um, got one goal back. They got the fifth not long after to kill the game. But if we had taken some of our chances on another day, it would have been a cricket score, a five all probably. Um, so disappointing because it's three points again that we've we've let slip. Um, and it does leave us quite adrift at the bottom but mathematically we've got still got nine games left which is plenty of points to play for but I think from this Sunday um, as we'll come to later it's getting and they must win tennis right now okay, Good luck to the Mariners but well done Hayden as I say I really enjoyed uh, their style of play uh, when I saw them uh, they did have a nice they did they did play good football um, effective football as and uh, yeah unlucky mate uh, in Division 3 Belmont Athletic win 3-2 against Tudor Sports Rangers. I bet that was a good game. Uh, Crayford Arrows with a huge win in the third division um, title race, beating Woosh United 2-1, Jamie. Uh, that's a big statement win for Crayford Arrows because we expected Woosh um, to start picking back up with these games in hand and, and pushing up the table. So Crayford Arrows look like they are the real deal. Yeah, I, mean, I remember saying in the build-up, because this was obviously a prediction game last week that we should have done well beating the teams below them but could they get the wins over the teams that they're chasing yeah. and I thought I had actually predicted this 2-1 but I went for a draw raging because um, <laughs> I thought they might they might struggle but yeah, yeah it's a fantastic result for Kiefer Darrells it keeps them uh, kind of well keeps Wish at arm's length from them 
Uh, if they can keep picking up points, then they should see themselves in that second spot. I think we all know Hatch and Baker Manor will probably win that comfortably. <clears throat> so it's so, sort of play for a second and third. It will. It's looking like catching Beckingham Manor. I think with, even with the games in hand, I think they find themselves in the in the promotion places uh, minimum. I think that off the top of my head. So once they start playing their games, whether it's double bankers or whatever, you can see that again for uh, Hatching Beckingham Manor. I know they have access to pitches midweek, um, so maybe we'll see them playing Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday uh, a few times to get these games played. Certainly. Um, You'd expect them to win the majority of their games. As with Hatch and Royals, as we said earlier, it's looking like Hatch and Beckingham Manners to lose now. Uh, but well done to Crayford Arrows upsetting um, the predictors and the form, form book. So well done, lads. FC Deptford lose 3 0 to Ellis Athletic. Good win for the Ellis boys. Uh, Old Langlians 4, the Warren 7. No goalkeepers yesterday at the Old Langlians game. Uh, we love to see that. Uh, Italia Wastils against Hayden Reserves was postponed, sadly. In Division 4, Hawksbrook Wanderers win 4-1 against Lesser Christchurch. Get them in Division 5. Give them a chance. Well, whoa, 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 maybe not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lesser Christchurch won 2-1 against Hawksbrook Wanderers. <laughs> they deserve to be in, in Division 4. So that was the first game as well. So they actually won. And they must have all just gone to the pub straight away and left yeah. four or five guys to play the second game. If anyone plays a, if anyone plays a um, sort of, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but a dead rubber, just slip the ref, slip the ref is match fee, and look, say boys, let's just call it two one apiece. Let's go to the pub. Oh. <laughs> yeah, get the roast dinners in. <laughs> yeah, uh, fourth division broccoli reserves lose two one to SMCA. Uh, Crayway at the top of Division 4 slip up one all against FC United of Bromley. The Crayway lads would have expected a win there uh, mm. and their title rivals capitalised yesterday. They managed to beat Ministry of Ball away for one. Wilgar getting a win. Well done, boys. Big result in the Div 4 title. Uh, Phoenix Sports 4 slip up as well yesterday with a Desmond against Inter Milne. Uh, Jamie, that result playing into Wilgar's hands, I think. Yeah, definitely. Surprised to see both Phoenix and Crayway especially slip up. I fancy, I fancy both of them to get a win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just keeps it nice and open. Um, we don't want anything getting decided too early. Um, so, nice to see these teams going to be kept on their toes and pushed all the way. Absolutely. Uh, well done, Wilgar. Had some valuable points there for Inter Milne uh, and uh, FC United Bromley. Both had tough seasons this year. That's uh, a good one. In Division 5, FC Peak wins 7-1 against Bexley Athletic. Bexley Athletic in the league. The, it's, the t- it's the place to play them. Uh, Peak getting a 7-1 win. That earns them a point, a place on the results of the week. Well done, boys. Uh, Phoenix Sports 5 win 3-0 against SE Lions. Uh, a big win at the top of Division 5. Everyone trying to keep pace with Hayes and Pickhurst. Shortland Spitfires win 4-2 against SE Ballers. Uh, South London Spartans and Petswood Roadrunners draw 2-all. Rocker Seniors out of the Kent Kent Sunday Premier Cup. I had them down as as favourites. We've had them to win that one, Jamie. Ashford Genklick beat Rocker Seniors 3-2 at home. Uh, We don't expect to see that. that's That's a shock result for me. Yeah, uh, without knowing I, without knowing Ashford, sorry mate, without knowing them, that that could be doing them a disservice. They could be the best team in Kent, but um, we expect to see Rockers winning those winning these Kent Cup games at home. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think it was a last minute free kick, a very well taken free kick, 
um, that saw Ashford go through. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, fair play to them because we know Rocker are a top side. So anyone that's going to travel um, all the way down, play them in Dublin and get a win, uh, can't be too bad a side. So fair play to them. But hopefully we can see Hatcham go all the way now in that in that cup. Hopefully they are flying the flag for uh, the OBDSFL in county uh, in Premier County uh, competitions. Of course, the last team standing. Uh, Park Regis lose five three after extra time to Hatcham Royals, so they are flying the flag in the Sunday Junior Cup of Kent. Uh, well done to Don and all the lads. Five three after extra time. What a game that must have been. Uh, and Hatcham Beckenham Manor, of course, playing a cup game. Uh, this week, seven nil winners against Royal Oak. Not from, uh, not from Westfar. Not Westfar's Royal Oak. They, they're from Canterbury or somewhere like that. This Royal Oak. Um, so they had a fair away day to Hatch and Beckenham Manor. Uh, seemed all good and handshakes and stuff on social media virtually after the game yesterday. Hatch and Beckenham Manor really looking strong this year. So we're actually in a position where Hatcham, as a club, could win three county cups. Yeah, for three Kent Cup, so all Kent Cups could be in possession of Hatcham come end of the season. And do you know what? I hope they are. I think between um, between Ryan and John, they've probably got big enough houses to to uh, <laughs> to store the cups, so they'll be fine. Um, yeah, so I mean that if, if that was that, I mean getting one would be an achievement, but to get three would be incredible. So yeah, do you know what? Fairly behind all three Hatcham sides that, that are left in these uh, Kent Cups. I don't think there are any more opportunity teams left in any of them. So Hatcham very much flying the flag there for us, but um, yeah, best of luck to them all. That would be an amazing um, thing to happen. I, if that's oh, happened, yeah. I doubt that would have happened before. It no, maybe no, it has. Not, no, not, there's no way a club has won all or held all three Kent Cups at the same time. That would be amazing. Uh, good luck to all the Hatcham boys uh, in your Kent Cup journey. I don't know where the uh, who the first team are playing in the next round, but uh, keep going, boys. Jamie, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions. Cheers. So now for the quarter municipal section with Roger. Roger, how are you doing? I'm good. Monday's Very good. Are feeling good for you, boys, these days. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the last few weeks, last last few two, few weeks, a month or so has been good for us. I've 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 risen to the top in our prediction table as well. Yes, you um, have out of nowhere. I know, I know. My 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 my, I've, I've, my form has coincided with Sahart's with my team's form as well. So you know, we're both we're both, you know, been been slowly slowly gathering pace. So plenty yeah. of plenty of games left to play for the Sahar Eleven boys. Looking at the table here. All right, yep. you're one, two, three, four, sixth in the table. Nine games played, five less than some of the teams around you. Yep. And this in this form, you could be talking promotion. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to jinx it, but I mean that was that. If, if I'm honest, that was yeah, that was that was the minimum aim that that we set ourselves at, at the beginning of the season. Um, uh, yeah, I mean after after the after the after the start we had, um, anything. Is a, is a plus to be fair. Nine points. The nine points between yourselves and Sanderson. If you win those three games in hand, Rog, you'd go equal to them, but you'd have to make up 17 goals. I mean, yes. if you look at that, your points per game is about just under two points a game. And that's better than most of the averages in the yep. uh, in the league. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it was only it was only that, that, that four games, but we lost four on the spin, I think it was. Um, 
you know, it was it was that that our early form that that just sort of mm. uh, curtailed our, our promotion, our title push. Um, you know, if we would have just picked up one more win there, I think we would have still been in the hunt for the title. So, you know, um, we, we we did have a we, we took a load of players on at the start of the season. Um, so it's, it's, it's taken a while for us to gel, um, but we're we're finally starting to um, you know s- s- see some shoots of recovery. Tricky four games coming up for you boys, however. Uh, uh, Sinus to JFC uh, this week, the 20. Oh, sorry, next week, no, the 27th. Next week, yep. uh, MMFC on the 10th of April, yep. scheduled in. Uh, and then it looks like a double banker against um, London Warriors on the yep. 17th of April. Russell knows what he's doing. That Russell knows. Russell knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's loading you up. He's let you get a bit of form in. Four wins out of your last uh, four league games. I know that's... Um, oh, hang on. So you're one, two, three, four, five, six out of six. I know there's a couple of awards in there for Southside Blues. It's, the less said about that, the better. Yeah. Uh, after some of the banter thrown about. But six, six out of six. That is uh, decent form for you, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and, and we've been playing better as well. Um, yeah, obviously, we're, I mean, we're going to... To yesterday's game a little bit, but we've been, we've been we've been playing a lot better too. So you know, like I said, we're 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 finding our form at the right time. Um, we've still got some big games to play. We've got cup semi-finals, cup quarter-finals still to yeah. go. Yeah. Before. So yeah, we 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 yeah, we're on the right path at the moment. Right. So the games from yesterday, the thirteenth of March. Um, a few games played. Lots of teams spare at the moment. Uh, the way the fixtures have worked out, it seems. Quite a few teams not playing yesterday, even though they yep. they were available. Um, that's uh, got to be tough on on the fixture sec- secretary to see that. Uh, in the Prem, Spartans do get back to winning ways. Uh, they see off Boss Jam 2-1 at the beginning of the season. That would have been a cricket score. Uh, this week, 2-1, but Spartans will be happy just to be ticking these wins off. That's a, that's a very, very important win for them. Very important. It was on the pitch, um, sort of adjacent to mine, and I... At one-one, Boscham had had uh, their, their striker was one-on-one with the goalie to to have made it two-one. Um, I don't I don't know how he I don't know how he it was he, he sort of mishit it and it went straight to the goalie, and then Spartans ran straight up the other end and scored scored the oh. winner. Yeah, and that was right right at the death because my game had just finished. Um, so Boscham will be kicking themselves. Wild celebrations from the Spartan boys. Uh, what, it, yeah, it was wild. It was wild. Yeah, so they, they, I think they, the guy who scored, took his shirt off and ran up to the um, bus jam lino and celebrated right in front of him. Uh, <laughs> I think all the players were, were jumped on top. So yeah, wild celebrations from the Spartans. I, I think that's a win they was they were desperate for. Um, you know that they needed that win. Um, bus jam will feel will feel probably hard done by. Uh, a good win for Spars. We should we wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the season. That two win against Bosjam is a is a textbook win for Spartans yep. a month ago. But over the last month, they've had uh, that sounds like the celebrations was every bit uh, p- depicted the uh, the relief of getting that win over the line. Well done, boys! Commiserations to Bosjam. That probably sees off their outside hopes of of runners up uh, spaces yep. of places now, but unlucky to them. Well done, Spartans. They live uh, to 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 play another day in that title mm. race. Uh, some tough games coming up for them though. In Division One, uh, Sanderstead against London Warriors sadly postponed. We didn't get to see that good game. Uh, the last game in Division One was Saha eleven, 
nick in a 1-0 win against Huxley Guards. Um, you've had two tough games against Huxley Guards this season, uh, Rog, against, going against what the league what the league tables would say about Huxley Guards. They've proved to be stiff opposition for you, boys. But they, yeah, they are. And, and you know, um, we started the game for the first, I don't know what it was, 10, 10 minutes or so, we was... We was, I don't know, it was lethargic, it was slow, we, we couldn't string passes together. Um, and then, I don't know, from sort of 10 minutes on, we we, we settled into the game and we, we and I think the sort of, the, that 35 minutes in the first half was probably the best football we played, we played this season. Um, nice. How how we got, how, how we got to halftime, only 1-0, I, I'll never know. Um it was the, the football was was a was a was a joy to watch. We was we was we was you know we wasn't dwelling on the ball. We was taking a touch and moving, get out of our feet quick. Um, um, it's probably it's probably coincided with with one with one of our best players coming back um, from injury. Um, yeah, it was good. We was um, camped in their half for for thirty five minutes. Um, just couldn't get the ball in the net. Um, our goal came from Alan. Had, we had a free kick. Um, it was on on the Croydon Messi the, again. Croydon Messi, yeah, he didn't score, but it was ta- it was he, he he just put it right on top of the goalie, um, and the goalie fumbled it, um, and then a striker was on hand to tap it in. Um, but like I said half time came. We should have we should have come in at half time, two or three up at least, um, and, 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 and I, I, I think Huxley would 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 admit that too. But you know, second half Huxley came out and 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 you know they did, didn't make it easy for us. Um, we didn't really create anything second half. I, I, I wouldn't say we was under pressure. We was we were still comfortable. But we, we didn't really create anything. Um, that's, and Huxley kept going. Um, they had a couple of couple of half efforts, half chances towards the end of the game. One of them was was a sweetly struck half volley from their striker. Um, it was right down the middle of the goal, but the goalie pulled off. Our goalie pulled off a, off, off a good save. Um, yeah, and we, and we saw the game out one nil. Um, you know, three points is all that matters. It would have been nice to have, to. Have, to have got a convincing win, but you know, three points is what we needed, and, f- and three points is what we got. Listen, the title, the title is done in Division One now. There's no yeah. aspirations for that. Just getting up amongst the top of the division now is is key for you boys, and maybe proving to yourselves that you, you you're better than the league table shows at the moment. Uh, yep. There's a bit of pride to play for with some games that have gone against you early in the season. This run of form, as you said earlier in the introduction. Uh, you're hitting form exactly at the right time, especially if you're talking cups. It's all about yep. momentum. The league, you know, likelihood is you'll be playing Division One football again next season, regardless. Anyway, you don't look like going down. Um, no. So using the league to build momentum and um, uh, and that for the for the cup games is what is what you're doing, and and it's all good for Sahar Eleven. A real turnaround um, since Christmas. Uh, yep. Well done to everyone. There in Division Two, uh, Union awarded a win against Kaizen. Um, yeah. Shock, shock uh, that Kaizen have done that. Union this season looked to be have struggled mainly this season. Yep. Kaizen presumably unable to get a team out this week, which is a shame for them in a game that wholly winnable. Uh, and Kaizen still really uh, within a, an outside chance of promotion in Division Two. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit surprised that, that that they couldn't get a team out. Um, although they have a couple of times this season, they have haven't been able to field a side, which is unfortunate for them. Um, they, they, I mean, they, they probably would have looked at this game as 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 not an easy three points, but you know, expected they would have been three favorites. points. Expected three points would have been the favourites for that. So yeah, I'm, mm. I'm a little bit surprised that they couldn't get a team out because um, because Union haven't been in great form of late. 
Um, so yeah, but it's a it's a much needed three points for Union. Um, they probably I think they're probably safe now anyway. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah a good, good a, a good three points for them. Yeah, they they would be happy. They'll take the three points and they can go again uh, next season. They'll look to get the season their their first season over the line. Uh, they've been a uh, they seem a night. It seems like a good bunch of blokes uh, at Union. And a welcome yep. a welcome team to the quarter Pool. Shame about Kaizen, uh this weekend, but they've got a big game. Next week, hopefully they can yeah. get a team together for that in Division Three, and we'll start with this one because we they deserve a shout out at the top of the uh, at the top of the order. Surrey Park Rangers six, FC twenty five nil. Yep. Surrey Park Rangers invincible season in Division Three. Um, fantastic guests uh, the other week, um, and a perfect league season for them uh, in the end. No losses, uh, plenty of goals. Uh, guest yep. Alden and McAnally getting the game over the line for them against the good FC 25, 6-0. What a fantastic way for Surrey Park Rangers um, to win the title. And we must say, even though we are Addington United fans, they've deserved it. They have, yeah. I congratulated, they, you know, they, they, they got congratulations in the group from, from everyone. Um, I, I, I unashamedly admitted that I, I did want Addison United to win the league, but, yeah. you know, uh, you know, take nothing away from Surrey Park Rangers. They've been fantastic in, in the league form this season. They fully deserve the title. Going unbeaten in any division is 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 impressive. Yep. Um, you know, and, and the amount of goals they've scored this season is has been fantastic. Um, they can look forward to to um testing themselves in division two next year. Um and you wouldn't you know you wouldn't bet bet against them having a good run um or having a good crack at division two next year. They've been great for that. Definitely not. I mean, obviously, it was a tricky, a tricky, a tricky result against um, Duppers, Dynamo Duppers last week for them yep. in the cup. Um, but that would be a, they'll treat that as a kick up the bum, obviously, as they did last season, where they struggled in Division Three a little bit. They've obviously yep. bounced, pushed on from then. Another good summer uh, for them, maybe recruiting a couple of players uh, and being fully aware of what the standard is, having played Dynamo Duppers last week. Um, the Surrey Park Rangers boys will be ready and well done to everyone there. We've followed you all season, uh, fully deserved, class above in Division 3 uh, this season. One of the best divisions, if not the best division um, to keep track of uh, this yep. season in the Quota Municipal. Um, so well done, boys uh, in, at Surrey Park Rangers. Uh, Fantastic. That's, that's, your, that's your lot. Let's get on, <laughs> let's get on with the other game. <laughs> uh, Quota United lose 2-1. To South London Royals reserves, um, Roger Amari adding another uh, tracksuit to his collection with a goal for South London Royals reserves. Yeah, he uh, seems to seems to be he seems to enjoy hopping from club to club. Um, you know, and he scores goals. Seems 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 to score goals wherever he goes. So, you know, um, we, I like I've got a lot of time for John and the South London Royals reserve. Uh, well, the whole club really, both yeah. both first team and the reserves. So. Yeah, hopefully Armari can settle down now. Is you know in, and stay there for a bit longer than he stayed at MMFC. But um, yeah, good result for Royal Reserves keeps them. Well, no, no, I suppose they're not in a hunt for promotion anymore because I think Addington have wrapped that up. But um, yeah, they, they've had a good season. Um, the Royal Reserve boys. Um, they've just been unfortunate that they've they've had two teams, another two teams in that in that division that have had superior seasons. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know. Third place. It looks like they'll get third place now. That's there's no shame in that. Um, that's a great, great season for them. Yeah, I mean their third third place is now cemented for them. 
looking down the table, the likes of Souls, FC25, uh, Fort and Eve Rangers are the chasing pack. They can only hit 33 points. Um, South London Royals reserves with one to play at 36 points already. So that top three now is what it is. Uh, Surrey Park Rangers top. Uh, Addington United second. What a turnaround for them from whipping boys to runners up in Division Three. Fantastic for them as well. Uh, and South London Royals hit third place. Just a fight for uh, fourth between Santola, Souls. Um, FC 25, uh, Fort and Heath are out of it as well. So an interesting uh, running for uh, Division 3. Talking about uh, Addington, they won 6-3 yesterday against Santola. That was the result that cemented runners-up for them. Well done to everyone at Addington. As we've said time and time again, they were that team that just turned up and got battered every week uh, until this year. Um, so the turnaround for them is inspiration. Um, for teams coming into the league, get yourselves in, take the licks on the first season. You're going to get it. It's going to be tough. Yep. Then find your feet in the second season and go. The first season is always the toughest season when you when you start a team. Uh, well done, Addington. Six free for you yesterday. Um, Souls and Fulton Heath played without goalkeepers yesterday. Fulton yeah. Heath winning 6-5 away um, at Souls. Um, without the Bernard's, Bernard brothers, I want to say, yesterday could be cousins. Yep. Um, Fort Eve would have struggled yesterday. K Barnard getting two and L Barnard Bernard getting three. Um, yeah, that's that's a hell of a day for the for the Bernard family. Yeah, um, yeah, they've and they've been a, well, and, and another team that's been a welcome addition to the Corridor yeah. Fort Eve. Um, you know, they, that mid mid table uh, on the first season is 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 good, I suppose. Um, and and, and they and they've got now got something they can they can build on and and you know look to improve on that next season. A uh, bit disappointed with Souls uh, uh, this season. Uh, I spoke to him on the podcast. Uh, was that this se- last season? Last season, uh, yeah. Uh, and after their relegation, uh, we expected them to be amongst it. We've they said that they were put too high. They felt that they were um, a Division Three side. Um, I mean, they've proven that they are a Division Three side, but they haven't really managed to put a glove. On the on the top three, have they this season? No, um, I, I mean a little bit surprised. I, I thought they would do. I thought they would do better than they have done. Um, but I do know they they they've got a lot of older older players, more senior players. So you know, I'm I'm sure if they can recruit well over the summer, then you'll they'll be up up amongst it for next season. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just good to have souls back in the Croydon League. Um, back playing every week. Got a lot of time for Liam. Lovely, yep. lovely guy. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, they're, they're just they're just just a good club to have around the league. Yes, they they have won. They've they've won or drew eleven of their sixteen games. So that's a, that's not a bad season. I was I was a bit unfair uh, with with what I said there. Uh, but a good uh, um, a good season for Hope Fulton Heath Rangers in their maiden year with the Quarter Municipal. Well done, boys! In the Intermediate Cup, um, two teams who. We'll be sick of each other um, yeah. when it when it comes to May. Uh, Albo United and South Sea Wanderers, the quarterfinal of the Intermediate Cup. Don't forget, this is the cup where um, it's Division Two and three teams uh, face off, and the Senior Cup is the Prem and Division One teams facing off. Um, Albo winning this two-one. Rog, they seem to have South Sea Wanderers number. It, yeah, it would appear so. Um, you know, Albo, and talk, talking about new teams, Albo have been a, a complete breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, in the Croydon League, you know they've 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 scored goals, not conceded many. Um, 
contrary to what we used to say on, on the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they were they were the four three team at the beginning of the season, but they've yep. really tightened up at the back. They really they may listen to the podcast and they they may have thought let's shut those two idiots up. They don't yep. know what they're talking what about, talking about. And, they, <laughs> and they've shut us up. They've said put that on your fucking podcast, and they've and yeah. they've shut they've shut up shop. Yep, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they've just they've just been a great addition to, great addition to the league um they you know do, yeah. they um you know they t- i mean i saw those spartans were in bad form when they played them they they took spartans all the way in in the in the, in the league cup yep um so yeah you know they, they'll look forward to next season i'm sure in in division 1 or, or wherever they end up playing um but yeah there's not a team that you'd really fancy playing not at all and i mean we've seen teams take take the leap into uh, the Prem Division, uh, and do all right. The likes of um, Chelsea this season have been good, yep. taking that jump. And and Elbow probably have half a look, ha, have half an eye on that Prem. We, we expect there could be some changes over the summer. There always is with teams yep. leaving and teams coming and going, etc. Elbow shouldn't be worried about taking that jump. They know that they've matched um, Spartans for last for large periods of of, a, of games. Arguably yep. the best team. Uh, in the quarter municipal this season, um, Albo, sh- there'd be an interesting one to see if they do decide to take that one. If they fancy themselves enough to have a jump and, and have a go with the likes of MMFC, uh, did JFC, you'd expect to be up there, uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the Prem next season. Um, interesting times for Albo, and we and we look to see their progress. We'll keep obviously, we'll keep track of it next season on the podcast. Yes. Um, we wish them all the best, South Sea Wanderers. Um, we're talking about it like they, they've got no hope. Um, they're a fantastic team. They're probably worthy of being amongst uh, talk, being spoken like that. They've just met a fantastic side in Albo who have been in form. They've never really dropped form this season, have they? They haven't. They haven't, no. And, and, and it's unfortunate for South Sea. You know, it, and, and, they, and they've competed with Albo in, in the three games that they played this season. So, you know, they've not been blown away by them. Um, so, yeah, another team that, that will well, if 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 they want to take the jump, I think I think they're more than ready to to take that step up, definitely to Division One and who maybe even the Prem Division. Um, both teams um, look to be capable of 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 taking that you know double step yep. uh, and and competing with the Prem Prem boys. Let's see what happens. Interesting summer for the Quarden uh, Municipal League as it continues to grow and its reputation being cemented as a fantastic way, uh, a fantastic place to play. Football, the very last game of the day yesterday um, on our list is the Surrey FA Intermediate Cup game between Quirt and JFC, um, a Quirt Municipal Prem side, taking on ECS Classic 11 from the Leatherhead and District. Uh, this just so happened to be my game that I was refereeing yesterday, uh, and it was a fantastic game, a fantastic um, game of forward attacking uh, prowess by Quid and JFC, it has to be said, Roger, 6-1 they won yesterday. Uh, a tempestuous game. I was very busy yesterday. Uh, five or six yellow cards yesterday. One red for Quid and JFC. That means their player will probably miss um, the final if that's the way it works. Yeah. Um, tempers were boiling over. The players uh, having a go at each other all game and sadly one player um, decided to take his anger out on me and um, <laughs> following a sin, a sim bin the player, and he then followed it up with one of the c words that I'm famous for not liking. Uh, so he saw red, and uh, that was it. But by that time of the game, Croydon were in well, uh, they were in full control of the game. Uh, they, their forward players were absolutely immense yesterday. 
Um, sadly, ECS didn't offer very much going forward. They did have the chances in the first 10 minutes, but after that, it was all Croydon. Uh, Croydon JFC make it to um, the Intermediate Cup um, uh, final. So well done yeah. to, to all the boys there. Um, yeah. they, they've shown this season, really, they seem to only be bothered about um, their cool. cup competitions. Uh, and yeah, they now they're in the final of that. Maybe they'll return to uh, the Prem Division and uh, look to cement their place because uh, it could easily be relegated if there's loads of, yeah. if there's loads of teams um, looking for promotion into the Prem, the league could take the view but for them to step down a division and give, give a chance to other people who, who are interested in the league. But yeah, a fantastic achievement for the Quota Municipal for a team to reach a, a County Cup final, especially an Intermediate Cup final. Uh, that can only be good for the league and that shines a great light on it. Yeah, um, over the years we've been, you know, we've, we've been, We've been lucky or blessed to have teams get to quarters, semis, and and, and the finals. Um, but yeah, on on league form, Croydon JFC have been have been not their usual selves this year. Um, yeah. You know, we had high hopes from at the end of last season when they got to the to the cup final. We thought that they'd push on and challenge Spartans for the title. They 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 haven't this year. They, their league form has been poor. But their cup form as in the cups, they've they've turned up and 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 they've got the results. Um, and a few convincing wins along the way as well. So, you know, I'm hoping that that, that they can see this, get the job done, get the job out, get it over the line, and return to Croydon as the intermediate cup um, cup champions in the Surrey Cup. Uh, shout out to Derek Nunn and Emrys uh, Downey yesterday. Emrys, I have spoke to before, but uh, he's part of the Dynamo Duppers. Uh, playing squad and management, but he was on the uh, line yesterday. Also a qualified referee of some years, so yeah, um, it was nice to to meet two other referees from the Croydon uh, municipal scene who um, were top blokes. Um, and yeah, I must say, Croydon JFC probably the best attacking outfit that I've seen this season in my ten or so games that I've done uh, in the league. Uh, I, without knowing ECS classic or what level they play at in the Lever and Leverhead and district. Um, they just could not cope with Croydon JFC. They were the best attacking team that I've seen in the league by some way. Yeah. Uh, Rog, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions uh, with Definitely. Russell. And now there's less pressure on you with the predictions. You're now top of the pile. Not so yet. the pressure's on Russell. This is, thank God. <laughs> see you on the other side. <laughs> Last but not least is Gibbs and the Westfa games from yesterday. Gibbs, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Save the best for last, as per, as per. Save the best till last. And we're in Selk Towers, so people will be able to hear you this week. Only one that makes Selk, <laughs> Selk Towers these days. Yeah, Jamie is due back. Roger, not so much. Uh, Graham's never been here. <laughs> right. I didn't get the invite yet, no. No, he does live. Roger gets a part-time invite. Well, we could do with him once a month and that's it. We lodge yeah, him off again. That's, that's uh, as much as you and Jamie can take of him. Yeah, it? yeah. Other than that, Jamie <laughs> brings the iron broom. We're good. Uh, so the results from yesterday, the 13th of March. Loads of games yesterday in Westfar. Uh, no Prem games, so straight into the senior. New Cross Rovers 4, Northern Eagles nil. Just as it seemed, they were dead. They come out with this. They great come result. back from the from the flames with a four 0 win over top of the league. Northern Eagles, 
Um, Mike Verillo will be pissed at this because he'll be thinking where have these performances been this is it mate Verillo will be there um, but I did actually put this down as one of the results of the week and then yeah. then I ended up with five and I looked at who could I chop and um, unfortunately that one got the chop but it was a take nothing away from it it's a, it's a great result for them and clean sheet and probably hopefully get the bounce back and uh, move back up the league to uh, the aspirations that they wanted to have at the start of the season hopefully end well if they don't get the promotion at least take that momentum into next season uh, good luck to the boys uh, Northern Eagles whatever happens to them that gives that has been an improved year for them they can hold their heads up again oh yeah definitely Northern Eagles um, bit of a bad run last year but they're, they've stayed, they've stayed top of the league and they've been a bit hit and miss but can, they've, they're have they still there or thereabouts still top of the league I know Metro Gas have a lot of games in hand but um, you'd fancy Northern Eagles maybe for running the Prem next year perhaps let's see what happens good luck to both teams for the remainder of the season into Div 1 uh, this, it, for me, is where the real competitive divisions start. Every single one from one to eight is fantastic. Elton Rovers and Crayford Athletic played out um, a double banker yesterday. Elton Rovers in red-hot form, Gibbs, till they told, since they told us to stick it on the fucking podcast. Are we sticking this result on the oh, podcast? Hashtag stick it on your fucking podcast. Elton Rovers nil, Crayford Athletic four. And Crayford Athletic two. Elton Rovers, nil, a double banker. Should, should we hit back, hashtag stick that in your fucking group chat? You know what I mean? Yeah, hashtag stick that on your Twitter, Elton Rovers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Elton, uh, Crayford Athletic, should I say, from their cup results this season, Gibbs, we know there's a team there. They haven't quite uh, matched that in their league games, but this is a fantastic result for the boys against Elton Rovers, who looked back into um, promotion chasing form. So that's a great result for Crayford. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, Elton Rovers have been high-flying. I think the last three or four results have been uh, really good for them. But Crayford Athletic, um, obviously, they got the draw with uh, UTR, didn't they, on, on pens in the yep, cup. Yep. So, on their day, they can pull results out of the bag. So, it's not a shock and it's a great result for them. Hopefully, it's for them to build on as well. Absolutely. Cup finalist Elton Rovers um, will probably just be thinking about cups now. Um, no one wants to get injured before the cup nah, final. Maybe that's... I think they're the, fir- the first one up on the third as well. So, oh, are they? So it's, it's pretty soon. Against Red Velvet? Red Velvet. Really good game. Uh, yeah, maybe out on Rovers with one mind on suspensions and uh, injuries for cup finals now. Um, the, last, the next one in Division 1, Metro Massive uh, losing 3-1 to the Bandits. Uh, a real much-needed win uh, for the Bandits. Mark Dolby, well happy. Um, with that one yesterday, he said that was much needed, and you can see. Do you know Eddie Dick Bandit got two? Did he? Of course he fucking did. He don't work it on. <laughs> Behave yourself. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, I've been tricked. Uh, Division two. Uh, Phoenix Knights win five three against Alpington Eagles. Uh, I read that one out already. It was a double banker. Double, double banker. Gibbs is uh, getting involved in stuff that he didn't need to. Then sorry, everybody. No, I was wondering why it was there. That was all. Uh, yeah, double banker. Uh, back to Division 2. Phoenix Knights 5, Alpington Eagles 3. Alpington Eagles season um, not ending the way they would want to, Gibbs. It looks like their promotion push may be coming to an end soon. Eight goal thriller, rush goalkeepers. Rush goalkeepers. Phoenix Knights uh, keeper turned into the dark night. It was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> uh, Alpington Eagles goalkeeper for He just away. took off. Yeah, he was gone. <laughs> Free. Good win for Phoenix Knights. It's been yeah, a... you love to see them um, teams uh, getting results. Um, all putting Eagles, they've been, they have been a bit hit and miss as well. I think they're still second or third in the league. So they're still going to be looking for that push. But um, what a good win for Phoenix Knights. Absolutely. Um, in Div 3, uh, Duchess of Kent win 2-1 against Petswood Senior Vultures. Um, 
they were supposed to play Catholic Club. That game was voided. Does that mean Catholic Club are gone? I'm not sure. Possibly. Not sure. It could be that they didn't pay their fines because statements were out and you have to do no, it by okay. Thursday at 12 o'clock. Suspended. Uh, a big win for Bexley Hawks in Division 3. They beat the Woolwich Commoners, or the Woolwich Common FC, 3-1 to maintain a very healthy uh, promotion push for Pete and the boys. Uh, calling on um, uh, chats on to the podcast yesterday. He wants on. He wants to talk about him again. Who, Pete? Yeah. And they've got a, they've got a cup final cup to look final. forward to he as want, well. He wants to talk about that. You're going to do cup final shows this year? I think. Well, I mean, it will need about a three week running with the uh, Westford Cup finals, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, they start on April third, so you'd be looking at trying to get Red Velvet and uh, Elton Rovers in. We could do that. Let's would, think would about you want it. Elton Rovers at Silk Towers? No, they I keep. They might on. say keep, stick that keep, chair through your fucking window or something. Do you know <laughs> they what I mean? might say I wank in a shed or something. <laughs> Uh, Bexley Hawks, no, their, continu- their continued good season uh, carries on. Cup finals, promotion pushes again for Bexley Hawks, a team going from strength to strength every single year. Uh, Beacons lost 2-0 to Springhill United um, reserves. and That pushed their uh, reserves away from uh, relegation there. I think give them a little six-point cushion. It did. I got a match report. From who? Uh, Danny, I think, from... Uh, from Springhill United Reserves. I've told you before, Danny. I do the match reports around here, son. <laughs> uh, match report <laughs> for our game, mate. Uh, needing... Oh, friend. Mate now, are you? Need... Oh, I'm friend. friend. Everyone, everyone, everyone's friend. Uh, <laughs> needing to win, win... Needing to win, we came out swinging. Uh, not, swinging what? Not, not the knobs, I hope. <laughs> he said... That's why they didn't fucking want to <laughs> they play. They came out swinging. <laughs> uh, two minutes in, Portuguese maestro, Diego, brings a long ball down with a lovely touch. And with the second, gives the keeper an early scare. Uh, that ignited the Spring Hill flame. Uh, with plenty of shots hitting the bar and post, we went in nil-nil at half-time. Uh, Chris Elliott on attacking uh, coaching duties for the resis, it sounds like. Oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> we then weathered Beacon Storm. And with the with the great with a great passage of play, Matty Varillo assisted Diego. Oh, come on, Matty! <laughs> Matty! Matty! <laughs> Uh, assisted Diego with his first goal for Spring Hill. Congratulations, Diego! It was that. It was. It was then a nervy affair before our youngest member of the squad, Tom Brown, slotted home the second, which then put the Beacon's light out. Uh, Is that what he actually said? He did. Yeah. Just putting the Beacon's light out. Putting right? the Beacon's light out. And yes, Mr. Elliot was at our game. We know Chris, as club development, has lent on the reserves boys there to say that. Clearly, he was at the Blues game yesterday. Absolutely terrible. I have no <laughs> doubt he was at the Blues game, mate, after their result. <laughs> Thank you to Danny and all the Spring Hill Resis boys for the match report. We love receiving the match reports and um, seemingly only you Westford boys uh, like to do that. So, um, we love we loved you boys for that. Bexley Heath. Oh, we love you. We love you. Bexley Heath won 5-1 against Junior Reds Sports. A great result for Bexley Heath, Junior Reds. They're kind of finding their form again that they had when they was title challenging yeah. in, uh, I think, Div they 6 missed, at the missed time. That, missed out last season on yeah. um, promotion in Div 4. Uh, lost out to the Peoples and Bexley Hawks. Um, but yeah, good, a good little team. Um, did they miss out? Yeah, they did. Um, but in Inter Belvedere and Beacons was postponed, sorry. Inter Belvedere's actual game, they played Kingsford Gibbs. They lost 1-0 Inter Belvedere. What's happening? Last minute winner as well. Did you see it on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, great. I, I, I love it. And that was that was respect. It wasn't disrespectful the way they did that either. No. Just a few shots. Um, Inter Belvedere Gibbs. 
Lost two on the bounce now. Yeah. Fair play to their skipper, Jay, though. He, he wished Kingsford um, well and good luck. And I'm sure they've had some battles um, in the games that yep. they've played. Um, in the Belvedere, I mean, they're still in a good position. They've still had a good a good season. They'll dust themselves off. And I think they've got a semi-final or, um, to look forward to as well, I think, in a cup final. So maybe a cup final, I'm not sure. Um, a semi-final for definite. But mm. they're a good side and they're going to be there or thereabouts. And you, you wouldn't rule promotion off the table. But Kingsford, we've always said that they, they're a good young side. Mm. Um, I know sometimes their results haven't matched it. But um, I think on their day, they are they are a good a good match for anyone and a good side. I think that inconsistency can come from young players, especially yeah. they, they're a very young side, Kingsford. And, and they go out on a Saturday night, can't yeah. get up Sunday morning. Yeah. We, we we had that ourselves with a, a young lad that we signed. Um, and uh, last few weeks, he's just, it's not showed. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's just been out on the drink. And you expect it from, from young guys. Do you know what I mean? It's only natural. We've all been there. It's all, it's 100% or or nothing, it seems, with Kingsford. They're a really good side. Inter Belvedere, as you say, um, suffering a bad injury to one of their players as well, don't forget. And I, I think it was an influential player for them. Uh, so don't forget that. Um, they're still battling, though. Uh, well done, Kingsford. Uh, that Division 4 title is going to go all the way to the end. FC Barker into Belvedere, Kingsford and Hartford. Still very much involved in yeah, it. Yeah, shock yesterday very, with Hartford. But... Um... We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. In Div 5, the third best division. The best division. Just the one game in the fifth division yeah. yesterday. Turk Ojak losing 3-0 to the big dogs of the uh, Division 5. League title favourites, Bexley, Bexley Wanderers. They're only a point behind the top team now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only a point behind, mate. The pressure's on. Turk Ojak uh, had a tough season. It looks like they've fallen away, and maybe even from promotion. Um, but Bexley Wanderers doing the business. They are very much... Uh, the front runners for that Div 5 title. They're, they're either really good Bexley Wanderers or they're kind of a little bit hit and miss like for players and that. But they have got some really good player, really good players. I, I don't know his name, but um, they've got like a winger go forward and uh, he's he's a really good player. Really good player. Sounds like he could be playing in a peck and rush shirt next season. Oh, I did say to him last time we played him. <laughs> I said, you're, you're too good to play here, you know, mate. <laughs> but no, nah, he's a, he's a good player to be fair. He's a nice guy as well. Uh in Div, in Div 6, the second best division. Oh my gosh, the second best division. The yes. King of Hearts Media Productions Division 6. Lewisham Tamils get back to winning ways with a 2-1 win against Jamera. Well done, boys. Uh, Peckham Wright A winning 3-2 against Strugglers, Alpington Athletic. Go on, all right. Yeah, well done, uh, Steve and all the lads. I think one guy, called, one, one guy they got called Bane, he actually scored with his nutsack. Really? Yeah, I think Off he, need, he needs to empty that a little bit because if he's rebounding that hard into the goal, you need, you got some issues. Did Togba score? Togba? No, I don't think Tog did. Uh, did Tog's like an unsung Lacazette for them, I think. Do you know okay. what I mean? He, he, he assists the I'm younger selfish. guys. Do you I'm know selfish. what I mean? Of course he is. Uh, in Div 7, <laughs> the best division. The seventh best division. The Selk Grassroots Podcast Network, Division 7, proudly. Sponsor that division. Avery Hill win 3-2 against Las Cabras. Uh, well done, Avery Hill. Um, Las Cabras struggling still this season. In Div 7, continued. Uh, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac beat the Bourne 10-2, Gibbs. The Mac has returned and they're doing well. Um, I feel sorry for the Bourne, but it's good It's good to see Fleetwood uh, have picked up results. They didn't have a great start to the season, so you always want to see teams uh, come good. Uh, the Mac attack was back on Sunday, that's for sure. Uh, in across three, the hot shots of from Greenwich two. Um, oh, the shots, man, they're falling off, aren't they? Yeah, there were some results in that league yesterday that kind of blew it a little bit open, a little bit. Um, 
teams losing, but it's good for Intercross because they're there every week. Do you know what I mean? And they've had some rough results as well. And it's good that teams win. Do you know um, that don't normally get it because it keeps it keeps their passion and fire alive for Sunday League. You know, Forza Greenwich leading the leading the way for um, best teams in Greenwich this season by some distance. High flying uh, in Division Eight. Uh, Chimera Reserves win three two against Sporting Greenwich. They're gone. Oh yeah, they are. I your look, ass, I, your I look, ass is staying. I, I looked. I looked, I looked yesterday, and uh, Spring Hill Blues at the top only need one more, two, literally two more points to be out of reach. If Sporting Greenwich won all their last eight games oh, okay. or six games, which would make 18 points, so they could only get 35. So Spring Hill Blues are on 34. So two more points, <laughs> mate, and I'm, my arse is safe. <laughs> uh, well done, Chimera Reserves. Uh, a good season for them overall. Uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets win 7-0 against JJ United. Um, what can we say? Poor old JJ. I don't know. If you had a no and then 15 quid on it, that's 85 quid. You know, That's what a pitch cost they didn't pay for. <laughs> Royal Oak back to winning ways a good win against Lesser FXI who seem they haven't lost any ground on Spring Hill Blues I guess this week uh, with the next result but Royal Oak getting a win well done to you you know them 1-0s they're always the best games to play in because they're so tight and after the, the game finishes they mean so much yep. do, you, do you know what I mean because you know you've put a shift in well done to Royal Oak even though you did suggest that I wank in my shed it's a garage <laughs> Spring Hill United Blues lose 1-0 to Greenwich Battle Cruisers um for me, easily um, result of the day on Sunday. That should win yeah. the poll. I've, I've seen some other crazy polls of like teams that shouldn't even be on there. Oh, some fucking copycat polls. Yeah, the copycat poll. People then, produce a poll and put themselves in it. It's ridiculous, the result on there. <laughs> like Your favourites to win the game, but yet you've made result of the week. Like Come on, behave yourself. Maybe sick of dishing out footballs. They just want to give save themselves a tenner. Yeah, well, maybe <laughs> sick of dishing out medicine balls. They should start giving them to gyms. Uh, Greenwich Battle Cruisers easily the result of the day yesterday high flying Spring Hill United Blues uh, led by Chris Elliott yesterday <laughs> um, Battle Cruisers get the win well Chris has sunk that ship in he do you know what I mean uh, fighting for the league Chris has come Jesus along Christ. Spring Hill Titanic if he's a, if he's a chance sunk them and the Battle Cruisers have played battleships and won yeah they have they've sunk your sunk your uh, sunk your battleship your Elliot. yeah uh, in the Jewish Shield Falconwood reserves we lose five one against Jam. Uh, great little sort of diary that Phil did yesterday. Yeah, I was quite impressed with I that. Like that. Watching it, it was nice and it was it was a good idea. Yeah, I like that, idea. Phil. Well done. Um, Eltham Lions youth lose five three to. Uh, oh, that's not Eltham Lions. That's not youth, is it? That's not no, their reserves. No, no, first team. Eltham Lions first team. Sorry, boys. Well, all the names on uh, full time are a bit confusing. Eltham Lions lose five three to Metrogas. Clearly a great account of themselves made yeah. by Elton Lions against a team who have been blowing everyone away. No um, disrespecting that result uh, in any shape or form. Scoring three goals against a top side. I know you've conceded five, but you give a, you give a great account yeah. of yourself. I mean, let's not forget Metrogas last week scored 10. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So um, that's unlucky for Elton Lions. Unlucky, boys. I like Elton Lions. I, I really, that would have been a fantastic game. Uh, Metrog no, Metrogas hasn't really had a glove put on them this season. Uh, yeah, so, hey, this week under the radar, you well, know. No, we'll get that to that in the predictions. That's going to be a great game to have a look at. Um, Woolwich Royals lose 2 0 to Bulltarks um, in the Jewish Shield. Uh, but Royals making a good I think good it was the last themselves. 10 minutes as well. I think Royals missed a penalty if I read it right as well. The problem uh, for Royals, I guess, is Bulltarks play on a 3G pitch at Thamesmead. So for them, the 3G is no advantage for no. Royals at uh, Meridian. So. Bulltarks getting the job done professionally in the Jewish Shield. Well done, lads. In the Plumstead uh, Cup, 
Borden meets Borden. Borden Sports Westfa meet Borden Sports A uh, and the big boys. I've got a report from our Borden correspondent, Jimmy, as well. 5-2 to Borden Sports A. Let's hear from our Borden's correspondent, right, uh, Jimmy need, Horney. If you need a toilet or you've got a book to read, just go and do it. I've got a lot to read out. <laughs> Saddling. <laughs> A great cup tie yesterday with the battle of the Baldens. Tackles were going in from both sides from the first minute until the last. With both teams having a lot at stake as a lot as the battle of bragging rights clearly on show, Balden A broke the deadlock on 20 minutes with a cross from the left wing to be well executed with a calm side foot volley into the top corner. The league lasted 10 minutes when Balden Westford drew level with a through ball to Eric who dummied a shot, leaving the, de- the defender on his arse to then... Fire, sorry, it's a spelling error there. Fire it home from close range. Tackles were still going in with the referee handing out yellow cards for fun. Balden A then took the lead from a long hanging ball into the back stick where the striker hung himself in the air to head back across the goal, hitting the inside of the post and in. On half time, Balden A went down to 10 men due to a shim, a simbin, <laughs> with the number nine having too much to say to the ref who showed him the yellow. Borden West for levelled on 50 minutes with a goal from Louis, who fired home from inside the crowded box. Within five minutes, Borden A beat the offside trap for their winger to fire into the bottom corner. 3-2, five minutes from time, Borden A made it 4-2 with the striker getting his second of the game, going one-on-one with the keeper. I got a hand on it, but was beaten by the power. Oh, Jimmy. Borden A managed to get a penalty after a poor pass from myself hit, hit short. Oh, to my right back for the winger to take advantage and get the ball first he was taken down in the box giving the referee no choice to award the penalty the striker cool, coolly slotted the ball home to make it 5-2 the score was definitely not a true reflection of the game as Borden Westfer missed a lot of chances and the keeper pulling off a few good saves with Borden A being five divisions above Borden Westfer they was given more than a game we can now take the positive performance into next week's top of the table Match away to Woolwich Rolls. Well done to Bill's team. A great cup tie. God, Jimmy! Is that the, is that is Jimmy back to the best reports now we had? Yeah, he's had a good. That's a good one. But two mistakes, Jimmy. Come on, come on, mate. Come on, Jim. Oh, God, get your head up, Jimmy. But uh, thanks, thanks for the report. We'd urge people to send in reports. You know, yeah. either to myself or Andrew or text. Um, they're all good to read out on the podcast. You know, and uh, it's all good for interaction. Yeah, I love that. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, Red Velvet played Bayswater. In Plumsy Challenge Cup action and Bayswater winning 5-2. Uh, Man- managerless Bayswater. I believe the manager had COVID yesterday. So wish him all the best. And um, it's still a good result for them because Red Velvet are not to be taken lightly by anyone. <laughs> they are. And it's been a rough couple of weeks or a few weeks for Bayswater um, results-wise. Um, so back to Plumsy Challenge Cup action and they're back to winning ways. Well done, boys. Red Velvet um, already in a cup final. They may not be too worried about the Plumsy Challenge Cup this season. Uh, Bayswater have to go in as reasonable favourites in that one. Under the radar, win 4-1 against Abbey Mead. Again, no disrespect uh, to Abbey Mead, that result. Um, under the radar, top, top side. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, then they just grind the results that yeah. they week on week. They just they just punish sides, but I think they kind of just beat you into submission with their... Team, team, I think half teams turn up and just give in anyway. Yeah, I mean, they just, um, they've got strength, they've got pace, they've got physicality and they, they, they just go for 90 minutes. They don't never seem to have a quiet period. It's just, no. it's just a constant knocking of the door of an onslaught and eventually the, the door's going to break and they just, they just get the goals. Yeah, we're going to need a, a team like Metrogas or something like that up against them to uh, 
See Looking forward happens. to seeing that result. <laughs> uh, in the Ethel Wilkins Memorial Cup, uh, Elton Lions under 21s win 4 2 against the Bosco. Uh, well Good, Good result. Good we- result. In the West for Shield. Uh, the Foresters go down 1-0 against Old Fortronians, saying what a good um, footballing side they were and what a great game it was uh, during it as well. So good sportsmanship from the Foresters to say that about Old Fortronians. I know a loss is tough and we're getting near the deeper ends of the uh, cup rounds as well. So well done, Foresters, for that. Quality to see. Uh, and Fred Jolly Memorial, Hartford lose 6-2 to uh, South East Athletic Maroon just to show just that slight lack of consistency that Hartford have had this season. Some massive wins in the cup. Um, the league form hasn't been quite quite there, Gibbs. But Hartford just showing that inconsistency in the cup this time, losing out to uh, a pretty decent side in um, South East Athletic Maroon. But that is a big win for it, them. It is. And I do apologise. Um, this could have made result of the week, but it was a 12.30 kickoff. So it didn't go on the full uh, whole, uh, full time till later. And obviously we do our predi- uh, results of the week early afternoon. So it was yep. a 12.30 kickoff. But um, a great result for South East Athletic Maroon and it probably would have definitely made results of the week. Absolutely. Um, another more games in the Fred Dolly Memorial Cup. Adidas Athletic win 4-2 against Villacool. Fantastic win for Adidas. They're really turning into looking uh, like a real good side um, in West for this season. They um, are. And to beat uh, Villacool, um, top of the top of the Division 6, it's, um, that's no easy game. So um, full, cre- full credit to them. I mean, 4-2... Um, Again, they're a team that you just don't know too much about Adidas Athletic, but they are they they do get the results mm. and they, they do look like a good side, so fair play to them. Yeah, well done boys. Uh AFC Shine uh going really well this season. Lose out eight one against super talented squad at Crocking There weren't nothing shining yesterday, mate, not eight mm. one. No shining, it was dull. It was dusty a grey sky. Rusty, if anything. Yeah, terrible uh Terrible day for them, but Crockenhill will not care. They even said they didn't play particularly great yesterday and got that win. So I didn't play particularly great, but we scored eight. Yeah. Um, in the Fred Jolly, uh, Crayford Arrows getting a walkover against our mates, the 69ers. Saw uh, them a couple of them yesterday. There was our game. Uh, they popped down. Um, the reason for it was because um, they'd had five players, I think, away on a skiing trip and they'd had a lot of injuries and I think they, they just couldn't get a team out and um, they want to concentrate on the league as well. So, okay. fair play to them. Crayford Arrows benefiting from that into the next round. They will be a strong team uh, in the Fred Jolly Memorial Trophy this season. Um, Crayford Arrows. Uh, in the Sports King TV Cup, the second best cup in world. Oh, bestest cup. Danson <laughs> uh, Albion and South Ballers draw one all, um, and Danson Albion take it six five on pen. Brownie's at the will. Danson Albion through. Oh, yeah, no, I did actually have a match report from Brownie on this one, but it was a voice note, okay. so I'll take the bones out of it. Um, basically, I think that Danson, as he expected, were a, a, a physical side. Yep. Um, believe Danson went 1-0 up then one all but I think at the, in the second half South Ball has had the whole game he said he couldn't remember Danson having anything in the second half I think they had like three or four off of the line South Ballers um, in the second half and then they were the better side and then obviously once you get to penalties penalties is a lottery mm-hmm. but I'd say he's probably doing a good job there because we played them last week they seem more organised back to front they seem as a, as a unit now rather than defence and attack from mm-hmm. what I'd heard previously yep. so um, obviously, they've only conceded one yesterday. Um, so I, I think he's got them more organised and they will be harder to break down and harder as a team. I think he actually came on for his debut as well himself. Yeah, okay. 
Do you know what I mean? I think he scored an own goal to make it one all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing. But um, but yeah, so one all. He's got them more organised. So fair play. It's not it's not going to work overnight. But um, I think they've got a project down there that they all they all believe in and they're all buying into. So good luck to them. Nah, fair play and go check out their new YouTube channel and all that stuff. It's nice to see teams <clears throat> putting in a bit putting in a bit of effort uh, with that side of it. That's the modern that's the modern way for Sunday teams. And although they seem to use a VO cam, we can. Uh, Go and check out their games. Um, I don't think South Ballers use a video cam. Do they not? No, not now. Um, okay. I believe that they're part of the uh, like the, the brownie package type thing, Enterprise. Um, I believe that obviously the filming they do, um, I think the brownies misses is filming. Okay. Brownie manages. So I think it's like a... South Brownies FC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the Fred Jolly, more games. Elton Palace taste... The bitter defeat of the underdog shit. They got they they lost eight nil to Peckham Rye yesterday. Gibbs eight nil. The underdogs did shit on Elton Palace yesterday. We didn't. To be fair, it was a it was a close game. It was a close game. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be reflect the the threat reflect of the score. They give a very good account of themselves for, okay. the, for the first ten. Um, <laughs> after I think, yeah. Well, I mean. Elton, to be, to be fair, Palace, they, new team, Division 8. You know what? They've, they was unbeaten in Feb. I saw that. They had four wins on the bounce and they only lost 5-4 to... Yeah, didn't um, play though, did they? <laughs> they had four walkovers. Then they played um, Adidas last week and only lost 5-4. Um, again, there was, there was a, a good side. Um, nice lads. Um, for the first 10 minutes, it was a little bit like they had a, a chance or two. Nothing close. It was from distance. Mm. Um and then we broke, Bob rounded the keeper, 1-0. And then from then, I think like uh, Brimer had a stormer, scored a hat-trick, um, Ruling scored two. It was like we was like 4-0 at half-time, to be fair. Um, second half... Uh, what did you say to the players when you're 4-0 up? Against a lower division team like that, do, what, do you know what, what I did you said? say to the players? I'll be honest, I said, look, don't take the piss. We don't need people going out there like Ronaldo or Messi. I still want the same work rate and intensity. And I tried to explain to them, get into good habits from these games where you are in control and you've earned the right to play and not, not take liberties because when you do play against harder teams, if you're in good habits and you know what to do with the ball and you're making the right choices, then in the harder games, um, like a little, more, a little bit more closer, it's kind of drilled into you already and it, and it embodied into the way that we want to play as a team. So going out there and trying to take the piss or people trying to go around three or four players and losing the ball, it's, it's not fun and yeah. it, it makes it unenjoyable for yeah. everyone, the opposition yeah. and everyone when you're trying to take the piss. So it wasn't about that. And the second half, as I say, we just we went out there and we stayed solid at the back. Like the defence worked as hard as the forwards. The midfield um, played really well. Um, Pete and Charlie uh, chipped in with goals as well. Did you manage to get some minutes shared around the team? Yeah, everyone. I think we had 15 yesterday, 14. Well, we did have 15 on a team sheet. One no show, um, as I said. Um, so the three subs, uh, we was able to rotate um, the keepers. Dave come back on for the last twenty five because he's been out uh, with a bad back. Um, Nathan came back out on pitch. It was um, it was real good yesterday. Everyone got a significant amount of time. Um, Eight nil the final score, but they was nice guys, and I, I think that they'll have a good finish to the season. Um, I think the result probably flattered us a little bit. If I'm being honest, it probably was a one nil game. I think it was just the <laughs> Like the, the dogs were just uh, out in the yard yesterday, you know. But um, yeah, hashtag the underdogs. Uh, I refed Elton Palace earlier in the season. They are a really nice bunch of lads. 
uh, young team. Um, so, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised they get moved up to Prem next year, Elton Palace. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, in the Burt Holloway Trophy, uh, FC, hey, <laughs> FC Barker win 2-1 <laughs> against Mottenham Park Rangers. FC Barker's great season continues. Top of Division 4, uh, going deep into the uh, Burt Holloway Trophy um, at least this season. A great year for Barker, uh, emerging as a top team in, in Division 4 when we thought the likes of Kingsford... Inter Belvedere would be the top the top dogs. The, yeah. the real dogs are turning up. The real dogs are there. Uh, well done, boys. It's been a great season for you, and it's, you've been a real credit to uh, to the league. Fantastic uh, young team. There's well so done, many boys. good games coming up now. I mean, in the fixtures, we'll see later on. But there's so many. Now we're getting to the business end of the season, in the cups and in the leagues, when there's so many real good yeah. games. Like, look, you want to just... You think, blimey, I, I wouldn't mind going to watch that one. Or I won't go, oh, uh, do you know, do you know what? what I mean? I'm, I'm going to try and have a Sunday off, I think, just to go and see some of these games. Yeah. Um, it's the same with the Southern Sunday. Every week, there's games now that, that could be games of the week. Picking games of the week now is getting really tricky. In Westford, you've got the same. As I said earlier, Division 1 to Division 8. Did you just 8. mention Southern Sunday while we're talking about Westford? Well, I'm just saying, right. in every league right, now... Wash, wash your mouth out, mate. Let's, in let's every league, we're, right. we're reaching the business end of the season where every game is the potential of being in games of is the that, week. Is that where... Sporting Continental could win every game. Yeah, they often do. As oh, well. yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on from that league then. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Uh, Forza Greenwich win, uh, draw two all with Kingfisher in the Lenware Memorial Trophy and go through on pens. Forza Greenwich, what a season. Best team in Greenwich this year. Best without team without in a shadow. Without yeah. a shadow. Forza Greenwich, um, by easily the best team in Greenwich. Footscray Vets um, get a, a home and, and win. That Kingfisher keeper, I'm not lying, he's good at saving penalties, you know. They beat us before in penalties. I'm, I'm not lying. I think the geezer saved about three. Yeah. So he's was a, it a shit penalty or a good keeper? No, nah, he's a good keeper. I've always sung his praises, to be fair, as a, as a goalkeeper. He's uh, at probably outside. There's a lot of teams there. He's so the one that there's that a, video that did the rounds, isn't he? Yeah, but I mean, outside of the Prem, he's a very good keeper. You, he could probably play in the Prem, if I'm being honest. Uh, maybe Kingfisher will get promoted to the Prem next season. Well, I hope so. I'd like to see him move <laughs> up. But, um, but yeah, no, he's a good. he's a very good keeper. In a Mike Strong Memorial Cup, the best cup in West Fo- um Footscray Lions vets get a home walkover against our ladies. I think uh, they may have folded. Have they really? I think I, I think so. Oh, not sure, not 100% sure. Uh, we don't like to hear that this late in the season. That's a shame. Uh, all the best to the our ladies, guys, if that's the case. Um, sorry to hear that. Footscray Lions will not care. All the best, ladies. I hope to see you soon. Yeah. Uh, in the Fred Jolly, this is all over the place, these fixtures. Granite win 2-1 against Footscray Lions. That's a lot better from Footscray Lions. It is. Because they've, they've, they've took some defeats this year mm. and um, against a good side like Granite, it's not it's not um, a bad result. Yeah, well done, lads. Unlucky uh, to Footscray Lions. In more Fred Jolly games, uh, the Junior Reds uh, Athletic. That's the Ben Mallion team, I think. They lose 3-2 Ooh. to Burridge Blues. A good result for Burridge Blues. cup team, Burridge Blues. Yeah, we like Burridge Blues in the cup. In the cups, mate. You wouldn't, you just wouldn't want to draw them in no. the cups, would you? Uh, Fred Jolly, more games. Uh, Meridian lose 2-1 to Rising Talents. Rising Talents looking good at the moment. The underdogs. The underdogs. Uh, in the Clint, Clinton Lindhurst Elliott Memorial Cup, um, Footscray, Ly- Footscray Rovers reserves lose 3-2 to the Peoples Footscray Rovers reserves is that what I said yeah New Cross Rovers <laughs> oh my god I was thinking Footscray Rovers I don't know so where are they just joined from it's been from? a long day New Cross <laughs> Rovers reserves lose 3-2 to the Peoples oh mate that's got to be a result of the weekend surely uh, some people calling that result of the week I think being that it's a Division 7 league the Peoples are on top of it that's a Division 7 cup 
that's a bit cheeky of the people to throw themselves in there. Oh, 100%. There's much God. better results out there. Don't get me wrong. We want to make cup finals and congratulations for making the cup final. But if we're being 100% honest, that is not a result of the week. Because you'd with the squad the peoples have, you'd expect them to win the semi-final. And no disrespect to the opponents, but you'd, you'd make them favourites for the yeah, final course, as well. Of course. So it, that result wasn't a shock. Um, I believe there is other, definitely other results that could have made um, result of the week on, on the Vulture poll. But um, but take nothing away from them. They've made a cup final. Congratulations, yeah, congratulations to, to, to the people, like to the peoples, to Kai and the lads. They work hard. But um, I don't believe it's a result of the week. No, um, but yeah, well done for reaching the cup final. Not many teams get to do that. Uh, the peoples have now been involved in the Division Seven Cup. Fifteen matches they would have played in the Division Seven final. Apparently, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they've already made the final twice. <laughs> they played fifteen finals. Uh, in the Kent Junior Trophy, unfortunately, um, the Footscray Lions boys' trip to Canterbury ended in defeat. 3-0 for the Vets, but they've done themselves absolutely no shame this season, going deep into a Kent County Cup. They've done, they've done West for proud. They've done themselves they really proud. Have. I think um, they had a man sent off um, last 10, and I think they conceded three goals in the last 10, oh, I think. Okay. And obviously, I think being a, like an, an older side... Last ten with ten men, yeah, um, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough, yeah. Like the the legs may be a bit tired and uh, dragging. And if Canterbury are a young side, then uh, they probably took full advantage of it. But take nothing away from Footscray. Um, great achievement to get to the the semi final, and uh, they've done themselves and Wester proud. Yeah, well done, boys. Um, I mean, ten down to ten men against any team, whether you're a vet or not, is is tough. So unlucky lads Canterbury Red Star I'm guessing that was a semi-final or something was it semi-final oh, so they're into the final congratulations to Canterbury Red Star Gibbs I'll see you on the other side for the games of the week no problem keep it simple get down to play today the UK's leading app for next game availability download down to play from the app store and google play So after a long time of chasing this man to come on to a Silk Grassroots podcast show, various um, shows over the years, I've finally tracked Aaron Stocker down from Junction Elite. Um, before we get into this, Junction Elite is a is a subject and a and a club and a, and a scheme and a business. So I'm guessing that we could talk about all day long. Today we're going to focus mainly on the football side because that's what we are, a grassroots football podcast. Um, but Aaron's work and Aaron, I guess he's got a team of people that help him now. I'm guessing it's far too big for him to do just solely alone. He may tell me in a minute that he does everything on his own. But um, it's a thing that everyone involved should be very proud on. The opportunities for, for the kids and for the community offered by Junction Lee is immeasurable. Um, and we've seen that really up until um, very recently with that horrible bullying video that was doing the rounds on social media, Junction Elite reached out straight away. Uh, Aaron, I'm not going to talk too much without, um, without you. Uh, Junction Elite, mate, it's, it's, it's something you must be very, very proud of. Yeah, I am, to be fair. It's grown really quick, probably too quick, if I'm honest. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's become quite a big club, to be fair. Very proud. Uh, four teams in the Southern Sunday. Uh, the top, five. The five teams, sorry. Wrong already. Yeah, first first mistake. Southern Sunday. Yeah, five. Uh, from division from League One, I shouldn't call it League One. Uh, D- division One, you've got one in Division f- the second team in Division Three. 
Division five, the second team's in. Division five, f- second mistake. It won't take long. So both, <laughs> two of your top teams currently sit in top of their respective divisions. Uh, it's all going well on the pitch. The thirds are mid-table in the sixth. I think it's, if they win their last five games, they're champions the fifths, but it's a big ask. Uh, the thirds, sorry. The thirds. Uh, the fourths, not doing so well, but they, <laughs> they, look, they look safe. They look safe in League 8. They don't want to go down to League 9. What a mad division uh, 9 and 10 look like. And Yeah, crazy. Yeah, we're at bottom of 10. We're the, we are, I think we are the worst team in the Southern Sunday. Some say the strongest because you're holding up the rest of the whole of the league. <laughs> so, Aaron... It's for so, anyone that wants to play football at the end of the day. We well, don't like sending people away. It doesn't seem you can. I mean, with five teams, you're offering at least, uh, what's that, 60-odd people... Uh, 70 people football on a Sunday morning. Uh, you must be commended. Um, let's talk about the football then. Plenty of uh, plenty of stuff to talk about. Give us a brief history about Junction Elite all the way back when, as as as, as concise and as as uh, summarised as you as you want to. How did you start, or how was Junction Elite started, um, and uh, how, where bring us right up to date with the club? I was uh, Junction Elite only formed in. June 2018. Not a lot of people know that, but yeah, it hasn't been going that long. Um, I was working for a youth club, Keys House. It was quite a big football club, but it just wasn't really working out. We couldn't yeah. even use their facilities to train. And they had a big hall, but it was always rented out to other people. So I ended up leaving and basically started Junction Elite off that and everyone followed me. So Junction Elite started from one team and within four months, we was four four teams in straight away just where everyone came over and they're all teenagers as well that's why we're, we're quite a young club how many of the current sort of teams or uh, how many of the current players have been with you from from day one all of them or most of them a lot of them um a lot of them from when they were at school um, my, some of them are my son's age so they've grown up with my son um yeah they're, they're, i've seen quite a few people now grow up around me is the philosophy to have junctionally sort of kids that attended all the clubs and stuff play through the football team? How, how tight are you on that selection no, to process? Be fair, we haven't really well, we haven't really thought about it that much detail. It's just been grow- we've been just dealing with the growing. We haven't really it's got to stop soon so we can concentrate on on other things because we just keep getting bigger <laughs> and bigger. You've got the best but, kits yeah. in Sunday League football. Maybe that is maybe that is uh, the thing that grass that draws everyone's eye to Junction Elite. We scored a very on our first season as Junction Elite. We scored a very memorable goal at Sutton United in the cup final, and that kind of helped us on the social media front because it went quite viral. I think it was the amateur footballer that that got it, and once he posted that, it kind of people started to notice the, the name Junction Elite. I'm not saying we're we're a big club or anything like that, but. The name got noticed a bit more. Yeah, yeah. We did a um, we did a kits poll, didn't we, last year? You got your you got you won your hat, didn't you? The silk hat. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was good, and we noticed the nice kits and stuff. So you basically started when COVID hit. How has yeah. COVID? COVID. How has camp? How has uh, COVID hampered your your progress, or it hasn't seemingly. It has, in in some respects, the the first team have had to sit in Division One for the seasons where it's been cancelled and and whatnot. Maybe we'd be in the champ and in the Premiership now if if we'd been allowed to keep playing, which is obviously no fault to the league. 
But um, other than that, it hasn't really been that bad other than the, the breaks we've had to have where we can't train and you can't bring in money and, and things like that. We're not a rich club. We don't charge a lot of money. Uh, we, we just scrape the barrel, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. How, how is it? Have you got some benefactors in the whole thing or is it all self-funded or it's sponsors? Literally, so we're trying. We have a few small sponsors. Uh, and when I mean small sponsors, they would the, what they give us doesn't cover one team. Yeah. But, um, and I think we're on 17 teams now. I think. That's just off the top of my head. Um, but we don't have a big sponsor now. It's literally just self-funded. Every single player, whether you're three years old or 43 years old, pays £20 a month to play for Junction Elite. Okay. That's and that covers them. They could play seven days a week off of that. Wicked. I hope some do as well. Get their money's worth. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, yeah, some of them were sick of the style. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last season was one that ended uh, with COVID. Um, I think we've just spoken off, off mic that you feel um, you missed out on a promotion uh, last year at least um, you've missed out because of COVID two seasons with the first team let's focus on that for now it looks like um, a promotion has to be uh, earned this year if something goes something would have gone very wrong for you guys not to be promoted from I the I think uh, we may the... fold as a team if, so, if it goes that bad, <laughs> badly wrong they've, they've had a good season to be fair I think they drew one game in the Southern Sunday this season and yeah a poor choice. I think they should have won it. No linesmen's. I'm not a fan of games with no linesmen's. Who chose that? The ref? There was, no, the other team only had 11. Oh, uh, yeah. What can you do? Yeah, so you, the team that you... It's like you get punished because the team can't put their own linesman on because that decision could affect you. And I think it did in that game. It happens, obviously, and we didn't lose. So I can't can't grumble too much. But um, hopefully some it won't. tough cup games coming up. We've got Sellers in the semi in a couple of weeks with some strong players missing. So that'll be a test, definitely. That will be a fantastic game. And that's one that we often talk about um, the Cups in the Southern Sunday. On the podcast, we've spoken about how good the Cups are and how that the quality of the Marcus Lipton, for instance, isn't hampered really by the Prem teams taking a dive out of the uh, the Cups because of the quality such as yourselves. I agree, yeah, definitely. And uh, Sellers in the lower divisions. It's, it's such a strong sort of setup in the, the Cup finals. You could finals. go lower than, than us and, and Sellers, to be fair. There's some really good teams. South City, I think they're in the very low league, seven or nine or something like that. They're a brilliant team. They, they could hold their weight much higher. There's, there's loads of teams, to be fair to you. So Sellers, how do you plan? How do you plan for them? Have you have you sent the scouts out or is it just play the game in front of you? It's the one thing about the first team that's probably my biggest problem and they don't care. <laughs> they don't care enough at all. They It's why we don't play friendlies. I'd love to play big friendlies against Kenningwell. We have a bit of banter with some of their players. But my players, for, especially in friendlies, for the first team, sorry, they don't care. They'll they just don't care enough. It's just Sunday football to them, playing yeah. with their mates. And that is what the first team is. It's not recruitment. We don't promote players to the first team, really. It's all mates in the first team. They were the first team we made. That is literally why they're called the first team. The second team now are very good. Yeah, and so let's move on. A run for their money, yeah. Let's move on to the second team again. That could. It's looking like uh, it could end up in a trophy a season where they've got a trophy as well. They are top of League Five. It's a bit tighter for them at the top of yeah, League Five. Yeah, they're being labelled bottle jobs at the moment. I think they've only won one of their last four games in that division after winning every single game. 
going to be close. Newlands are the ones to watch in that one, I think. Yeah, games in hand. Newlands puts them into second place by the look. Oh, no, it doesn't. It puts them top. top, But we've got to play each other. Nice. I think they have to win seven games to win the league. Um, The second team got to win three, but tough games for the second team. So Matthews and Westminster have both beat them. So, yeah. And the second team ain't really the second team now. There's so many spare players we're using through injuries and, and stuff like that. It's just starting to fall apart for them. Hopefully the wheels don't fall off. The third team, they're mid-table. They're doing all right. Yeah, they've got some games in hand to make up as well. Those nine points would put them, uh, the three games in hand would put them second. So they could have another promotion. And they've got to play top as well. They've got to play Poplar Rovers. Haravi Haravi Rovers, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They're a good little side. That would be an interesting one. Yeah, they've knocked my second team out of one of the cups. Can't remember when it was, but they knocked them out of that convincingly as well. Uh, for the rest of the season, we're we're praying for the fourth team and the fifth team, yeah. Yeah, for well, it'll be catastrophic if the fourth team got relegated. I can't see. Or maybe Kudos just not turning up their reserves, but they don't seem to have had a great season. Kudos. No, they've let in. I think they've let in far too many goals, and even with the games in hand, they'd still be two points behind uh, the fourths. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, for them, oh, and as, as we <laughs> <laughs> as we've said, Junction Elite fifths, the strongest team in the Southern Sunday, and we don't need to go into that one. Yeah, they're, they're, to be fair, it's just a group of lads who want to play football. To be honest, and we we introduce some of our under 17s and that interminable thing. That's the way to do it. So perfect, a perfect way. Uh, and you've got the Saturdays, the Saturday teams in that. I always get this league wrong. The Southern Southeast combination. Sorry, Southeast combination. That's it. And that's yeah, a good standard. Three in that. Yeah, there is a good standard to be fair. And we're across the board. We're in the intermediate division and then we're in one of the middle divisions and then we're in the bottom division. And it's competitive in all, all of them, to be fair. Do you play in the same division as Sellhurst on the Saturday? Yeah, 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 yeah. They beat us two one in the last minute. That I the game I went to. I don't. I, they beat us again. We're not doing as good as them in this, in the Saturday league. So good a fantastic, player. a fantastic club. And how many youth teams have you got attached to um, Junction Elite? God, um, two under twenty ones, uh, under fifteens, under fourteens, under thirteens, twelves, tens, nine, two nines, eights, sevens. And then we have something called early elite, like an introduction to football, and that's from two to five-year-olds. Absolutely amazing. Right, back to Junction Elite. Tell us a bit about the honours and successes. In your, in your perception, if there's no cups to speak of, then um, that doesn't mean there hasn't been successes for the club. But in, what cups have you got in the trophy cabinet? We've got a right. You... I think we've, we've been to a cup final every se- season since we uh, formed. So we don't know what it's like not to be in a cup final yet. That's quite a good thing. Very good. Um, Sellers might have something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we won the Ken Bailey last year. Um, convincingly against Val County. 4-1, I think it was. Uh, the year before, we won... God, I can't even remember. The Graham Robber Shield, maybe it was called then? Yeah, it's the Silk Grassroots Graham Robber Shield now. Yeah, but it wasn't a divisional cup. It was... Something else, Graham will probably correct me when he hears this, but um, we won that. And then we won the Donovan Thomas Cup at Sutton the year before that as well. That was the game where we scored the the, the amazing goal. 
so it's all cups. It's all it's all silverware for the. Yeah, for that's the drugs it. We won the double. We won the league as well. League four, I think it was, and then we all made or league three. We won, and then we all mainly got promoted when the season got cancelled from two with Ravens without getting to finish that league, and then um and then we've been div, div, div one for a couple of seasons because of COVID. So are you a cup? Are you a cup man or a, a league man? What what's league. your pick? All day. Yeah, I think the players are as well. I think this season we've won four penalty shootouts in the cup. Yeah. Um, and some of them to Division 9 teams. So, yeah, I think definitely the league is what we want more than anything. We want to be in the Prem. Got, uh, about the time of recording, you've yet to play Old Town. So hopefully we're not looking back at a, at a cup upset uh, by well, the time this recording goes out. Last week we went there, there was no lines on the pitch. Oh, no. But it's been moved to common extensions, so we know Tony will have it all in place. So that game nice. will be on Sunday, AFC Old Town. Don't know nothing about them, to be honest with you. They've beaten big some squad, good teams. Big squad, yeah, they had a the load of players available for that game when there was no line. So, yeah, it should be a good one. So, aspirations for Junction Lee, and I know this is crazy with the growth that you've had, but where do you see... Junction Elite going or is it time now to try and settle things for a little while and just put some further foundations in place and shore up what you've done so far I think that's what we're doing at the moment going to start shoring up we're, we're doing things we got things like after school clubs that we do in schools now and community football where we just run sessions for anyone that wants to come for free um, girls football started now so yeah there's a lot started that we need to just focus on a bit now so maybe no extra teams but I say that and I promise you we'll have a sixteen next season in the <laughs> Well, I mean, there must come a time when those under twenty ones teams that you've got they need to they need to then go into open age football. So that needs to be the progression for them, surely. Yeah, so some of them get filled in. We got some really good under twenty ones. I think the first team goalkeeper now for Saturday and Sunday he's only eighteen. Um, we got we have got we're quite blessed with some youngsters to be fair that have just been slipped through the net and forgotten about or not had enough chances. It's one of the reasons why we had so many of them. I think I got maybe a hundred and thirty players aged between sixteen and nineteen. Bloody hell! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate to be your uh, full time administrator. <laughs> it's me. I'm the administrator. How did you get on with that in the summer? Everyone was complaining about it. With the whole game? Yeah. I'm still having problems with it to this minute. Oh, God. 130 yeah, people moaning about 15, 16 players log- logging on there. Aaron's got 130. <laughs> that is terrible. Yeah, so, I think there's 400 players we counted we got now in Junction League all the way down really, to kids. That is crazy. It's a lot, but it's not all me, to be honest. I have a good team around me now. Yeah, I guess you need a team. I, I know what it's like running this podcast alone. I, I I need a team around me now. So running that side, running a proper organisation like you do, uh, you would agree you can't do it without a team behind you. Yeah, I don't really have much to do with the youth side of things now. Um, Billy, who plays for the first team, he he basically runs Junction Elite Youth now. Yeah. So that helps. That, that takes a lot off. Because of, I never planned to do youth football with Junction Elite. It was never part of the plan. We was always just going to do adults for wall. And it just happened. And it, it, yeah, it just happened. And now we've got 200 kids easily. That's and that's like during COVID as well. That's fantastic. It's unbelievable, especially in this day and age uh, where we need kids uh, to be focused on something positive. 
you're probably dealing with lots of kids at that sort of sensitive age where the decision making becomes straight and narrow or yeah. the other way. I guess people like Junction Lee, uh, you're it's a massive responsibility, but you're probably you're you're the you're the difference between some kids uh turning right rather than staying on on the uh on the straight and narrow. Definitely. And if I'm totally honest, for the actual I love watching the game, don't get me wrong. Football's my passion. I love watching football I'm a Chelsea season to get older. Um, oh, at least you well, can get in for the rest of the yeah. season. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw that in there. I can still go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I lost the passion for coaching and, and stuff like that years ago. I, I've, got, I've got no interest in coaching. I don't take sessions or nothing like that. So I've got loads of people that do love coaching. So that helps. Um, I don't even have any passion for managing now. I can't get be bothered with the moaning when you take someone off. It, it just, I just can't be bothered with it no more. Maybe I'm just too old and miserable. So I'm quite lucky that every one of my teams has got a manager that people listen to and and stuff like that. No, mate, you just sit. You just sit at the top and enjoy watching all the all the teams doing so yeah, well. Yeah, I just get all the problems. <laughs> yeah, who's who's the biggest rival that you found over the years for Junction Elite? Again, it's such a weird one because, like I said, the first thing they don't care enough to have rivals. Ravens will oh, people listening to this will probably say Ravens yeah. I've got history of Ravens because I know a lot of their players some of them used to play for me we've followed each other up but personally for me I'd say Wimbledon Commoners okay um, they started when we started we came up from the bottom divisions we were first they were second every season and then I think you it was just one in there. yeah oh yeah definitely <laughs> there was one season where they didn't have such a good season and then we we left them but now they're I think they got an automatic promotion. They didn't, uh, sorry, not an automatic promotion, sorry. They didn't finish in the top two places last season, but they found themselves in, in our division and they're holding their own, to be fair. They're the only team to take points off of us this season. And we're yeah, still take, in both cup competitions. They beat uh, Sporting Continental as well, don't forget. Exactly. So they're, they're having a real good season. Really yeah. catching yeah, the they're not. They're definitely not mugs. They're, they're a good side. They're an organised side. They're, they only turn out with 11 players. Maybe that's their plan. <laughs> maybe. No, <nine>. <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, no, they're a good side. They are a good side. I'm pretty sure when they played the first thing this season, they didn't even have a keeper and they got a free free draw. There you go. But that's Saturday. It all, didn't it? You don't really need to describe anything else when you say they beat Continental. That's exactly. who you need to know and convincingly beat Continental from what I heard. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, Hugo said that uh, as bad as Continental were, Commoners were good. Yeah. Um, so when you have that combination of a team in form like Wimbledon Commoners against the team, Sporting Continental have been scraping team uh, uh, 11s out or 14, 13 players out every week. Uh, that's what Hugo says anyway. Yeah, um, no, it's a great result. It's a good result for them. Yeah, they are no mugs. So little predictions then for League One. Let's just do these predictions around League One or whichever team you want to do. If not Junction Elite this season, uh, do you think it is London Ravens who are going to win? Um, League One. Yeah. No, there's no other competition. Even though Wimbledon so Commoners. If you look at the table, Commoners and Val County. Um, Val County have had a great season. Yeah. Um, they're up there. Kudos are up there, but they've played way too many games. So I think they'll slip away. But Ravens are on their day, they 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 can win a game. I, I'd put. Them, I think they've beat Commoners this season as well. So um, yeah. I'd, I'd have to put Ravens. They're going to be listening to this. <laughs> they got my phone number. Yeah, it does look no, tough. I think honestly, Ravens. 
would win okay. it if we if we weren't if we don't win it, Ravens win it. But we win it this year for sure. I like that. So the Marcus Lipton, you're still in you're still in that cup, and as we've said on the podcast a few times now, it's looking like a fantastic cup. It's going to continue to be a fantastic cup. Um, some shock results all the way through. Um, who's going to win that cup if not uh, Junction Elite? Oh, if not Junction Elite, I'm going to go for South Sea. I think they're still in it. What as a, as a, as that lower club? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why not? That is fantastic. And the Ken Bailey, if you overcome Sellers, do you think that's job done? No, Wimbledon Commoners. I'm sure, and it's no disrespect. I think they've got to play one other game before they get to the semi as well. Um, but Wimbledon Commoners on the other side of the draw look the strongest. So I think Wimbledon Commoners v Sellers or Junction Elite in the final. Oh, that would be great. I'm going to get but along. No to... disrespect. I think it's Barking Mad and Bublé are the other two teams in the in the Ken Bailey, but I think Wimbledon Commoners are the strongest of the three. Yeah, you guys played, you played Bublé recently, didn't you? Was it your second team? Every bloody year. Every year. Yeah, you beat them 6-1 in the last round of the Marcus Lipton, didn't you? Yeah, I think we beat them in the cup last year as well. They were in good form when you played them, but you absolutely tonked them. Yeah, what a great, what a great um, couple of cup games you've got. Two weeks in a row as well, isn't it? But I don't think we've played... A, by the time we play our next league game, it'll be nine weeks without a league game for us. Yeah, and you're still in the Cups. Be a busy old time for you guys. Yeah, yeah. There, it, there'll be no rest now, I don't think. Who's getting relegated from League One? Oh, God. How many Chis- teams get relegated? Two. So we've got Chiswick, London Hibs and Brixton Town and probably Putney Pacers still really involved. Barking Mad. <laughs> Brixton Town are down there. I've got to throw them in because they got to play us twice. Yeah, that's London Hibs seem to have London Hibs seem to have improved after Christmas as well. So they're starting. Yeah, to I think we, we we tonked them twice in a couple of weeks, and then after that, they I think they beat Ravens as well. I think they're the only team to beat Ravens this season. Uh, um, they they've turned it on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's signing players. Who knows. Yeah, they beat London Ravens on the 14th of November, 2-1. So that's a great result for them. Yeah, that's the only game Ravens of league game Ravens have lost in, in Yonks. We, we've never beat Ravens in the league. When do you play them? We've got to play them twice. Hopefully not a double banker. Uh, hopefully not, if Rob does listening. We don't want to do the double bankers for the tops against bottoms teams where it's not on that. We'd hate to see... Titles won or lost. Either way, even for Junction Elite, we don't want to see the a goal a... difference as well, I suppose. When you have to shorten the games down, you, you lose that option. So I'm not saying we're going to go and smash teams, but any other team as well could win it on goal difference. And yeah, we don't you won't want, want it to come down that you played half an hour less than another team and they scored one goal more than you're all. Agreed. I agree. I'm sure Graham's the best in the business of what he does. So I'm pretty confident there don't, will be no. Don't praise it. Graham. <laughs> There's no one better. We, we have to admit it. No, he's good. And he knows the game as well. There's there's some good um, fixture secretaries that look at these games and, and save them for the end of the season. Hopefully you can get one done against Ravens pretty soon because then you yeah. can... Yeah, if they save it to the end of the season, <coughs> the league will be won before we play Ravens. we got three games in hand over them. Yeah, that's true. Maybe so, wanna... yeah, hopefully they don't do that. But uh, again, the, the first team players, they don't care. They probably don't even know who they're playing one, one week to another. They just turn up. <laughs> So just it's a shambles. When you look at us, we're shambles. Like warm up, we turn up maybe ten minutes before kickoff, 
and just walk on the pitch and play. That's, that's, that's how good they, you are. That, well, not, that, not saying that's how good we are, just saying that that's how they treat Sunday football. They I mean, can't get none. My Sunday first team is the best team Junction Elite have got, but they won't play for me on a Saturday because it's too serious and they don't want to play football serious. Well, they don't play semi-professional football on a Saturday either. I only, I got one. Really? Yeah, Billy. Billy, we had Bradley, and we have Bradley. He's played one game since the cup final last season, Bradley. Other than that, Billy's the only person that we have that plays regular semi-pro Saturday football, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say because they all play at a good standard on a Saturday, they just mess around on a Sunday, but not even the case. Three or four of my players play for me on a Saturday, and the rest don't even play on Saturday. That is madness. Yeah, yeah, that I'd love mad. to have him on a Saturday. Maybe when I start paying. <laughs> or not charging subs, I guess. That, well, the first team on a Saturday, they're funded, so they're all right. Okay, so some more football-related questions before we get to the teammates section. Who's the best team that you've faced so far this season? Oh. Any of the teams or all of the teams? I can't even remember. Someone beat us in the London Cup, which they shouldn't have. It was a shambles from us. But they, they're they not the best team we played. Wimbledon Commoners are probably the best team we've played this season. Val County also were very good against us this season. Yeah, Val County, I'm going to go for. I think they should have been 3-0 up before we scored the first goal. I think our keeper got mad in the match in that game. We won 4-0 in the end, I think. 4-0 and the keeper got mad in the match? Yeah, they should have been 3-0 up. Three clear goals. I'd have been fuming if we didn't score, if they were down the other end. And the keepers just pulled Sank out of the bag. So, yeah, Val County's give us our toughest game, I'm going to say. Fair dudes. What's been your favourite game so far this season? <laughs> London Cup away. And I, again, I can't remember the name of the team. I can't even find it on full time because none of the London Cup games Shock. are on there. <laughs> um, I can't remember the team, but we had to go miles away, like Erith, somewhere stupid like that. Uh, we were 2-0 down, had a man sent off in the first half. Called it back 2-2 and won on penalty. That was oh, Away days oh. in the County Cup, winning on penalty. Yeah. That must have been That, that was a good great. day. Yeah, this season, that's the game I've been to this season. Have you been a bit, um, have you been upset with the performance in the London Cups this season? Or is it just because the boys don't take it seriously? If they did, perhaps you'd have gone a bit further. Yeah, I think on the day we were just too short of players. We didn't even have a gaffer on that day. I think I had to stand in charge. Um, it was just a bad day at the office. I think we missed a penalty when we were winning and it just gave them hope. Looking at um, alternative options next year. Maybe the Paul Picard Cup, I think it's called, is it? The Plumstead Cup, you mean? That's it. Yeah, that. The Plumsey Cup is the West is the West for a cup that invites all teams. That's it's, the one. it's a charity cup as well, so they donate yeah, a load of money. That. I think Graham mentioned that if you don't join a county cup, you're going to be allowed to enter that. So I might give that a go this year. That's brilliant from Graham. We spoke about the Plumsey Cup on the last podcast where we mentioned uh, the Marcus Lipton, the Jewish Shield from West for, uh, the President's Cup from the Alberton and Bromley and the League Challenge Cup from the Croydon League. And the Plumstead Cup, they're all brilliant cups in Sunday football. They're all the big cups, but the Plumstead Challenge Cup, I think it's called, is the best. Uh, it's like a county cup where any team from any league can join it. That's it. Um, it's good to just meet new teams and 
stuff in Southern Sunday, you know most about most teams you're going to play, but London Cup, you don't know nothing. No, and for some reason, the Southern Sunday teams don't seem to get the fair rubber to green in, on the London Cup draws, do they? There are a lot stronger teams than in the Southern Sunday, though, if I'm honest. There's okay. some very strong teams in that Orpington League. Very strong. Yeah, but I mean, you look at where they... No no, no, uh, Orpington teams left in the London Cups, only the Kent Cup. <laughs> the Kent Cup they go to as well. Yeah, they're good in the Kent. The Kent Cup's probably not as strong as the London Cup, but... Um, but yeah. going in two county cups. I don't know how they do it. I don't know why some teams do it, playing the yeah, London Cup and the Surrey much. Cup. Yeah, it's too much. It is too much. Right, the next question is the teammates question section, sorry, where you get to have a go at all the players that cause you all the hassle on match days and have terrible behaviour and, and banter and all that stuff. Who has got the worst banter at Junction Elite? Oh, God, it's going to be... Billy, but a different Billy, not the Billy that everybody knows. Billy Swainson. I'm going to throw out there. We signed just, him from Park Life. Just say that again, mate. You, you, you just dropped off a little bit. You have to give the player the full credit he deserves. Billy Swainson. He plays for the fours, but he's moving up to the twos. Definitely the worst banner. Worst hair as well. <laughs> we haven't sadly we don't have a, a worst hair section because I feel <laughs> I feel it'll be hypocritical of me to uh, <laughs> to bring on hair hair um, cussing on the podcast so uh, but he's got the worst banter has that shown itself to be more prominent over COVID or is it just of late he's just dropped the standards massively no he's just always been terrible we always. got a few we got a few with poor banter to be quite honest with you when you have that many players there's there's too many of them Who's the worst dressed at Junction Elite? Worst dressed. Don't know. I only ever see everyone in their gear. If you have a night out with the gaffers or the the, the managers, who who's the uh, who turns up in the boot Never cup? done it. Never, Never done had it. a night out with your mate with your team. Gaffers, well, the first team, no. I think only four people turn up to the presentation. Like I said, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, of COVID and, and different things, yeah, we haven't actually done anything like that socially. We're all about the all about the football. Okay, you'll have to get back to me this year then. Hopefully it's well hopefully it's well attended with all the trophies that you're gonna be dishing out. Uh who's the biggest moaner on the pitch at Junction Elite? Oh Billy Swainson. Cool, he's getting it. Yeah, yeah, let's call him out. He probably is though. Is that everybody or is that his teammates, the refs, the opposition? Everyone, or the refs, I'm pretty sure he got a rod for this year and got a red card. That's what happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't give it to Rob. Of all the refs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, Billy. Uh, Billy's definitely the biggest moaner. He's getting it. Who's got the worst taste in music? All of them. Not for Everyone you, no. Junction Elite listens to crap, in my opinion. So you leave the changing room when the speakers go on. Yeah. I get slated when they get in my car. Maybe it's me. No, you're, you're not the problem. You're definitely not the problem at Junction Elite. But yeah, I don't like anything anyone ever plays at Junction Elite on their speakers or anything. None of it. Fair play. Who's the longest in the shower? Boy, so local. I've gone. I wouldn't even know. James, uh, Charlie Hampshire. <laughs> what does he what, like first probably, in last out he's probably the only one guaranteed to have a shower every game whether we're around the corner from his house he'll still have a shower 
Okay. Who, who's your player's player? Who's leading by example on and off the pitch? What are we talking? First team or anyway, any club, any club person that you want to shout out? Maybe every team's got a, a player's Billy, player. Billy's doing it on and off the pitch because Billy's carrying a lot of junction elite at the moment. This is not the same Billy that we've just been slagging off. This is Billy Orham, first team Billy. Okay, yeah, the, the, the guy I spoke to before. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's he he seemed like a top guy to be honest, and yeah, you mentioned he's running the youth side of it and all that he's now. He's doing so. really well. Yeah, he's doing really well. He's the guy that's going to let you have a couple of weeks holiday in the summer, is he? <laughs> he's the guy that don't get a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your unsung hero? Unsung hero, Dean Brook. No one knows who Dean Brook is, but he's the vice chairman of Junction Elite. Helped me basically start this whole thing, but he does it behind the scenes. No one, no one knows him or anything. He does a lot for Junction Elite. Dean Brook deserves. Dean Brooke. He deserves a shout out. Right. Some more general grassroots questions then. Last two questions now, mate. What do you think the Southern Sunday or in general, this can be a general thing if you if it's not just um, a Southern Sunday thing. What do you think your league uh, do well to develop and support grassroots football? My league does everything to support grassroots football, to be honest. Um, from the smallest detail of guarantee trying to get refs and do it bleeding from the nose until they get a ref every game to be honest with you they try they don't sleep until they've sorted out the whole committee Trisha with the registrations everything's pretty spot on if I'm totally honest go in and check the pitches before yeah that's mad isn't it I, I got I got, a, I got to say obviously the Southern Sunday has become part of our show for the last I don't know couple of months three months something like that but looking from afar all of that just is so like over and above. I don't think there's another league that would go out and look at pitches. They've been doing that for years. I've been in this league for years now and they've been doing it for years. It's, it's not a new thing. It's definitely not for social media or video purposes or anything like that. It's they quality. just do their job and they what they've signed up for, they love it. Well, it's not, their, it's not actually their job to do I that. Agree, They're going yeah. well over and above doing that. Job, so, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's why I wanted, as soon as we started... Um, talking and, and uh, sort of conversing with the with Graham who runs the Twitter account I, I quickly wanted to get the league involved in this show because it it deserves a shout out even in the little tiny thing that the podcast is able to do it um, it's it deserves it and the, the work that they all do um, I've never seen anything like it really yeah, haven't. No, I, I can't knock it um, yeah. I, I wouldn't leave personally what would I mean? Your options are only over that way, or what? The Leverett and District, or I agreed. Yeah, there's not much. Uh, I think the Croydon League's still going. Yeah, but yeah, there there isn't much this way. Definitely not. But that wouldn't hinder me at all. No, I, you, I mean, there's no decision to make over that over that part of the world. The Southern Sunday is king. It's the biggest league, um, and from what I've seen, it's the best league in terms of the the committee. Uh, every committee is brilliant that we cover on the show. You can't fault West Fardy, OBD, SFL. Or, doing their or, bit for the game, definitely. They're all doing their bit, but I don't. I don't know that anyone goes out and does goes the extra mile like um, Graham and, and the team do on a Sunday morning checking pitches. They probably don't get the amount of thanks that they should either, and probably still get moaned at if they're there seven o'clock and they call the game off. There's probably people still moaning that they've done that. Probably. But yeah, hey ho. That's how it goes, isn't it? You know, you know yourself. <laughs> you know yourself. You could do. 
a can't thousand. Please everyone. You can't please everyone. Where where do we need to improve in grassroots football? I would say more refs, but this is going on my other leagues. This is not down to the Southern Sunday. My other leagues, I'd say more refs, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. My youth league is huge. Probably more teams in the London County Saturday Youth League than there is in the Southern Sunday because it's kids football. Yeah. But there's probably only 25 refs in the whole league. Oh, God. Yeah, like we're, you, you get parents doing most of these these kids games and and for me that's where I find most of the trouble happens is when you got someone on another team refing or adding on time or giving goal it just gets silly after a while yeah Referee, people cheating. more referees definitely in the game is needed and well, I'm you, sure you tried recently to put on a course didn't you we are still going to do that course we're working with Jamal um it, we did we ended up did we did end up getting enough people on it and then AFC Wimbledon called off their games because of the weather and that's who the part of the course was doing was, was with that doing their games or something okay so it did get cancelled for a reason um, and it is being rearranged for April I believe okay so if you're over that part of the world and you want to become a referee even if it's just to earn a bit a, a few quid for it's a one of the reasons why we did it whenever you see courses around here it's always somewhere like Charlton or Enfield somewhere far and that's probably why people here don't do it. You, you, one of them, you're not going to make it. No. But, um, yeah, if we can get one on, I know that the Southern Sunday are also reimbursing people. If they do a certain amount of games for the Southern Sunday, they'll pay you back for the course. So there's no, no excuses. Absolutely no excuses. Let's do it. I mean, what, we all know the referee short, shortages is what it is. It's affecting football. It has affected uh, lots and lots of games where we, we I mean, not having a ref in a game. I know refs get a bad a bad press or some refs get bad press, but having a game without a referee is absolutely terrible. It's awful. It's, it's, it's really bad. It's a farce. It becomes a farce, really. So let's just get a qualified person wearing a proper kit with a county badge on their top yeah. doing a game. Definitely and they won't get be. money for it at the end of the day. Well, if, I mean, if you was a 16-year-old kid nowadays... Rather than getting a Saturday job, you could go and become a referee and earn earn, the mo- earn more money than you could do at minimum wage at that age over two games yeah. or three or four games on a Saturday and Sunday and exercise. Definitely. Right. This is the open forum section where you get to give all the thank yous or give all the shout outs to people uh-huh. that have helped you along the way. I know it's going to be a very long list. Too um, long. But try, try and remember as best you can. Or the most important people who, if you upset, um, you don't want to upset. <laughs> <should've said. laughs> uh, all me gaffers on a Saturday and Sunday, uh, Era, Dean, Tom, all of them. If I won't be able to do it, I can't be in five places at once. So they've got to be have a special mention. They have to deal with a lot of grief on a match day. The everyone at the Southern Sunday League, Trisha, Mark, everyone, they all help us in their own little way. They're all part of this club in their own way because they all help us. Uh, it, it's probably the biggest mention because without Billy Junction, it probably would only be half the size it is at the moment. Um, I still have a full-time job, so I do half the things that Junction Elite are starting up. So without Billy and Dean, uh, yeah, get them done. Sally, Sally's a boy, just for anyone who's wondering, it's not a girl. Um, he's a coach, but he also makes sure all of our training sessions have got all their equipment. He drives everywhere, picks up everything, goes to the garage. I could go on forever, to be honest with you. There's loads of people helping now. 
We wish uh, we wish Junction Elite all the very best going forward. We're sure there'll be a sixth team in the uh, in the making coming into the Southern Sunday next season. Um, yeah, and like the under twenty threes we're looking at. Nice. And vets, if Rob ever gets one going. Well, the, the, there is a there is a growing um, requirement for vets football in Sunday football. No one seems that there's lots of teams that want to play competitive vets football, and I know Westford tried to do it a little while ago and didn't manage it. So maybe the two leagues could get together. Imagine that. Yeah, there'll, there'll be a few more players. And some of the teams we're playing, if we've played this season, could class as vets. Yeah, we've got we've got two or three teams in at least in the. Um, in Westford that call themselves vets. There are vets teams playing because there's just nowhere for them to go. It'll be crazy to play every week. I know there's some that they're, they're every other week, some of them. And yeah, it's friendly and all that as well, isn't it? Hate it? And you have to provide a bar after just to just go and play football. Don't yeah. Worry about all that. We've all got families to go into. Exactly. I know there's plenty of teams waiting for vets, vets uh, leagues to be created as well. They're just keeping going in Sunday football. Hopefully that can happen. And, and imagine an organisation led by Graham and Jace uh, Verillo from from Westford to come together and create a Vets League. That would be amazing. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah, we're ready and waiting. Tell them. <laughs> they're listening. I know they do. I know they both listen. <laughs> That's why I said that. <laughs> uh, Aaron, thank you very much. It was great to get you on finally. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I know there's plenty more you could have talked about uh, Junction Elite as an organisation, but thank you uh, for the chat today. I wish you guys all the very best and I'll speak to you soon. See you soon, mate. Take care. Thanks a lot so back to the southern sunday after hearing our guest aaron stocker from um junction elite uh talking about the league and their games obviously they won yesterday so um obviously everything's recorded before our games thank you aaron for your time graham we are back with i have to say We've just mentioned this just before we started recording that every <laughs> there's a dozen or more games that could be included on these games of the week. Now it's getting really crazy having to pick these. I, I don't envy you. I, I I just looked at this sort of on Sunday night and thought I don't know where to start with some of this honestly. And then I'm looking at the sort of forthcoming Marcus Lipton sort of fourth round and quarter final games, and it's literally getting to a point where it's literally every single game is you could argue is. Uh, a game of the week and I think when I messaged you the games for next week I think on three of them I think I put a popcorn in yeah, you didn't did, I yeah. next to yeah. I mean they are just I'd love to referee all these games and watch all these games because there is just so much still to come from some of these fixtures I mean it, it really is blockbuster stuff and I, I am particularly excited about the ending of, of the cups as well as the leagues um, can't wait me I'm a cup man I did a uh, semi-final in the Surrey Intermediate Cup yesterday, Quid and uh, JFC against um, ECS Classic. Uh, and it was everything that you wanted it to be. Quid and 1-6-1, but it was thunder, blood, guts and thunder and yellow cards and red cards and, and all that stuff. How uh, dare you have red cards on your game? I thought it was only on my game yesterday. How dare you? I got called a, uh, a C word yesterday. A clown? No, I won't say it. It's the one word I refuse to say on this podcast. I am absolutely with you, but it's related to either a Tuesday or a Thursday, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's two words, isn't there? There's cheat and then there's the Tuesday or yeah, Thursday yeah. word. And yeah. once that goes to an official, then it's good night nurse, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, 
as I, I after I'd seen been the player, I was called it as well. So interesting. Anyway, uh, it, it had, the, the temperature of the game was was that basically, and it, it was fantastic. Um, I love cup games. Let's get semi-finals in. are hard though, Andrew, aren't they? And they are, and we want to get into this in the Whistler. They are harder to referee than than finals in many regards. Um, and we'll, I'm not going to give too much away about kind of the insight around that from a from an official's perspective, but we'll get into that. So um, that's a little flavour of what's to come, folks. They are they are hard because the um, the aggression and the emotion is more seems to be more there in in a semi final in a final I think players are either nervous or they're running off off of sort of adrenaline so it's it's a bit of a subdued start generally to to a final and everyone no one's used to playing in front of crowds or refereeing in front of crowds so there's a lot of nerves around in a final but with a semi final um, it's a lot more aggressive I, I find anyway and. Agreed. Uh, that was certainly the result. Um, the results yesterday, but yeah, Croydon JFC getting a six-one win yesterday in the semi-final, dominant against Leverhead and District opposition. But this is the Southern Sunday section. Let's get on with this stuff. Yeah. We've got some fantastic cup games to talk about. This is a semi-final in the Ken Bailey Cup. Our first game up is Selhurst against Junction Elite. Oh, oh popcorn, popcorn! Abs- absolute blockbuster game. Two teams we've spoken about at length. Um, so far this season. Let's go through some form for both teams. Junction Elite playing in Celeste, uh, are the home team, sorry, there in League Two. 13 wins from 13 games. They're averaging a, a 4 1 win every week. Uh, Graham, mate, more than that, even five or six. One, I yep. can't quite do the maths there very quickly. A plus 62 goal difference for the Celeste boys. Um, their form, um, they've won three out of their last three. Uh, you have to go back, I believe, to um, County Cup fixtures uh, in the, in this in uh, this season for them for their last loss. Yeah, they haven't lost in the league or in the cup. So that will be um, Hatch and Royals that they lost in a County Cup. Maybe someone else as well. Sorry, I can't uh, think of that off the top of my head. Their top goal scorer this season is Rob Tanner. Um, he's been tanning. Um, Lots of few people's backsides, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 23 goals in 14 games, uh, for Rob, nearly two a game. Uh, lots of goals, goal scores, uh, over five goals for them. Seven scorers, uh, eight scorers with five or more. Uh, Their second best goal scorer, uh, is Harry Williams in terms of goals scored 14 in 16 for them. They share the goals around 16 goal scorers for Sellhurst this season. A fantastic year for them. Uh, they may be a little disappointed with their uh, with their county exploits. They could win a treble, Andrew, in their they debut season. Let's not let's not dumb their season down in no, any no, no, way no, 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 no. They've had it all their own way until this week. I think in terms of opposition faced, I know Swag. Um, they got through against Swag in the cup, um, but yeah, they've, they've mainly had it all their own way this season. Uh, Junction Elite, the opponents, they're in the Bob Dixon League One. Uh, currently second in the division. First time we've said that for a while. Obviously, five games in hand on Wimbledon Commons. Commoners uh, one point ahead. Junction Elite have 25 points from nine games, no losses. Uh, 33 goal difference for them. Um, they're averaging about five goals a game scored and uh, one conceded on average. Their last three games, they won last time out, got past um, Old Town, lower place team. Uh, in the cup, in the Marcus Lipton, 4-3. They got past kudos on pens in the cup. Uh, after a two-all draw, they won 5-4. I wonder if we're going to take this into consideration 
uh, with the uh, with the predictions. They scraped they scraped past wait. two teams in the cup, and they battered junction. Uh, they battered Buble in yeah. Marcus Lipton. So three cup games in a row, two tight ones. Their last one out. I wonder if the lads Hugo and Dan have took that into consideration. Uh, with their predictions. and of course they're also unbeaten in the season, so it's two unbeaten teams. Two unbeaten teams in in um, Southern Sunday competitions. Again, Godfrey from Junction League gets a shout. They they seem to feature in our games of the week. Every game's a cup final for them now. Godfrey Watkins Toko thirteen in thirteen for them. Uh, Peter Malasso, uh, their other their other top boy um, with ten in ten. Uh, a good turnaround for them. Uh, 14 different striker, different scorers for Junction League. Graham, now we get to the predictions. Well, I don't think Jamie's going to be uh, calling me out this week for putting Junction Elite in. I don't think for this <laughs> fixture. I don't think he's going to be calling no, me out. I don't think so. Uh, so the predictions. Uh, Hugo is back in the cellar, boys, to win 3-1. Oh, three, three, wow. 3-1. That's what? a big statement, that Mr. Is. Campos. That is. Um, maybe you know something we don't know about Junction Oof. Elite next week. Um, Dan has said two absolutely elite teams going at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really, really excited to see how this goes. A real litmus test for Selhurst. It will be close. And I know Elite are on a fantastic run, but I fancy an upset. 2-1 to Selhurst. Ooh. So Hugo is usually in the know and he usually has a little chat with the managers. So that tells me something might not be right at uh, Junction Elite next week. So I'm going to go with them two with the Celeste win. And the Marcus Lipton Cup has been, uh, sorry, the Cups, I know this is Ken Bailey. Uh, the Cups have been uh, an upset ground for big, for higher placed teams this year. I'm going to back Celeste. I'm going to go 3-2 to Celeste. Wow. I mean, I'm not a predictor, but if anyone wanted my opinion, I think this has got a draw and penalties yeah. um, and extra time written all over it. It absolutely could. But I know Hugo does a bit of research and he, he's, he may have spoken to, to the right people to find out. Is, is, is Callum back for Sellers? Because I know he's injured for your game midweek. So, he broke I mean, his he, hand. He broke his hand. So I very much doubt it. He's, ooh, broke... he's a key player for them, Andrew. That's a big miss. It is a big loss. Uh, he's a top fella. He was going to play for us uh, with the Selk 11. I saw that because they got accused of wimping out. And I thought, oh, I must drop him a message to find out what's happened. But yeah, ooh, that, that sounds quite painful. Yeah, he's broken, he's broken his hand and fingers. So he may, he may not be playing unless he can get a cast. Uh, a proper so that you've got to it. take that into account. He is a key player for them. I think on the goals we were just looking at, I think he chipped in seven. I think I saw okay, yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, I'm going with Sellers, then I'm going to back the boys with Sellers. Then Aaron can't have a go at us because we're all predicting the same way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm saw... sitting on the fence and saying penalties. <laughs> yeah, and Graham's Graham's sitting on the fence, but yeah, uh, that's your team, that's your team. Uh, talk done for Sunday, uh, anyway, guys. The next one. Another. How can you follow that? In the Donovan Thomas Cup, uh, top deck take on Dara FC. Uh, top deck are in the fourth division. Uh, they have 20 points from 12. Only lost two games this season. Um, they have a plus one goal difference, probably showing uh, why they're mid-table uh, this year. Not uh, They're letting in too many goals. Uh, their last three games, Graham, they beat Mortlake. They beat South London All-Stars. Uh, and a draw with Merton. Uh, before that, a decent run of form 
uh, where they you have to go all the way back to the 17th of October, October for the yeah. last drop, the last loss, which was yeah. A, I was a looking at the, I was looking at this last night, thinking, yeah, that is they are in a really really good run of form, and it's no wonder why they've ended up in a in a semi final with form like that. Uh, Cameron Donaldson is their top man with nine goals in 13 appearances. Uh, Alfie uh, Crutwell and Theo Agbonamarks and Oliver Rastel all have five goals, sharing the goals around yeah. the top deck. 12 goal scorers in total um, for the season. Donaldson is their trump card. There's no doubt about that. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, I have to find Dara. Are they Division 3? Yeah, Division 3. Uh, 18 points from 11 games have Dara first team. They're sixth in the division. Um, as as Graham said, they're a good little side on their day. They just haven't put it together uh, consistently enough this year to put themselves amongst um, the title chasers by the looks of it. Mid-table, though, games in hand, uh, three or four games in hand in some of the teams above them. Uh <sighs> When they've won half over half of their game, so you'd expect another six points from those games in hand, Graham. That puts them into third place. Doesn't yeah. really look like they can touch the top two now. No, I, I don't think so. Um, but I think this is what makes this a really hard one to call. I think uh, both teams are on a reasonably good run of um, good run of form. Yeah, Dara have been very good in the cups. They beat Merton obviously in the last round, which was really impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a tough one. I think when you get no matter what divisions teams are in if you've got two teams that are in a good run of form and are on top of their game and they're confident I think that makes it very difficult and the form almost kind of goes out the window doesn't it absolutely uh Dara's last three games have been an 11-0 win a 1-0 win against Merton that's a little uh sort of indicator uh, we know top deck playing the same division of Merton who them and Magpie are running away at the top of the league Dara seeing off uh, those, those, uh, the Merton guys uh, and Harbour in League Three. Uh, we think that promotion. Good wins. Harbour, good wins. Fantastic win. Uh, they also beat Ellsfield. Uh, their last loss um, in the league was against Hampton Terrace, three-two as well against the top side in in League Three. Dara absolutely uh, looking like a top side on their day. They can really do the business. Um, they have scored uh, thirteen. 15 goals in their last three, uh, 16 even in their last four games, Graham. They are on fire. Yeah. They're in good form. What yeah, a fantastic no one, fixture. Yeah, again, it, it's no, you, you you have to look at it. It's no wonder why they've landed up in, in a semi-final. I mean, no. the teams who are in semi-finals are form teams, aren't they? They're always going to be. Akin Aladatun is their uh, top goal scorer. 11 goals in 12 games. He's their top man. Uh, Charlie Williams next up with five in 12. They do share the goals around again. 11 goal scorers this season uh, so far. Five of them with four or more. David Arrow, Cameron Theodore and Reese Morgan all have four goals in their game so far this season. Uh, Graham, again, bloody tough one to predict this one. Uh, yeah, I don't think it makes any difference really on this fixture in terms of being a division different. No. I, I I don't see the difference no. at all. Cup games. Now we get into these these level of games, cup semi-finals, league placings go out the window completely. I'm not even considering it. I just like to put a bit of meat on the bones with the stats. Let's go with Dan first. Having played both teams, uh, Dara in the Marcus Lipton at the end of last season and top deck in the league this season. He can't look beyond Dara for the W. 
Uh, no jokers in the deck in this deck, but Dara have a few aces up their sleeves. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> how long did it take him to write that one? Yeah, actually, I requested them. I requested them at, at five to seven last night, and they were back with me before ten past seven. Oh, okay. So he's quite so quick-witted. This, so this rubbish rolls off the tongue for Dan then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you called it rubbish. Absolutely. He is a uh, joker, really. 3-1 Dara predicted by Dan uh, and Hugo going for a Desmond. Now, this is one that I Oh, this could be a this could yeah. be a um, an ace card, this one then for Hugo. This is the one. I, I think it could go to penalties, this one. Uh, I think it's top, close, isn't it? It's close. It's very close. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to go Dara. Uh, I'm going to go Dara. I'm going to go. What's Dan said? Two one, three one. Dara. Dan said. I'm going to go two one to Dara. Um, they are in good form. They're scoring lots of goals at the moment. Last week, um, their their tails will be up from from their win uh, this week against um all uh, South London. Sorry, what what the team was. South London All Stars. That's it. South London All Stars. Thank you. That's Grant. what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, yeah, two-one Dara for me on that one. That's going to be a real good game. The blockbuster games keep on coming. The third game of the week this week is um, Mundial <sighs> B taking on Rosendale Sports first. An absolute <laughs> thunder bastard of a game by the sounds of it. This week with penalties missed in the last minute. Um, Mundial B uh, seem to have Rosendale Sports number uh, this season. This is a Brian Howard President's Cup semi-final. Again, last week's result means nothing. This is a cup semi-final where God knows what is going to happen. Uh, Rose, uh, well, you're the experts. You're the predictors. You're going to tell us what's going to happen, hopefully. In League 8, easy one. Both teams in League 8. Rosendale Sports Firsts are top of the league with 30 points from 12 games. Two losses in the league for the boys. Um, a plus nine goal difference, Graham. They leak goals. 23 conceded in their 12, which is about two a game. Uh, and they score less than three a game on average. So tight games for Rosendale. Yeah. They seem to score lots of goals earlier in the season, but they're getting starting to leak goals at the back now. Mm, yeah, it's starting to, it is starting to dry up a little bit. And I wonder, because they've been the team that's led right from the beginning of the season. I think they were nine from nine wins, weren't they, at one point? Yeah. I think um, maybe a little bit of doubt is creeping in the back of the mind. And some teams like to be chased and some like to be the chasers. And maybe they are not like being put under pressure and being chased. And it's now out of their hands in that division. And yep. it'll be very interesting to see how they react to that, especially in a cup game. Four games left for the Rosendale Sports Boys. And, and as you say, they need snookers now. Mundial B, if they win their game in hand, they'll be a point top. They're second in the division, 28 from 11. Much healthier goal difference, plus 31. They've managed 50 goals in their 11 games. They've conceded 19. Uh, so neither defence is watertight, that's for sure. Um, Rosendale's last three games have included a 4-3 loss to, this, to their opponents in this semi-final Mundial B. Uh, they beat Black Bellum and Clapham Albion on pens uh, in the Brian. Is that Brian Howard? It is. Uh, Cup. And uh, they beat East Putney uh, in the league. So sketchy form, uh, a win on penalties, a loss uh, and a win uh, on the 27th of February, their last win three weeks ago. Uh, sketchy times for Rosendale. Their top scorer this season 
when full time lets me see uh, is Ray Billings, 11 in 13 for Ray. Uh, Alex Barnard Samura is the next scorer with 8 in 12. Again, 12 different scorers for so the three Ray big Billings. scorers, and then the rest of it is sort of 1 1 1 1 1. I mean, it, it, it's, it's quite low elsewhere, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, even the, the five goal, five goals. Three goal difference between the top and second score, and then you go down to six goals in 12 games. Clearly, Ray is the top man um, for them at the moment. He'll need to have a good game against their opposition, Mundi LB, whose form is red hot. Uh, they lost to South City in the Marcus Lipton on the 13th of February, but South City seemed to be a real top side and obviously yeah. sitting sitting slightly higher uh, in the in the divisions than them. 6-2 is a is a battering, we must admit. But Mundial have beaten Rosendale Sports first 4-3 in their last time out. They beat the Pimlico Penguins 9-2 the game before that. And they beat Kudos 6-1. Okay, Kudos haven't had a fantastic season at all. But 19 goals scored uh, for Mundial in their last three. That Pimlico game, I, that's the one that I did um, last week. And they were ruthless. Yeah. I mean, they're in front of goal. They're fantastic. Ruthless. Um, their record against Rosendale first this season looks to be a 5-1 win. Last time they played each other in the league uh, and a 4-3 win last uh, last game out. So they are... They've done uh, the double, yeah. Yeah, they've done the double, which is something I'm going to be taking into consideration with my uh, predictions. Their top goal scorers this season. Uh, big... Massive, that's uh, huge. <laughs> I mean, that's huge. I mean, they scored fifty, haven't they, in the league? I mean, that is that you, that is unbelievable. Don't forget 21. these these stats are only um, Southern Sunday as well. We don't include any county cups on this overall goals. That's like two goals in every game. I mean, that's yep. Mitrovic form. That is. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, Oliver Kent uh, has twenty one in ten games. Charlie Craig has thirteen in thirteen. Uh, lucky for him, uh, Dermot Flynn has 12 goals in 13. Uh, some other scorers, Lucas Wilmot, six in 13. They share the goals around Graham, 15 different goal scorers, uh, five, five of them with five or more. Oliver Kent, clearly a player enjoying his season this year for Mundial B. So let's stop waffling the prediction. Let's get to it. I can't see anything but a Mundial win they've won and they've won well against Rosendale Sports it sounds like perhaps they got away with one this weekend though I think it'll be close again I'm going to go 3-2 to Mundial B myself I, I can see another tight game um, Rosendale uh, will want to get one over Mundial B having lost twice to him in the league cup semi-final uh, a cup final is that is that um, to play for here Dan the Mons to dial it up a tone or two and leave Rosendale <laughs> not smelling too good. Oh dear. He said Rosedale. Yeah, I'm not going to give him yeah, that. Yeah, that's a bit weak, isn't it? Uh, to be fair though, I think they're on their crest there is a rose. So I think he might be able to pull it off with that. But yeah. Uh two nil Mundial, Dan goes for. Um, two nil. Clean yeah. sheet in a yeah. semi final. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh okay. Hugo has backed Rosendale to win 3-1. Wow. He's off the fence this week, yeah, Mr. Campos, isn't he? He's yeah. really off the fence. He's rolling the dice this week, isn't he? Oh. Uh, 
You're three dialing, one. You're definitely dialing it up. You are. <laughs> uh, three one to for Hugo. Uh, two nil to Mundi uh, to Mundial for Dan, and I'll go three two to Mundial. Good luck to both teams. Um, that's a lovely little rivalry that that will continue into next season. Yeah, uh, into League Seven. Yeah, yeah, without without a doubt, without a doubt. And and I'm in a very privileged position this weekend where I'm not refereeing any of these games. I'm sort of league coordinator for the day. Yeah. And um, there's uh, two semi-finals in the morning and three in the afternoon. So they're all in the say they're all at the same ground at a neutral venue. So I will have the opportunity to better walk around and see a lot of these games while they're going on so i'm really looking forward to my sunday next week it's going to be brilliant absolutely you do, do you want to swap places and and uh, referee in the alperton and Bromley? i i absolutely don't thank you very much for asking <laughs> uh the last game of the week sadly this has been a really enjoyable section this week uh, I love doing this. I'm so glad we've changed this. Oh, I am too. I think this is brilliant. Um, it is important though that we mix it up. And, you know, I think I put a league game in now rather than a cup game because we have been getting carried away with cups, haven't we? Uh, it's that time of the year and, and teams, I'm sorry if you haven't, if you've, if you're out the cups, it's, it's cup season. Uh, I, I, I will not, we have to mention cup semifinals on the podcast. If there's more than, if there's more than, than four, then, one will have to miss out, but it's cup season. I'm sorry if you're not there. Try harder next season, and you'll get mentioned. <laughs> that's this ruthless. Time that is that's ruthless. <laughs> Let's enjoy the cups. They've been so good this season. I know. Right, League Two. Uh, this game has become um, a bit of a blockbuster as well. Um, some great. Games I had to put this one yeah. in. I mean, there was apologies to others. There was probably another four or five games I could have put in this week. It was. I couldn't look past the semi-finals, but I couldn't look past this fixture, especially after the results this week in League Two. Um, this is um, fantastic. This, this really is, is make or break, isn't it? It is. Um, League Two, uh, Wim- uh, Wimbledon Wolves at home to AFC South London. Um, <laughs> You're so just if- even saying it gets me excited. <laughs> uh, South London getting battered by a uh, lower place opposition, South City in the Cup. This week, uh, Wimbledon Wolves doing the business against Real Dundonald. Am I right in saying? Am I remembering that correct? Uh, Wimbledon Wolves beating Real Dundonald. Yeah, 3-0. Yeah, 3-0. Um, the predictions. Oh, let's get through some form. This is the, the reason we're here. 30, savor it, Andrew. Savor it. 30 points from 14 games for the Wolves. Just under, uh, just over the two points per game uh, marker. That usually means um, a successful season. Uh, plus 29 goal difference, 58 scored uh, of, in their 14 games, 29 against. So they, they're a bit leaky, two goals against a game, um, but they do average four goals a game. Um, a good turnaround for the boys. Uh, AFC South London sit third in the division, but one place below Wimbledon Wolves, 29 points from 14. Almost identical uh, on the points and, and games played. Uh, 44 goals scored. By South London started so well, averaging four or five goals a game. Uh, 14 less goals scored than Wimbledon Wolves, perhaps an indicator. Less goals conceded, five less, 24 for the South London boys. Uh, let's go to the form. These guys played each other quite uh, recently and it was a draw, a one-all draw uh, on the 13th of February. But Wimbledon Wolves' last three games have been successful. Three wins out of three, beating Real Dundonald, beating Parklife in the Cup, uh, the first team. A uh, huge result uh, and beating Sporting Crabs um, again 
we, we don't get too excited about those that result, um, but it's still a win. 6-2, they beat the Crabs, who have had a struggle. Uh, they've struggled this season overall. Um, their top men, uh, Rory Brown, 24-13. and 13, Amazing turnaround uh, for him. What a, what a season that is. 13 starts from 13 games, so he's obviously uh, their top man. Uh, eight assists as well for Rory uh, in the season, so involved in 32 goals. Uh, for Wimbledon Wolves. What a fantastic season that is. Matthew van der Peer has 12 and 12 um, and six assists. So he's obviously uh, heavily involved too. Uh, Billy Dawson has six and 11. Uh, the boys have 15 different sh- different scorers. Four yeah. of them have six or more. Fantastic. That's huge, isn't it? You, when you've got that, when you've got, if you're going to spread them out, spread them out. But if you've got sort of 15 different scorers, that's almost a whole squad it that is. are all chipping in yep. from all positions. I mean that's dynamite, isn't it? They they can't. They're onto a good thing, Wolves, and this 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 rate this vein of form that they've hit has been timed to perfection. AFC South London's last three, they were beaten heavily by South City. They wouldn't have been happy with that. They beat Real Dundonald three one two, and they beat Club Football Val six one. So their last three games, other than the loss in the Marcus Lipton Cup, which has been the cup of the underdogs this season. Let's mm. be honest. Um, They've had two wins in the league in good form. You have to go back uh, to the 30th of January uh, for their last loss before yesterday. So they've had a good, they've had a good month, the boys, and they've scored uh, lots of goals too. South London's top goal scorers this season so far in, South, in Southern Sunday competitions. Matthew Cooper uh, has had his, um, had his opponents barreled over at times 12, uh, 22 goals in 18 games. Uh, Ahmed Al-Tahan has nine in 11. And Paul Menasser, scary guy, has four goals in 14 appearances. Then they too share the goals around ground. 14. 14 but it's low scorers. numbers, Andrew, isn't it? It's ones and twos and threes. And, you know, if Cooper, 22, and then the next one is nine, that's a big difference. If he's not firing all, all cylinders, he does put the rest of the team under that significant pressure, doesn't it? Perhaps it does, and let's hope he's available. He's played 18 games for the for the guys. Yeah, he's a regular. He is, yeah. He must be. So, the predictions we, we've seen. How many are going to be um, having splinters then? Let's let's get to it. <laughs> well, uh, Dan, let's go with Dan first. Uh, big game, this one. So much at stake here. Should be a stonker. Uh, going with a very slight underdogs here and saying 3-2 to the South Londoners. He's back in South London. Well, a boy. depends if they're hungry like the Wolves, I suppose. But I don't know. <laughs> well, let's see if Hugo thinks the Wolves will be hungry. He is saying 3-2 to the Wolves. Okay. And I'm going to go for a Desmond. I knew you were. I knew that <laughs> I knew Desmond was coming in in one of your predictions. I mean, that's the safe bet, but it's probably a sensible <laughs> one, isn't it? You have, to tribute. you have to give tribute to the man himself every week where I, I possibly agree. can. It had uh, to get in there somewhere. South London will be the wounded animal, uh, funny enough, in this one. After losing to South City, they will respond to this. Um, we've seen them get results after um, defeats um, before. Uh, Wimbledon Wolves are in good form. Um, but looking at this table now, um, the games are beginning to run out. There's only four games for yeah. each team So to after play. this, let me throw something open to you, if I, if I may. Please. So with the four games to go, obviously this is going to count as one, so it will go to three. Yeah. If there is a winner either way, what do you think then are the chances for the other team? 
Ooh. in terms of that second place? How do you think that that's going to shape up? How do you think that's going to look? If Wolves win it, game over. Yep. Uh, South London will then go two points ahead. I think if Wolves win it, it's game over. If South London uh, win, it's, it's slightly a jar. South London have got some strange results uh, at times in the, in the league. They, they they fell off a little bit, losing to the likes of Dundonald uh, twice, two weeks in a row. So I, they went, they, they beat them recently as well. I, it's I, hard, isn't it? It's hard. I think if Wolves win it, that's a four point. That's a four point gap, which will be. Uh, the way they're going now, um, they won't they won't lose that place over three more games. Um, if South London win it, then obviously that knocks the Wolves. But they've been in good form. They haven't got to play each other again after this. So, or have well, they? I was going to say, can I give you a little bit of context for the fixtures? So Wolves have still got to play Buble, Selhurst, and Q Antigua. Right. So that Sellers game looks difficult, doesn't it, from that perspective? I, I think if you're Wimbledon Wolves in South London and you have to play Sellers again, you just write that off anyway. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful, but um, Sellers have been completely dominant uh, in this in this division. I think anyone in that division just writes that game off. Um, Sporting London have played them twice, though, haven't they? Yeah. So South London have then got to play Buble. They've yep. got to play... Um, yeah, Buble... Um, and Sporting Crabs and Q Antigua. So Q Antigua have got to play them both and Buble yep. have got to play them both. So there's a key role, you know, we're talking about earlier on in the podcast yeah. around integrity of the competition. You've got Buble in fifth, Q in seventh, you know, each each team, you know, they're going to need to to do their bit for the competition and yep. um, try their best to keep the integrity there. But it, it is, it's a difficult one. I, I think you're right with... Wolves, I think they're in the box seat, but with the game that they've got against Sellerst, they could win it and then could lose that one, and then South London win, and then we could be back to where we started quite easily. So, I don't know. Is this week? Is it the big make or break that maybe we're billing it as? I, I, I don't know now after looking at that. If Wolves win this one, they can afford they can afford the loss against Sellerst and still be back in the position they are now. Yeah, but then it's still only the point, so it's a point of over two games then. Yeah, but the way they're going. The, the way they've been in such good form, I, I can't see them losing. Uh, as I say, if they if the, if they have two games, one against South London and Sellers, they win one and lose one, uh, that puts them back potentially in the same position they are now with South London. I then can't see them losing uh, two games to to flop that. I think I think they'll finish second. If but it could change, but I think the context that I'm trying to put to it is they could go. Four, I think four clear, isn't it, this week? Yeah. But actually, that could then go back to the one quite yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it will. I, I think they will lose to Celest. Um In in the league, I, I can see Celeste being a machine um, now. Uh, but it's very, very interesting. Graham, let's have a quick look at the fixtures for the coming week. Hopefully, um, weather the weather is kind. It's it looks good. good. I think it's a bit of a sticky day on Wednesday. But other than that, it looks pretty good. Uh, trying to navigate round. Um, for, Argentina for against Bath this week in the Marcus Lipton is um, a very interesting game in the fourth round. We've got to say good luck to Swag there in County Cup semi-final action against Hatch Lane this weekend. Oh, so yeah. we have to wish them all the very best. In the Premier Division, Putney against Clapham Rovers looks interesting. That could have made um, games of the week. Um, Albion against uh, West, uh, Westminster Wanderers is a battle of the, the basement boys. Especially if Westminster can get the win there, that 
Albion, you know, they would be massively cut off, wouldn't they? Um, West Norwood, South London Giants is a battle of either win that, and I think that's safety achieved. I think he needs a, I think he needs a point, but I think Battersea are probably not going to get any more points. I think he'll stay up on that basis anyway. In fairness, Path and Oak against Clapham Wanderers draw. <laughs> would you reckon? Why not? Well, that was where the bookies' money would go from that perspective. <laughs> LMT against Poplar Rovers in League Six looks interesting. Yeah, that's a good game, and we've got Poplar Rovers coming up as our next. Um... I was pleased to see that. I, I I I like Poplar Rovers. I have to say, you know, they're a challenging team to referee, but you can have a good laugh and a good bit of banter with them. They're strong. They play hard, but they play fair. I think you know they're a good set of lads. They'll be our guest in the second week of uh, April. The show that goes out then. Uh, Deportivo, Lapacarunia against Venezia Dons yeah. is a blinder in League Nine. One of those See, games. All these games could have made it, couldn't they? They absolutely could have. We've got too many good games. Let's have a quick scan here. No, I think we've mentioned all the other games. Uh, some of those are going to be, um, there's going to be a battering in the Brian Howard President's Cup, potentially South City against Junction League Fourths. That fourth team, though, were tricky. That fourth team are tricky. That South City are not going to have it all their own way in fixture uh, in that fixture. But obviously, the form guide says that they're going to win. But uh, I should be able to get a little bit of a look at that one as well because that's being played alongside the semi-final games. So uh, I'll be able to give a lot of reports back next week about all of these different games. I mean, how I'm going to watch them all at once, I have no idea, but I'm going to try. Well, you're a referee. You've got eyes in your back of your head. Well... I haven't even got eyes in the front of me yet, to be honest. But <laughs> Graham, thank you very much for your time. I really enjoyed the recording and enjoy your Sunday and I'll speak to you next week. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Real pleasure. Have a good week. So back with Jamie and the OBD SFL predictions and our games of the week. And then a quick run through of all the fixtures not run through of all the fixtures, highlighting some of the fixtures from next week. Uh, so, Jamie, the first game up this week, a Division One game, a Prem Division game, should I say, between Farnborough Old Boys Reserves and MSL. Two teams around the middle of the table. Farnborough Old Boys Reserves are seventh in the division, 12 points from 14 games, uh, minus eight goal difference for the boys, eight out of 14 Lost for Farnborough Reserves. They won't be happy with that. Uh, their last three results have been losses. They lost 5-3 to Saha last time out last week. Um, they lost to Saha again the week before that, 4-1, and lost to Elmstead uh, the week before that. Their last win was back on the 30th of January, and that was against Basement Boys, uh, not Basement Boys, ninth place Beckenham Rovers. Um, MSL. Sorry, Farmer's top goal scorer is uh, Tim Beckford with nine goals. Lee Friend is next up with seven in ten. Unsurprisingly that those two should feature as the top two goal scorers. Fantastic players, fantastic blokes as well, it must be said. Uh, Nine in 13 for Tim uh, and seven in ten for Lee Friend. Nice one, guys. Uh, MSL are fifth in the table, 17 points from 10 games. Uh, were unbeaten for a long time, Jamie, uh, in the in the division, but they've now lost three games out of ten. A zero goal difference mid-table probably shows um, they're probably they're right to be in the middle of the table. Seventeen from ten uh, games. Their last three games have been a win against LSC Giants. That was this week. A win against Hacienda, 
and a loss against um, Elmstead since Christmas. It seems that's since that's when the season uh, has fallen over a little bit, Jamie. They lost their first game after Christmas, 2-1 to Saha, lost to Hacienda, uh, and then lost to um, Elmstead, their first three back after Christmas. They haven't played a fantastic amount of football, it must be said, um, but looking like um, a season of consolidation since moving over to the OBDSFL for the MSL lads. Uh, Ulrich Campbell is their top scorer, five goals in seven games. Uh, Adi Lahan has the same amount of goals in eight games, as does Rashim Rasham Perrins with 10 goals in um, five games. That Rasham, I've heard he's a saucy player. Um, Jamie, what do you think on this one? Uh, yeah, two teams, I think, could possibly be going in very different directions. I think Fambra, even though they're seventh, they've played a lot more games than the team, most of the teams below them. Yeah. Um, so just keeping their head above water, whereas MSL with some a couple of games in hand, uh, or a game in hand, should I say, can start maybe pushing themselves up towards <coughs> third and fourth position. Yep. And catch going towards Nacienda, I think maybe top two is maybe just beyond them. Um, but I think, yeah, it's two, it's two teams who form's a bit indifferent, um, which would probably legit believe it will be a draw. Um, but I actually think the, they played each other the first game of the season and it was 1 1. And Farmer reserves were not really great at the start of the season, no. as we remember. So I think they actually might nick a result here, Farmer. So I'm okay. going to go 2 1 to the Farmer boys. 2-1 to Farnborough for Jamie. Uh, that's locked in. Uh, John White, our regular predictor, uh, but I don't know why he bothers Jamie. His score, talent. He, he does it for the fun. He does. To be part of the podcast and we welcome him. He's part of the team. Uh, Jamie, is, uh, <clears throat> John has gone 4-2 to MSL. I must say I'm going to go for MSL here. I don't think it's going to be 4-2. I'm just looking at the, the average the average conceding to a game and and scoring to a game. So draw could be fucking right, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go MSL to win 2-1. I'm just thinking Farnborough leak more goals than um, than they score. I just think that just, I'm just taking that as the edge and the form at the moment. Uh, I'm going to go MSL. Yeah, 2-1 MSL. Uh, sorry to the Farnborough lads. Uh, but yeah, that should be a fantastic game. The next one is Broccoli <clears throat> against Greenwich Mariners. Uh, intriguing game this one two teams uh, at the bottom or near the bottom of division two uh, Broccoli are the home team so let's start with them they sit in ninth place uh, 17 points from 16 games nine lost in in those 16 games uh, they have a minus 19 goal difference uh, their form of late they lost 5-0 to Chislast week before last Drew with Alpington and lost heavily to Manor Wood. Uh, Jamie, that 13 goals conceded in the last three must be something um, that's caught your eye when you play them uh, on Sunday. Their top goal scorer, though, Isley Bing, um, has 10 goals in 14 games. So not bad for a struggling side. Uh, pat on the back to you, Isley. Uh, Jax Francisco has five and seven. Uh, Samuel Ugo, five in 16. Uh, the mainstay of the goal scorers over two Greenwich Mariners uh, sitting 12th of 12, unfortunately, uh, six, top, of, top of division three, <laughs> uh, six points 
uh, from 13 games. Just the one win, uh, three draws, <clears throat> nine losses. Uh, not the worst goal difference, so tighter, tighter at the back than uh, some teams. You haven't scored very many goals, but you are tighter at the back than Broccoli uh, and DC. Minus 15 goal difference for the Mariners. Uh, the form is very much uh, one way. Three losses for the boys uh, who play out of long lane. Uh, a 5-2 loss to Hayden. A 2-1 loss in the cup to Sydenham Sports. No disrespect. Doing yourself uh, no injustices there. And a loss 2-1 to Blase Ballers. Um, before that, you have to go back to the 6th of February for the Mariners' last win. Uh, and before that, Jamie... It's a cup win right at the early early part of the season. Early the doors, yeah, against Langley. <laughs> uh, the overall goal scorers for Greenwich Mariners, uh, Raf, as usual, uh, and Damali leading the way for uh, Greenwich Mariners, their mainstay players. Raf Bentick, 7 in 15. Uh, Damali plays much more of a further back role than Raf has, 5 in 16. So a good return there for Damali, it must be said. Uh, Jordan Newton is the next goal scorer with three goals in six games. Not a bad return for Jordan goals per game. Uh, just a bit lacking, lacking in numbers there, Jamie, with, with the goals. Yeah, but there's no secret we don't score enough. Um, these games that we've lost narrowly, 2-1, 3-2 and all that kind of thing, we've just got a couple more goals. It's a completely different story um, in terms of league position, but we are where we are because we've not scored enough and we've conceded too many. Simple as that. Um, we've got players in who, in the last couple of weeks, who we can see of creating chances. So it's just about taking the chances now. Um, and as you said, it's it's not gone unnoticed. Broccoli have, have conceded quite a lot in the last couple of games. So that's something that it gives us confidence and that we can look to exploit. Um, but we do need to keep the back door shut. Um, a clean sheet would be lovely. Uh, this weekend especially so it's a game where I think Broccoli are probably a little bit higher than I thought they would be I mean to be fair they beat us earlier in the season and it was probably our worst performance mm. and even then we probably could have got a draw but they, they deserved the win on the day full credit to them for that so we got a bit of revenge um, to get back over them as well and it's, it's, it's a case of They've got three games in hand. Uh, sorry, we've got three games in hand over them. So they're really the kind of the first team that we're looking at to to catch up on and rope in with where is LSU and DC, who we've also got to play. Um, I've still got games to to play over Broccoli. So we've got to be looking to get ourselves up uh, to those kind of point tallies as soon as possible. Um, so yeah, so it's a big game for us. Um, looking at our results, we we seem to love being involved in a two-one. And I was going to go for that, but <laughs> I'm going to go for a 3-2 win for us on Sunday. Um, I think there's usually quite a lot of goals in our games with Broccoli. So, yeah, we'll go 3-2. Three, 3-2 two. Three, two to the Mariners. He cannot back against his boys, nor will I. No. I'm going to go for... I'm going to go 1-0 to the Mariners. I think this is going to be Oof. tight. I think one nil. Gonna... I'll take the clean sheet all day. Uh, John, worryingly, has backed Greenwich Mariners. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> He's back to you to win 2-1. Well, to be fair, there you go. We do love a 2-1, so... He's back um, to you to win 2-1. But his prediction scores, that's a little bit worrying to me. He, he, he gets the odd one kind of <laughs> right, so we'll, we'll allow it this weekend. Yeah, good luck. Good luck on Sunday, Jamie. With these games in hand on Broccoli, you will go above them if you win all three of those games in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, your goal difference is slightly superior. That's 
maybe what it comes down to at the bottom there sometimes there's nothing between I mean you look at that you look at that league there's nothing between Alpington in sixth and anyone below I mean it's such an equal league really there's no real one standout there's no real yeah, standout no, team, there isn't and I mean it's kind of tongue in cheek and it's a bit I don't want to say patronising but at the end of these games we're, we're playing these teams and then we've narrowly I mean we didn't narrowly lose yesterday but the game certainly didn't reflect the scoreline, but it's oh, I can't believe you boys are bottom. Well, we, we are, unfortunately. Yeah. So, um, well, it's it's nice to hear that we've got to start doing something about it. Well, I was saying the same about DC when I've seen them every time. Yeah, I've seen them. they're not a bad side at all. Oh, strange old league, very good division, division two, uh, as competitive as it comes. Uh, it did four. The next game, Crayford Reserves taking on Ministry of Ball. Uh, Crayford Arrows Reserves. Um, what am I doing? Crayford Arrows Reserves, second in the league. Uh, 30 points from 13 games. Um, they, therefore, sorry, lost my head there. They've yeah. lost, they've won, drawn and drawn their, one, their last three games. Uh, last out last on the 6th of March uh, beat East Wickham Wanderers uh, that's expected they drew with fellow title rivals Phoenix Sports 4 and drew with Wilgar clearly saying about them uh, in Division 4 their players this season their goal scorers have been Jordan Grantham. I think we spoke about Crayford yeah. a couple of times already this season. 15 in 10 for Jordan. Well done, Jordan. Reese Edwards also doing the business. 11 in 12. Uh, Lee Watkins, uh, notable mention, seven goals in four appearances uh, for Lee. That's a great little little cameo he's made for the club. Um, probably important goals um, as well. Ministry of Ball are sixth in the division. Division four. They have 16 points in 10 games. Uh, a good team on their day. They've upset a few so far this season. Uh, an interesting team uh, as well. I've ref them before. They were good to watch. Uh, last time out, last Sunday, they lost 4-1, however, to, to Wilgar. Um, they lost 4-0 the week before, but they beat Hawksbrook Wanderers 4-2 uh, on the 27th of Feb. That's the three games. So that's one win and two losses, but the two losses have come against the very strong wheel guard for this level. Um, their top man this season at Ministry of Ball is Jeetan Maliki with 15 and 15. A fantastic turn um, return for a team mid-table. A goal a game is fantastic. 11 assists as well on top of that. 26 um, involvements in goals, Jamie, uh, for Jeton is a fantastic return. I wonder if he does the full-time results for him. It's in the stats. <laughs> yeah, he may do, mightn't he? Uh, so, the result, the predictions, <laughs> Jamie. Um, everything says that's a Crayford Arrows win, reserves win. They're, they're storming ahead. Um, they're second in the table. Look almost certain for uh, promotion. Uh, they're six points ahead of SMCA, even with uh, games in hand being caught up behind them. They'd still be in the promotion places. Uh, John seems to think it's a 3-1 Crayford Arrows Reserves win. He's put his uh, name to that one. I'm going to back them to win. Uh, I think I think 4-1. I think they're going to uh, beat Ministry of Ball. They look susceptible to, to leaking goals. 19 conceded in 10 games. Just a plus two goal difference, despite a clearly 
informed striker. Um, what do you think, Jamie? Yeah, I think Ministry of Ball are probably looking to play for third place. I think they, them, Phoenix and Wilgar are trying to hunt down SMCA. Um, Wilgar in pole position with the amount of football they've got to play if they can get the games played, obviously. Um, and if it, double bankers seem a certainty for them, so that could maybe play a factor. Um, <clears throat> Kiefer Darrell's reserves just sticking on the tails of Craywey. Obviously, Craywey got, only got a draw uh, at the weekend, so they've got a bit of kind of fresh impetus to keep chasing and hunting them down. So um, I do think Kiefer Darrell's will win. I think this is going to be a game for the goals, though. Um, so I'm going to go for 5 2 to Kiefer Darrell's. 5 2. <laughs> to the arrows. Five to stuck in the back of my mind. I don't know why. Good luck to both teams. If that does end up five two, <clears throat> that'd be a fantastic game. So <clears throat> division five. Jamie has put South London Spartans sitting fourth in the division. 29 points from 16, a plus 16 goal difference for the South London boys. They take on Hayes and Pickhurst, who have been in imperious form. <coughs> 42 points from 14 games. That is as good as, they, as it gets in the league. 56 plus 56 goal difference. 67 goals scored, Jamie, in 14. That's not even the most goals scored in the league, believe it or not. Phoenix Sports, who are top, have scored 81 goals in 16 games. That is ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> Hazen Pickhurst, uh, 11 conceded, no losses, as I said. So, the South London Spartans form so far, the last few games. That's a draw, a loss and a loss. Not in good form for the boys. They drew last time out, last weekend with Petswood Roadrunners. A bad result for them. Uh, Benners beat them the week before that, 5-1. Uh, we're not sad about that. Sorry, South London Spartans. Uh, and Phoenix Sports 5, bashed them, 5-1, Jamie. Um, not in good form, South London Spartans, going into this, which is a massive game. Uh, their top scorer is Ashley Edaremi. 24 goals in 14 games, nine assists, uh, 33 goals he's been involved in. You can't assist yourself, Jamie. That much is clear. No. Um, yeah, she used to be carrying them a little bit, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, the next, next goal scorer is Lewis Adams, who has seven in 17. So they do look to rely, by the looks of it, on Ashley for their goals. Um, and when you've got someone that good, why not? Hayes and Pickhurst. Uh, their form clearly has been uh, top-notch. Three out of three uh, for their last um, three games. They won 4 0 against Wilgar in the Vic Farrow Cup, which is no mean feat. Wilgar will be a Division Three team next season. Uh, to me, there's no two ways about it. That's a big win. Um, that was a night game. Hazen Pickhurst beat, beat FC Peak 9-2 uh, the week before that or the Sunday before that. Uh, and... Uh, they beat the Colts 2-0. Fellow uh, promotion uh, hopers, Upper Colts, brushed aside by Hayes and Pickhurst. Uh, Hayes', Hayes top man is Jonathan Burtonshaw. 29 goals in all competitions uh, from 20 appearances, 13 assists, uh, 32, uh, 42 uh, goals he's been involved in. Uh, next up is Kayo Peak, and he has peak. He is peak. He looks like he's peak for Division Five. Twenty-nine goals in twenty appearances, uh, eleven assists. These goal scorers also assist. Jamie, are they the best strike force in the ABD SFL pound for pound? Yeah, possibly. They just probably just pass across the six yard box to each other. 
don't they? You have one. No, you have it. No, you have it. No, you have it. Um, but no, it's, it's excellent numbers, um, regardless of what division they're playing in. Uh, Jack Goldsmith also knocking 17 goals in 14 games. Unbelievable little team, this. Uh, I, can, I hope these boys, uh, I've got a feeling they're going to be the next sporting club, Thamesmead, and, and come through as a, as a young team together. Uh, and so, do the business. So big, big statement. Well, let's, let's, let's build them up and let's put lots of pressure on them while they're <laughs> just enjoying their football in Division 5 at the moment. Uh, Jamie, the predictions. I think 5-0 yeah. to Hazen Pickhurst has been read out so many times. Is it silly to, to go against that? I was thinking it. Uh, John's gone for it. I'm going for it. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to go 6 now. 6-0. <laughs> <laughs> Um, South London Spartans concede goals. They've averaged two a game. Um, uh, no, 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 I'm going to go 6-1. Six, 6-1? One. Six, one? Yeah, 6-1. Six, Jamie, 6-1. Sorry. If this finishes 6 now, I'll be fuming. <laughs> uh, good luck to both teams. Hayes and Pickhurst, I must say, you are one of the standout, probably the standout new team in the OBD SFL um, this season. Uh, unbelievable um, performances from you this season. I had to give you a shout out on uh, social media the other day um, you've been a real uh, it's been refreshing to see these, these teams doing so well uh, in the lower division some pick out some fixtures from this week um, Bickley against Lambeth obviously uh, we'll call that one out Rocker against Kamazi will be interesting uh, Essie Don's welcome farm old boys to um, the jungle um, that could be a massacre um, some interesting games in the Prem ground up as Hacienda uh, South London Panthers, Elmstead will all be very equal games. Uh, Club Langley welcome Sydney Sports after beating them up the other week. Uh, what Sydney is going to turn up this week? They'll be hungry to avenge that loss, Jamie, that's for sure. Uh, DC football against Chislurst, uh, a game you'll be very in- you'll be very interested in. Um, that's a big six-pointer for both teams. Uh, a double banker between Wilgar and uh, SMCA. Looks interesting. Uh, Phoenix Sports 2 play Blase Ballers. Jumping about a bit here. Sorry, guys. Um, any other fixtures there catching your eye, Jamie? Uh, Kawuya against Touching Royals. Looks like a good one. That will be a good game. Kawuya sort of gone under, gone, gone under the radar. We've not played that many games, nor of nor of um, Hatcham. So, yeah, we'd like to see the leagues coming together now. It will be an interesting one. FC Peak against the Colts. Come on, the Colts! Um, that will be an interesting game. I haven't got to say that since we've changed the format um, of the show. Uh, Phoenix Sports 5 against Kingsdale. Which Kingsdale will turn up against Phoenix Sports 5? The 87 goals scoring, uh, 81 goals scoring Phoenix Sports. Will they get the same against Kingsdale? We know they're good. Jamie, all the best for your game on Sunday against Broccoli. As you say, you. Must every, win. every game is getting must win now for the Mariners. I'm sure you can do it. With me and John backing the Mariners, <laughs> you can't. Yeah, uh, that's that's the worrying part. <laughs> <laughs> All the best, mate. Hopefully, I'll see you in Silk Towers next week. Yes, see you later. See you, mate. So back with the top of the pile, Roger in the Gordon yes. Municipal predictions. He's 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 pulled a massive deficit back, and he's now sticking it to. Russell in the proverbial sense. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I, was, I was biding my time. Just just had to wait for the right moment to pounce. <laughs> just like Saha 11, mate. You're peaking just at the right time. Yeah, I know. Who'd have thought it? 
Who would have thought it? Uh, so the Quirden games this week, four games chosen by Roger from the fixtures uh, in the Quirden Municipal. These games will all be played on the 20th of March. Um, no. Oh, there is a Sahar 11 game. I thought, there is. I thought you weren't playing this week. Did I no, we, yeah, we are. Yeah, but no, we're, yeah, we're playing in the. This is our cup quarter final. All right, we'll get that. We'll get to that one on the end because this is yeah. a big. This is a big rivalry, big, good battle yeah. rivalry that we like. Uh, this yeah. one. So the first one this week, Kaizen against uh, South Sea Wanderers. Uh, yeah. Kaizen unable to field a team this side so this week. So hopefully they can get one out uh, for this game. Kaizen yeah. are the home team, so let's start with their form. They are sixth in the division. Uh, 21 points from 12 games, uh, five losses. Uh, so that means seven wins plus six goal difference for a team sitting so low in the table. Um, shows not bad, they're, that, that, yep. they're not bad. Um, 26 goals scored, 20 uh, against. So, sorry, not particularly great. Uh, from the Kaizen lads, their last three games have been a loss. That was a game awarded uh, to Union. Uh, and they had one awarded recently against Addiscombe Corinthians. In between that was a win against South London Royals Reserves, which is a good win um, for them. And they narrowly lost to Kaizen. So in different form, um, yep. two win, uh, a loss, a win either side of two games being awarded. Their top man is Mr. Licker. Um, he can taste the goal. Uh, yeah. Roger, six, <laughs> six, six goals in Lucky six games. <laughs> six yeah. goals from six games for him. Uh, their opposition is South Sea Wanderers. Um, South Sea licking their wounds um, after two defeats in two weeks to title rivals um, Albo United. Um, 30 points from 14 games tells a tale of a very good season overall for South Sea, looking at taking that in isolation, plus 34 goal difference, 59 scored in 14 games. For a game, that is not bad. That is not bad from the boys. No, uh, definitely not. Just, just unfortunately, they've not won the crucial games amongst the teams, um, the teams that they're chasing down at the top. Two losses and a win are their last three games. But before that, it was an imperious uh, run of form. You have to go all the way back to uh, the, fir the 3rd of October uh, for their last loss, funny enough, against Kaizen. 7-6 they lost. Um, but last two weeks, they have lost um, the two against Albo. Um, their top man, we've spoken about him before, uh, C. Hart has 20 goals in 14. Um, F. Ward, though, most impressive with 14 in seven games. They know where the net is. Um, they do. Kaizen have, have conceded more games than played. Uh, almost two goals a game conceded. Um, yep. South Sea are wounded. Rog, can you see any way out of this but a, but a loss for um, Kaiser? Have they got a chance? Um, they've got a slim chance. I think I think that the, the fact that South Sea have lost their last two um, will get them fired up for this one. Yeah. Um, they won't want to lose to Kaiser twice in a season either. So I think, I think on that, um, I think South Sea will, will come out. I, I, I think they'll be comfortable winners this time as well, if I'm honest. Um, unless Kaizen... I mean, if Kaizen have got a full team, it looks they, they, they've had some good results. They beat Chelsea in the Cup. Yep. They narrowly lost to Bosch Jam and Bosch Jam have been in good form. Um, so they are capable of, 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 of you know, getting, getting results and, and, and turning up. But 
unfortunately they're just it's just few and far between um, for them. I mm. just think Southsea will have too much from uh, from this week. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Southsea to win. I'm going to say three one. Three one. Russell matched you on three one. Do you want to keep your your guess at three one? No, I'll say four one. Four one. Yeah, he can be. He can be uh, a rule breaker with the predictions. Mm. Now he's sitting top of the pile. Does <laughs> does does the fact that Kaizen couldn't get a team out play any fault into your mind this week? Are they struggling for players? Is that is that gone into your thoughts there? Uh, yeah, 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 a little bit. I, you know, I, I I I mainly think it's just going to be that South Sea are, are, are going to be are going to be hurting from 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 the two defeats. Um, both of them, you know, a, a cup quarter final and. And a defeat in in the league, which which effectively ruled them out of the t- out, out of the title race. So, you know, I, th- I think they'll be hurting. I think they'll they'll come out the traps flying this week. Um, Kaizen, like, like yeah, like we said, you know, they 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 either turn up and, and do well, or or they 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 don't, and they've struggled for players on a, in a, on a number of times this, this season as well. So yeah, just just the culmination of 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 of, of both both teams really. I'm going to go for three 0 South Sea Wanderers on that one. I think they're yeah. going to have a clean, a clean sweep past the pad, all that stuff um, yeah. for South Sea this week. Good luck, boys. Um, in the internet, in Invitational Cup side B now, we've had a change in the in- Invitational Cup. A few teams added to the cup. Uh, yeah, I know that's caused lots of conversation around the uh, quarter municipal. Um, community, but it, it's here. This, we've got a side A and a side B now. In, yep. in side B, uh, an interesting game brings South London Royals Reserves and Gold Coaching um, together. Uh, South London Royals Reserves, as we've spoken about um, in the um, results section, sit third in the table. That's cemented now. Yep. A good season for John and the boys. Um, 36 points from 17 games. Um, so 36 is the minimum they can achieve from 18 uh, overall games that they'll finish on. That's two points a game guaranteed for them. A fantastic turnaround um, for them. Well done, boys. Uh, their last three games in all competitions. Um, their form has been a win, a loss and a draw. Um, but before that, you have to go all the way back to the 14th of November till their last loss. Now, that was a heavy defeat against Addington. But since then, they've gone on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine game unbeaten run. Uh, Ten, sorry, unbeaten. A loss last week against Kaizen. Um, sorry, week before. Yeah, last week in the in the cup against Kaizen. And a yep. win this week. It's been a fantastic run that for uh, South London Royals. They were knocking on the door, looking p- potential uh, promotion candidates. Um, but just the strength of Addington and Surrey Park Rangers was too much in the end. Um, but a good season. They must pat themselves on the back as a reserve team, of course. Um, they're always potentially uh, at the beck and call of the first 11 goals in seven games uh, for their top man offward. Um, yep. May have scored many off, off the wood, off the post, <laughs> uh, off the woodwork this season. Uh, D Scott getting five in eight games for Surrey Park at South London Royals Reserves um, yep. as well. Their opposition, gold coaching. Um, have had some fantastic cup results over the years. Um, yeah, Invitational Cup um, will be a, a competition that they've got um, their eyes on. Uh, yep. in Division Two South uh, Gold Coaching currently sit fourth, just behind that pack of Dynamo Duppers, Albo United, 
uh, and South Sea Wanderers still got four games to play. Um, mm-hmm. That means that they can that they can hit thirty four points. So they they can finish third if if everything goes horribly wrong for South Sea Wanderers. Uh, they have twenty two points from fourteen games, six losses. Half of their games basically have been losses. Uh, goal coaching, they won't be happy with that. They have a plus nope. thirteen goal difference. Um, their form so far, their form of late one loss. Uh, they lost to Saha 11 uh, last week, of course, in the mm-hmm. Challenge Cup. Yep. Um, that saw, that saw um, Saha into the semi-finals of that one. So, goal coaching licking their wounds at the moment. They w- they'll want to avenge uh, that cup defeat by beating lower-placed opposition. Before that, they've been on a great run of form. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten game uh, of no losses. Uh, fantastic yep. one, but before that, it was a shocking three losses in a row. So they really did um, arrest that losing streak with a fantastic return, and to be beaten by um, by the uh, League Challenge Cup winners elect Saha Eleven. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Their top man is N Kelly, um, fourteen goals in seventeen games. B Golden as eleven in thirteen for them. And H. Allen with 10 in 14. They certainly have goal scoring options at gold coaching. Um, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six players all scored eight or more this year. So uh, fantastic for the boys uh, to have yep. that kind of firepower. Um, do we hold much hope for South London Royals reserves? Is this going to be a game? Are they looking at the cups now or, or are they just looking to uh, get the season over? What do you think? Can, is the Invitational Cup perhaps a bit of a distraction? Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think they'll be looking at to, to, uh, as a way of just extending a season. Um, you know, third place is cemented for them in, in the league for, for, for the Royals, Royals boys. Yep. Um, yep. I, th- I think that, I think they'll quietly fancy their chances. Um, if I'm honest, so they've had a good, good season. Um, you know, they, they, they've, 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 they've done well this year. Um, so yeah, I think now, I think Royals reserve will, will fancy their chances. Uh, on on the flip side of that, I, th- I think goal coaching will fancy their chances as well. Um, you know, being drawn against a, a, a lower opposition team, um, having played them last week, they are they are they are they they get the ball down, they play some good football, do goal coaching. They've got a couple of good players as well. So yeah, I think it'll be a good game this one. Um, Interesting question for you, Rod. Is Amari Cup tied, having played in the Invitational Cup already for MMFC? Do do you know what? I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not too sure. I'll have to check the rule book. <laughs> I'm, I'm not too sure what the rules are. He may well be. And Mari may be Lino Sunday. Um, he yeah. May not, he may not have played, of course, in the, for MMFC in the uh, Invitational Cup. Can't see. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to see the uh, No, it's not. Lineups, no. Is it? no, it's not, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but no, it, it'll be a good game, this one. Yeah. Um, I might, I might listen to hear what Russell's got to say first. Before uh, I Russell, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. You, you, you have that uh, as a as a contributor on the podcast. You get that privilege. Thank you very much. Um, four two to South London Royals reserves. He's gone. Four. Yeah, I think that's a bit optimistic. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if Royals reserve get the win. But I'm going to side on goal, goal coaching. Um, okay. Yeah, just because I, I just because I saw him last week, and 
Um, yeah, they, I mean, like I, said, they, like I said, that after that game, they, they kept playing. Even when they was 3-1 down, they kept playing. They kept pushing for goals. And, and they tried to play football the right way. So, um, yeah, I think they may, I think they'll have just a little bit too much for um, John and the Royals Reserves boys. I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to say goal coaching win. I'm going to say 3-2 to goal coaching. 3-2 goal coaching. I was going to go goal coaching as well. But I think it's going to be a bit tighter. I think 2-1 to gold coaching. Uh, I think we're along the same lines. Russell obviously yeah. fancies the South London Royals uh, boys. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go for a tight uh, gold coaching uh, win in 90 minutes. But I wouldn't be surprised to see this one go to penalties. This is pretty close despite the what 10, the 10 places difference in the league sort of standings. Um, yeah. This will be a tight game. Good luck to both teams though. Both had uh, good seasons um, on the whole. Uh, in yes. the league this year. So, sec penultimate game is Bosjam taking on PSG. Um, this one is a... Is this a league game? No, it's not. It's going to be a no, cup game, isn't it? Cup game, yeah. So, this is another Invitational Cup. Uh, side A, round one game. This one uh, brings together two um, Prem teams. So, let's have a look at their form this season. Obviously, PSG not played... A league game for a little while now. Bosjam are the home team. They have 19 points from 11 games. Uh, three more to play for the boys. So they they can technically they can still no. There's one more game for them, isn't it? It's a 12. Yeah. It's, a, it's a 12 um, game season. So yeah. 23. They they basic they can finish. They can finish second on goal difference if they have a massive overturn. But that's not going to happen. Bosjam mid table comfortably. A good season for them after a poor start. Uh, they've turned it round of late. Um, one win, uh, f- sorry, five, four wins and one loss. Last time out, they lost to Spartan. Before that, it was four wins. So not a bad, not a bad return for Buzz Jam with what, how the season was looking for them. Um, yep. O Smith, their main goal scorer, five goals in four games. I don't think Buzz Jam put their stats on me too. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty more goals there um, to yeah. To have they haven't they haven't put their stats on so let's move on from there. Their opposition is PSG currently sitting top. Palace Saint Germain, um, twenty four points from twelve games, um, four losses in their um, in their twelve games. So a sixty six percent win rate by the power of maths for PSG. A fantastic turnaround for them. Forty three goals in twenty three games, plus uh, twenty four forty three goals. 23 against, sorry, plus yep. 20 goal difference. It's a good season for, for PSG um, yes. uh, overall. Yeah. Uh, it's looking yeah, I, second, yeah. third third for them, um, minimum. Minimum. Uh, fantastic. I think they've had a good year. Uh, at times, their results have been a bit topsy-turvy. Um, yep. They won't be happy. They haven't played a game, uh, they haven't played a league game since the 23rd of January. Uh, since then, they've only really, they've only played four games uh, since then. That's nearly six weeks now. Um, their form three wins out of three obviously all cup games they beat London Warriors on penalties two that was a bit close for comfort they beat Sunset JFC comfortably uh, 3-1 in the quarterfinals of the Senior Cup uh, and they beat Woodside handsomely 4-0 in the last round in the prelim round of the Invitational Cup Mm -hmm. Um, again when they play um, they seem to find form. They found goals, that's for sure. Seven goals, eight goals in their last three games. Yep. Um, they even managed. They even managed three against uh, in a loss against Spartans um, at the end of January in their last league game. Um, so they can score goals. It's looking good for them. 
against um, Bozjam, a team um, who we say have been in good form, but you would fancy yep. PSG on this one, I think. PSG's top man is Morton. He has nine goals in nine games. Uh, Steve Lewington uh, has seven in nine, doing what he does in the Quirtle Municipal uh, and score goals. Uh, and Joyce has six goals in seven games for PSG. Uh, Rog, these two, uh, the Prem teams inside A in mm-hmm. the Invitational Cup. I don't think anyone else in the Prem is in it. So this is an interesting um, yep. This is an interesting fixture. They have to go into this. The Invitational Cup has favourites as um, Prem sides. Yeah. Um, Russell has predicted a Desmond at 90 minutes of this one. So he, he thinks this is going to penalties. Um, I'm going to back PSG here. and I'm going to back them to win um, 3-1. They've been clinical in the last three games in, in the Cups, other than the London Warriors game, perhaps. But they've been after yep. that. Um, they've seemed to be focused on these Cup games. So, I'm yeah, I'm going to go 3 I'm going to go 3-1 to PSG against Bosjan. What do you think, Rog? Um yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't see PSG not scoring. Um, they've got they've got goals um, all around the team. They've got players that can score goals and change games. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if Boss Jam. I, I think PSG will need to win more than Boss Jam because if PSG lose, and then that'll be their season done. So, um, just on that alone, I'm going to say a PSG win. Yeah. And I'm going to say, uh, uh, what did you say? What did you say? 3 1? 3 1 PSG, yeah. Yeah, I'll say 4 2 then. 4 2 to PSG. 4 2 um, PSG, yeah. That will be a good game, though. Two teams mm. that, have, um, that are looking good at the moment. But, but sad for PSG to have gone through their league games so quickly. And all, yeah. of their, all of their games are literal cup finals now. They can't afford to lose any no. game so um they need to keep momentum going amongst the squad that'll be up to uh Tommy and the boys to and in the management team to keep the, the players interested and motivated for these games I'm sure they can they can do it it's been as I say it's been a good year for them overall the last game of the week <laughs> brings together two division one teams um Russell and Roger no I'm, uh, hang on which one I'm playing the the are you playing? Side, are you playing Sandersted, the, the team in the Prem? Yeah, the, yeah, the ones in the Prem. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. my mistake. That's my mistake. I'm very sorry. I thought they were finished. No. So you're playing in the Senior Cup quarterfinal. Yep. Sandersted from the Prem. Russell is yep. not attached to this club. He's he's well. I, I think at the moment they are. I think they come under the same umbrella. I don't. I, 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 I do believe there's no love lost between them any, anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, I, I, I think he put on social media that they was looking looking to join another club, weren't they, for for next season? So, yeah, they are they are parting ways. So, th- this isn't this isn't recorded. And we'll get we're going to do that bit. Oh shit, we can't do that, Roger. We have to go with that mistake. Let's move on. Yeah. So the game <laughs> the game in the senior cup brings together. Sandersted from the Prem, currently sitting mm. bottom of the Prem yep. with Saha 11 on a six match winning streak. Yep. Um, Sandersted, bottom, as I say, of the Prem. 10 games played, one point for the boys, uh, minus 25 goal difference. Uh, it's not been a fun year for them, but they took they rolled the dice and, and they took the chance. Respect um, every time for uh, teams that do that. They had a go uh, and uh, it didn't pay off. But fair play. 
Uh, their last three games have been all losses uh, in the in the Prem Division. They awarded um, JFC a game uh, in the Challenge Cup quarterfinal. They missed. They lost out to South Sea Wanderers from Division Two, three one, uh, and in the Don- Michael Donovan Premier. They won. They lost four three. Should I say sorry against Addiscombe Casuals? That was a game I refereed where they had a fantastic first half and just petered off due to lack of substitutes, lack yep. of fresh legs. Um, Addiscombe Casuals uh, were excellent in that second half and destroyed them. Uh, their top goal scorer is R Lockwood with nine goals in eleven games. Uh, Wickenden for them has eight in ten. Um, so not a bad return for two players um, playing for a team. Um, where chances are few and far between. Um, they've done well there. Uh, well done. Yeah, Rob used to play for me um, at, at Shirley for only for a few games until he had a falling out with one of the players in there. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good good little player. Is he uh, the guy that wears a sort of Alice band? Um, I think he, and when he was with me, didn't I? But I think he's grown his hair slightly yeah. longer. Than I they have do, got, yeah. They've got some good little forwards, um, signs, did I must be said. Uh, it must be said, and Terry at the back for them. Um, is a proper a proper hero. Uh, yep. uh, Harry does it. Um, is beyond me. Right. So Sahar eleven. I've you, not. I've not. I've not put all my stuff on there either. One, two, three, four, five, sixth in the league. So let's not go with the goal scorers if your stuff's not on there. Yeah, Fifteen not points in nine games for Sahar eleven. Um, the the form of late has been excellent, as we said. Um, either side of two games being awarded. Uh, against Southside Blues, there was two wins, uh, two wins, one on penalties against Huxley uh, and Huxley guards in the league. You beat yep. him in the Senior Cup, and then po- after the two games against uh, um, Southside, you beat Gold Coach in last week uh, in the uh, Challenge Cup quarterfinals and Huxley guards in Division One this week. Roger, you are definitely the form team out of the two going into the games. Uh, we yep. won't worry. We won't worry about the goal scorers. Yep. Get your stats up to date. Uh, then we. Yeah, no, then I'm going to have Gordon chasing me. Just hand me, a, slap me with a fine if I'm if I'm not careful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the predictions then. This has to be banter. This has to be banter from Russell. No, it's not because I, right. <laughs> I. I thought no. I thought it was so hard. Um, Thunderstead JFC. So I, oh. he has backed you to win three one. I thought this yep. was JFC initially, so I thought it was banter. Yep. Um, he's back to you to win 3 1. He doesn't see any hope for uh, his ex club mates or his ex teammates. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to back Saha. I can't not back you. Uh, mm. Two, I think it will be tight though. 2 1. Uh, they'll look at it. They may be up for it. They'll, this could be the last game that some of these players play for Sanders did. Um, they may want to go out of a bang. They may, yep. It may be a struggle for them to get 11 out again this week. Who knows? Uh, but I'm going to back Zaha to win 2-1. Um, what do you think, mate? Yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, I think it'll be a close game. Um, you know, I, I know they've been struggling for players of late, um, um, have, have Sander said, but, you know, I, I kind of think they'll, they'll want to get all their, all, all their players that they have got available out for this game. Um one because it's against me. <laughs> I think Gary will want to get one over on me. Yep. Uh, he's, Gary's also a fairly fellow committee member, so I, th- yeah, I think he'll want to get one over on me. Um, and I know there's 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 um, some of the guys in my team have got friends playing for them. So yeah, I think I think they'll they'll be up for it. Um, I think they'll they'll be desperate for a win. That being said, I think like I said earlier on in the show, I, th- I think we have now started to come into some form. Now we've started to play well. 
Sunday just gone. Um, the first 45 minutes was the best football we've played this season. Mm-hmm. Um, confidence is is on the on on the up, um, and we're 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 hoping to end the season on a real high. So I think I think we'll win. We, we we've not we, we've not blown any teams away this season. So I think it will be close. Um, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say three two to me. Three two. Yeah. Saha 11 predicted by Roger. Um, yeah. Cup semi finalists, of course. Cup specialists, let's call them this season. Saha 11 into um, another cup game against Sarnasi. Good luck to both teams uh, yes. in that one. So, looking through the fixtures this season, um, most of these become now um, dead rubbers, essentially. Yes, uh, they do, in, yeah. in Division 2, Kaizen, South Sea Wanderers. Um, we've predicted that one uh, as that's a good game. Um, yeah. FC 25 against Addington, it doesn't matter, um, but that'll be a good game either way. Fortin Eve against Souls is a battle of um, two teams in the middle of the table. FC yep. 25 will look to push themselves um, all the way till the end of the season. In the Senior Cup, it brings a few good games. Uh, Cobbs, Quinn and JFC, uh, Sarnas did against Sahar, as we said. Ascom Casuals against Spartans. Uh, Addiscombe beating Spartans last time out. Yeah. Um, this that will be f- uh, absolutely fantastic game. Yeah, round two of that one, and they've got another two games left to play. So, yeah. yeah, I mean that could have easily made one of the games of the week, but I'll have to save that for the for the for the for the league games that are coming. But yeah, Spartan. yeah, they, that can't. They're going to play each other. That can't be in the games of the week every game. So it's nice exactly. of you to yeah. switch that up. But that's going to be uh, another fantastic one on the Invitational Cup um, so, Cup side B. Uh, South London Royals Reserves play gold coaching, as we've already said. Uh, Quirden United against Surrey Park Rangers will be a good game. Quirden United turned over Addington United in that cup, don't forget, in the Invitational yes. Cup, I think. Um, or the Intermediate Cup, one or the other, sorry. Cup, yeah. um, so they'll be looking to do the same to Surrey Park. Surrey Park will be looking to add a cup to their league yep. title now. Um, in round one, KFC play Santola, that'll be a good game. Uh, and South London Royals play... Um, Sinus at JFC, um, that could be a massacre. I think so. Yeah, I know. I, I was. I did. We did. We did. Me and Russell done the draw um, for, for the for that side B, and I don't know how he rigged it. He must have typed into the computer somehow. He wanted to draw South London Royals, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it was um, it was drawn all all above board. So he just got fortunate with with that, and uh, yeah, I, I imagine he'll be safely through into round two. Unfortunately for South London Royals. Uh, Invitational Cup side A, as we've spoken about. Uh, Bosjam play PSG. Uh, and the last game is Gold Coaching taking on Huxley Guards. That's a quarter final of the Cup. Um, Huxley Guards um, welcoming some relief in the Cup. Uh, doing well by the looks of it. They have to go into that one as favourites against a, a lowly placed um, Division 3 side. Huxley Guards looking to get into a semi final. Um, Rog, I wish you all the best in your game. It will be a battle. They are a good little team. So I understood. I've seen it with my own eyes. Um, yep. Hopefully uh, you can start well. They seem to start games um, on the front foot. Uh, yep. But yeah, football will be the winner of that one, mate. I wish you all the very okay. best and I'll Thanks see you much. next week. Yeah, see you next week, Andrew. So Gibbs... We are back with the predictions. The last section um, for Westfer, Mark Dolby is our guest predictor again, leading the way. 
Gibbs, you're trailing third now. I've taken Mate, even sure, you over. I'm sure he's fixing these results, though. But, you know, how can you pick out a 5-2 and it happens? Like, I'm, sure <laughs> no. he, I'm sure he's fixing these results. Listen, he seems to get any game. With a bald side in it, right? Hang on. And you've put another one in this week. Mate, I can't help it. They got where they got three sides. They're like they're normally genuinely in like good games. Do you know what I mean? Right. So the games this week. Let's go with the first one, a Division One battle at the top of the division. Division One, as I said, Red Velvet at home to Crayford Arrows. Uh, Red Velvet second in the league, twenty-one points from nine games, seven dropped for Red Velvet. Although they are going well this year, it has to be said. Plus twenty-three goal difference for the boys. Um, their form in the last three games is two wins. Um, Liam Donaldson leads the way for them. 23 goals in 22 games. Well done to Liam. Uh, Crayford Arrows are top of the pile. Uh, 29 points from 13. Um, a plus 15 goal difference. That points towards Red Velvet. Superior um, going forward, perhaps Gibbs. Um, they've played uh, four games less, but have an overall eight goal better off. Uh, goal difference, fantastic for Red Velvet. It's going to be a cracking game, no matter what. This really you, is. What you look at it. Uh, Crayford Arrows last three, they won two. Uh, the last loss for them um, was against the Bandits um, on the thirteenth of February. Unlucky for some, it was unlucky for Crayford Arrows that day. Uh, George Irvin is their top man, eleven goals in eighteen games. Gibbs, this game uh, brings together two teams who have been really good in Division One this season. Two good teams, two good footballing teams. Um, how do you see this one going? Um, I can only see it being a red velvet um, win. Uh, not, not that's wrong of me to say. Maybe the wrong words. I think it'd be a, a close game, um, but I, f- I think red velvet will just probably have enough to take them over the line for the three points. Okay. Um, I would probably say red velvet three two. But I said to um, Spencer last night. Actually, I said the amount of like good games you're in every week yeah, now. Do you know what be. I mean? Like they will be. They've just been in so many good games. Like because they've been getting far in competitions. They've got a lot of league games to play. Um, and every game to them now, it, it, it actually it's, it means something, you know. So um, I would say Red Velvet 3-2. 3-2 Red Velvet for Gibbs. Uh, Mark Dolby going for a 3-1. Um, God, I have to roll the dice here, don't I? I? I like Red Velvet and I like I was impressed with Crayford Arrows. So this is, this is just purely down to predict the predictions game here. I'm going to go with Crayford Arrows. Um, just to try and catch up some points, I'm going to go 2-1 Crayford Arrows, but that is literally just game plan. Yeah. Um, uh, I could uh, no no result here is is a, a silly right. guess. These are so equal. These teams. Uh, good luck to both boys, uh, both sets of lads in that game. Should I say uh, in Division Three, another big game. Uh, Woolwich Royals taking on Borden Sports Westfa. Uh, so listen out for Mark Dolby's. Uh, prediction if you want to know the score ahead of time <laughs> uh, Woolwich Royals are second in the division uh, 20 points from 9 uh, Borden Sports third with 19 points from 8 so pretty close massive game uh, really big game uh, both teams have uh, won 2 of their last 3 uh, the Borden Sports West for loss, last loss um, that went a, a, a one on pens against uh, Advent Mighty Royals. They lost it last week against uh, Borden Sports A. I've written down some wrong research there. Uh, Yavor Herstoff is Woolwich Royals' top man with 17 goals in 19 games, closely followed by Selk Elevens. Now it must be said, uh, Steve Armstrong with 16 in 20. Two good goal scorers for um, the Woolwich Royals boys. Uh, Joe Foreman is Borden 
uh, Westford's top man with 11 in six. Unreal. Uh, and Lee, I can't read that. Relever. Relever. <laughs> uh, sorry, mate. Eight sure, I'm writing. 14. I've absolutely <laughs> scribbled that down. I've got a doctor's writing. Sorry, fella. Uh, I'll put that right at the end of the show. Um, what do you reckon, Gibbs? Mm. Dolby, Dolby has gone free two to his to, to, to Bournemouth Westfar. Do you know the only thing I would uh, would I'd say about Woolwich Royals is that I know they've been getting like 11, 12 players out, and um, some and sometimes these big games they they can take their toll. Um, like obviously they conceded two in the last ten on Sunday, so I don't know if maybe not having fresh legs is uh, is um, going to hinder them. Um, I mean they've got goals in them, so. Obviously, the two the two men up top have got like for, what thirty five or something between them, thirty four yeah, between them. Like that, yeah. So they have obviously got the goals in them. I just, I think it'd be a very high scoring game, but I I think Balder might nick it. To be fair, so Do I'm. Think the three G that Willard Royals play on might be a, a leveler for uh, yeah. It, sports Westfar. It's a big pitch as well, though. Um, I think it's going to take its toll. Uh, but on three G, they're normally quite high scoring games. So I'm going to say four three to Balden. Four three Balden. Uh, again, both are used to going for Borden, so I'll go for Woolwich Royals. This is just this is make or break week for me if I can make some points up. I'll back Woolwich Royals to win two one. I look forward to hearing the match report uh, from Jimmy next <laughs> week. Um, excellent. So we had a quick change to our fixtures. Uh, Full time updated this afternoon. So um, the next one is a cup game between Barker and Granite. Um, Div four team. Sitting first, Barker, 25 points from 12 um, against Granite. They are a senior team. They're third in the division and they have 15 points from nine. Having a good season, it turns out now, Granite. Um, they've turned around um, their season after a very slow start. Uh, Barker's form, three and three. Absolutely storming it. Uh, Granite, one in three. Um, so not particularly great for them at the moment, but they have played uh, some tough sides uh, of, of late. Uh, Dexter Lovely has 11 goals in 13 games. He is having a lovely season. Uh, and Timmy Ozabodu for uh, Granite has nine goals in nine games. Uh, he's been enjoying himself um, as well. Mark Dolby going for a Granite 4-2 win. But, but Gibbs, do I smell an upset in this one? I smell an upset and I think the dogs smell an upset in this one as well. Yeah, they're sniffing around. They're here, sniffing around this. I, um... Sniffing the arse of it, aren't they? 100% mate um, I'm, you know, I'm going to go uh, Barker 2-1 2-1 to Barker um, I think Granite will score will Barker get free otherwise I'll have to match her I think but Granite will score I'll go 3 I'll go 3-2 to Barker Ooh. I'll go 3-2 Barker um, Granite have been a good side maybe um, that, that jump up Four or five divisions will be too much for Barker, I guess we'll see. But the form in cups like this it is a massive leveller. Barker don't seem to know how to lose at the moment. So, um, yeah, this will be a real good game. I think down at STC, if you can get down there um, on Sunday, good luck to both teams. Gibbs, the last game. And I must say, a game that we've been anticipating and wanting um, for quite some time now. We want yeah. to see Metrogas tested against the best just to see where they are um still go into this as massive underdogs they play under the radar this is a cup game um is this plumpsy cup or is this jewish shield 
I didn't I didn't check. Uh, let's have a quick look. Uh, it will be at the bottom. This is terrible um, listening for everyone. Sorry about that. Unprepared. This yeah. is a Jewish shield. So the big cup brings together um, well, a fantastic side in Metro Gas who don't know how to lose against a team in Under the Radar who um, arguably the best team in Westford at the moment. Uh, Prem Division champions, etc., etc. Uh, Metrogas looking to become that team. Gibbs, Metrogas are second in the senior division. Flawless after six games, 18 points. Uh, under the radar, top of the Prem. Flawless after seven games, 21 points for them. Uh, both teams have won three of their last three Games, Metrogas have 21 goals in those three games. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, under the radar um, of their three wins, one of those was Penns. Uh, a penalty win, should I say. Their last loss was against Essie Dons back in November. And it was only on penalties. Mm. So <laughs> they've not really... They've not... Um, they've Tasted defeat in 90 not, minutes no. for a long time. Uh, James Dyer is a Metrogas top man. 21 goals in 13 games. Uh, Liam Murray has 14 in 16 also for Metrogas. They are really flying. Um, the top man for UTR, as usual, is Sam Bailey. Uh, 23 goals in 17 games. Even with all the talent that they brought in over the last couple of seasons, Gibbs, Sam Bailey remains the top man for UTR. He knows where the goal is, doesn't he? He no scores one. all types of goals, to be fair. Free kicks, penalties, blowing <clears throat> Um, cutting in, curling it. He's a he's a fin he's a finisher that knows where the goal is. Absolutely, Metrogas are our guests next week. So by the time the show goes out next week, we would have talked to them, but it would be before this game. So um, I just want to put a disclaimer in there. They they wouldn't have played this game just yet. I'll try and get their reaction to it uh, for you guys next week. Um, Mark Dolby is backing under the radar four two. Um, fancies Metrogas to get two. Do you think? The experience of under the radar will be too much for Metro Gas this week. I don't that, you know that bit of know-how. I really don't. You I don't. think I think Metro Gas. Um, I think Metro Gas are probably fearless and probably don't don't fear any team. And um, lots of young lads, um, energetic, scoring goals for fun, all enjoying their football. I think they'll probably just come out and take this game by the horns. If I'm honest, um, UTR will come out thinking that. They'll, they'll do what they'll do. Um, they're, they're consistent in what they do. Mm -hmm. um, they won't take them lightly. They take every game seriously. Um, but you know what? I, fan I just fancy an upset here, if I'm being honest. I think that... Um, I think... Do you know what? I I'm going to go with Metro Gas 3-1. 3-1 Metrogas, yeah. big win. Yeah, I big just, win. Do you know what? I can I can just see it. I, I, or I can't just see it, but I can just... I think Metro Gas will really be up for this game. And... Um, I'd two two up for it, maybe two up for it. But they've obviously got footballers in their team. They've obviously got goals in their team. Um, I just I can't see why they couldn't pull off an upset. Um, and I just think some of the like UTR's results of late, obviously nil nil with Crayford in the cup. Um, they had a two two with Borden in in the cup as well. Um, I just think that if uh, Metro Gas come out and. Uh, well organised at the back. I think that UTR might find it hard to score and I think um, Metrogas look like they've got goals in them. I just... 3-1 Metrogas for me. Fantastic prediction from Gibbs. I'm going to go for a draw in this one. But I do think Metrogas might nick this on pens. Um, I'm going to go for a Desmond on this one. Uh, but a fantastic game. 
uh, down at Metrogas. If you can get there, go and watch this one if you're not doing anything. It will be absolutely fantastic. Um, sadly, I'm busy, but I'm doing my own game, so I'll have to watch it back on um, on YouTube. But yeah, all the best to Metrogas. They've really come in uh, and taken Westford by storm, obviously, uh, UTR. Um, I've represented um, Westford uh, brilliantly too and having a good year but Metrogas uh, really could put the cat amongst the pigeons um, this week good luck boys just to have a look at some of the fixtures coming up next week uh, as always plenty of games uh, to catch the eye uh, looking through um, some of the games Borna Sports A against Meridian Barnhurst uh, against uh, Burridge Blues be a good one Barnhurst Burridge Blues proper old school game down at Meridian uh, the bar the bar takings there will be very pleased on Sunday. Uh, New Cross take on Blackfen in here. If Blackfen desperate to get back to some kind of form, uh, Crayford Athletic looking to return to uh, keep their good form going. They won't want to slip up against um, struggling Footscray Lions this week um, after two good wins. Um, good luck to you guys this week. Alberton Eagles lock horns with Eltham Lions, uh, two teams uh, from the old um, division. Division 4 uh, days with you boys um, yeah. locking horns again uh, in Div 2. That'll be a good game. Uh, the the Rye play their friends. SE69ers. Um, that's a bit of a friendly derby now. South Ballers could, uh, wouldn't be a surprise if they took the points off South London Athletic. South Ballers, South London Athletic looking like a good game. Highfield Hot, against Tamils. Highfield against Tamils. Lots of good games. Hot Shots. Greenwich Hot Shots taking on Avery Hill. Come on the shots. Um, although we do like Avery Hill. Uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets a play lesser FXI. Uh, the Battle Cruisers will look to continue their good run um, against um, Chimera Reserves after a good result. They won't want to um, lose against Chimera. Royal Oak against Sporting Greenwich. Shine against Bayswater. Shine Bayswater. Could be a bit of a massacre after Shine's battering this week. Yeah, there's a good one there as well, though. Crocodile uh, into Belvedere. Crocodile against Inter Belvedere over at... Um, Crocodile, that will be a good game. Uh, Elton Palace look to uh, get back to winning ways in the Ethel Wilkins Memorial Cup against Springer Blues. Semi-final as well. Oh, is semi-final, it? yeah. Hopefully um, all is well at Springer United Blues. Um, that loss against uh, Greenwich Battle Cruisers was a surprise one. Footscray um, Lions Vets, Turco Jack be a great game. Yeah, it'll be a comfortable win for Footscray uh, Lions Vets, I would suggest. Ooh. Uh, and Newcross Rovers Reserves go again against the Peoples. Two yep. cup semi-finals. They... Or two cup games, sorry, one after the other. Can they re, 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 learn from their mistakes this week? Yeah. Old Fortronians, Adidas Athletic, be a good game. Uh, and last but not least, South East Athletic Maroon taking on the Bosco Gibbs. The Bosco! You boys take on... Um, the 69ers. Yeah. We do indeed. Uh, friends at the 69ers. The underdogs taking on the big dogs. Yeah, mate. Fucking, we're just open to compete with them, to be fair. Hopefully they don't um, turn us over. Um, and we'll go from there. Hopefully uh, three points to avoid relegation, mate. And um, their title challenge goes on for the 69ers. Cheers, Gibbs. I'll see you Wednesday <laughs> for the Silk 11 charity game against Black Eagle FC. See you later, mate. Bye. So that is it. The end of another show, 28 episodes in to the Sunday League show now. Uh, thank you to all of the contributors tonight, uh, Graham, Roger, Jamie and Gibbs. Uh, thank you to our guest, Aaron, 
from Junction Elite. Fantastic. Again, thank you to all of the predictors. Uh, Hugo, Dan, John, Russell and Mark. Um, I'm not doing very well apart from the OBD SFL um, predictions. I'm winning comfortably and the Southern Sunday. All three of us are on the same points. Uh, Mark Dolby absolutely strolling the Westford predictions and Roger Top of the quarter municipal predictions. We can't, we cannot let that happen. Uh, I'd rather the guests win than the other lads <clears throat> in the predictions. So please, please, prediction gods, help me. Uh, thank you to our sponsors: Magpie Recruitment, Board and Sports Youth, Sports King TV, Skipper Sportswear, Grassroots Football GRF, um, Awards FC, and last but definitely not least at njpgd um thank you to also our charity sponsors uh, at njpgd uh black eagle athlete uh, arithmetic accountants uh player packs um player packs have gone over and above um for this our next game uh, on the 16th of march which is this coming wednesday uh, at the time of release um we're playing black eagle athlete fc their first ever game they're taking on the Mighty Silk um, 11. Um, we have lots of players from Westfa, uh, players from the OBD SFL um, and, uh, and and other managers and gaffers from the Kent County League and whatnot. So um, we're looking forward to playing uh, Black Eagle Athletes. Some good guys who are our um, sleeve sponsors. Um, sadly, I think um, our, the actual sponsor, the owner of the company is, is injured, so he won't be able to play. So we'll be able to have some banter on the sideline on Wednesday instead. But um, player packs have supplied us with our match supplies over and above um, what was expected um, from them. Thank you very much to Elliot and all the guys uh, at player packs for that. We look forward to the game at um, VCD on, on Wednesday uh, in memory of our, um, of a friend of some of the players, um, in the past, uh, Mike Strong, we named a cup after him here for Westfa. Uh, the game details are on Wednesday the 16th of March, Selk 11 against the Black Eagle Athlete FC at VCD. Uh, they play at Old Road, Crayford, DA14DN. Um, all the proceeds raised um, over and above the pitch cost will be donated to a trust fund uh, for the children of Mike Strong, his two daughters. Uh, we started the hashtag Stay Strong on the back uh, of Mike uh, passing away uh, two years ago. Virtually to the day of this, uh, we played our first game against the Peoples and lost uh, handsomely, had our pants pulled down. Um, but since then, we've gone on from strength to strength to raise over £2,000 in our handful of games. I don't think we've played even five games yet. Um, on the night, on the night is five pound entry. Uh, on the gates, gates open at seven o'clock. Kickoff will be at half seven. Uh, if you get there early, you can enjoy the bar at VCD before the game. Um, if you can't make the game, there is a donation um, link uh, to my bank account, which I will um, give directly to uh, Nick Pitt, our co-founder um, of the Silk Eleven, um, who will donate the money to the family. Um, of the girls um, when when we collect all the money. Uh, thank you to all the players who have um, joined, who have um, paid their donation, donations 
Um, Black Eagle Athlete have agreed to pay half of the pitch costs. It's an expensive pitch as well. Uh, so thank you very much to them. Uh, some of the players we have, uh, Nick Pitt, uh, Gibbs will be playing. Uh, Ronnie from Highfield Rovers. Sam from uh, Spring Hill United. Uh, Mark Dolby's there. Tom Smart is there. Uh, Paul Stingray is there. Uh, Blaine from Peckham Rye. Uh, Mike Payne from uh, Bickley. Tony Rawlins from Peckham Rye. Uh, Paul Springer, the, the director of Erith and Belvedere. He's played a few games for us now. We're glad to have him back. Chris McGinty from uh, New Beckenham will be there. Rob Curtis from now uh, Stansfield. Hopefully will be playing. Uh, Matt Ellis is back. Uh, super right back Matt Ellis um, from Farnborough Old Boys uh, Lee Argent from um, Greenwich Mariners uh, Pacey forward Lee Argent uh, coming back to play for us Ian Knight um, our old um, Maidstone and Mid-Kent contributor is back superb fella and a superb um, player as well it turns out uh, Brenton Amady um, is playing for us too um, a real good um mental health advocate uh, and person around social media. Lots of uh, chats with Brenton um, in text and, and on social media. So good to have him involved. And Steve Armstrong, um, also from Woolwich Royals, as I said earlier, will be joining the Selk 11. So 18 of us, um, or, or 18 players, should I say, um, man squad, all donating £20 each to the calls, um, which makes up a huge uh, difference. Uh, given pitch costs, etc. So thank you very much to all the boys. Uh, kitted out by uh, Skipper Sportswear and um, our match day supplies supported, uh, sponsored by Player Packs. Um, that was a really long outro. Um, I wish everyone all the very best. Some really exciting games uh, this weekend in all the leagues now. Everything is important now. Um, all the best, guys. I'll see you next week. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.